Johnny's Hall of Fame trainer in Canada and United States of America and multiple Sovereign Awards winner in Canada, the one and only Mark Cassie. Mark, 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 Mark Cassie, 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 Mark Cassie. It is now 7 p.m. across the Eastern Caribbean Islands and the East Coast of North America. Welcome to Journeys the Talk Show. We are now streaming live on Wednesday, August 31st. It's a talk show. Welcome to Journeys the Talk Show. Journeys helps to record the history of local and international jockeys, trainers, grooms, and horsemen who work throughout Barbados, the United States of America, Canada, the UK, and in countries from all over the world. Journeys is hosted by Sean Hall, coming to you live from the Caribbean island of Barbados. Co-hosted by Leroy Trotman, streaming to you live from Toronto, Canada. And I'm Brett Callahan, coming to you live from my island home of Barbados. Our weekly talk show, Journeys, is proudly sponsored by MPEquine.com, McKee Pownell Equine Services and Veterinary Care addressing the needs of the athletic horse with the goal of maximizing their athletic performance and prolonging their competitive careers. Journeys is also sponsored by the Barbados Turf Club, horse racing at the Garrison Savannah, where you can now wager online at www.barbadosturfclub.org. And we welcome back our proud sponsors, the Barbados Tourism Marketing, Inc., who is inviting all of our listeners to come and visit Barbados. This is our seventh episode of season two of Journeys, the live talk show. Today on the show, we're excited to have as our special guest, Hall of Fame trainer in the United States of America and Canada, and multiple Sovereign Award winner in Canada, Mark Cassie. Also appearing on our show is Dr. Kate Robinson from mpequine.com, 
McKee Pownall Equine Services and Veterinary Care, where we will announce our second winner of one of the four prizes for your horse. Also on our show, Jennifer Morrison, Sovereign Award winner for Outstanding Feature Story, will provide us with her Journeys Pick of the Week. Raquel Stout will also visit us under the mahogany tree to discuss everything about the runners in the 2022 Barbados Derby that is scheduled to run this Saturday, September 3rd at the Garrison Savannah Racetrack in Barbados. In our final segment of our show, we go back in time with Barbadian jockey Neil Brewster under the mahogany tree. But right now, it's time to introduce to you our hosts, Sean Hall and Leroy Trotman. Welcome, guys. Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. What's going on? Are you guys as excited as, as I am on my end? Through the roof. Very I, much I, I, so. I, I would I break it out. This is the, I, I realized that you were I'm sweating, Sean. I had to probably, you know, like your heat stroking on me back there. I had to go <laughs> get the sorrel. The sorrel. I was going to get you some electrolytes, but you got the sorrel going there. Yes, yes, yeah, I had to go for my bear. Yeah, you went to get a beer. So, I, you know what? I'm just going to go with some water, boys. That's all I'll do. I'll go with some water. I'm glad the can juice is done. No, 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 boy. I had, a, I, had to, I stretched that can juice as long as I can. I decided to, you know, don't bring the can juice on here tonight. You know what I mean? I appreciate the fact that you guys went out of the way of all the way from Barbados and send me some cane juice up here it was well appreciated and i made a few people on the guys at the race i'm very jealous of, of my cane juice sean and i told him i'm not sharing it so <laughs> i also stretch it a little bit out with some coconut water which it Ooh, was really with it really oh. nice so again i thank you did you did you put any brown stuff with it some no, rum no, no, or no, some whiskey no or some brandy me. or no no <laughs> some good stuff it. I'm an alcohol-free guy, Sean. Don't You're alcohol-free free. from Barbados. Yeah. You know, the, the, I, that. I try to keep these pipes. At least keep, keep, keep these pipes right there. They do need, need no alcohol in them. They just need, <laughs> you know, I these pipes don't need no alcohol. These, what kind of virgin are you, man? These oh, pipes don't oh. need no alcohol. They just need weights. Sean, put yeah. those things down, Sean. Put those down, Sean. Sean, come on. Sean, put those things down, Sean. Sean, look, look, look at the size of these to those, Sean. Put those things down, Sean. Be careful. Anyhow, guys <laughs> have enough time modeling or something. I don't know. This ain't a modeling show, man. <laughs> yeah. This um, is Journeys, the okay. talk show. All yes. right. I'm here for our journeys. Yes. <laughs> we got some exciting guests on our show today, guys. What do you yes. think? Oh, yes. Excited. Yes. Excited is the word. Yeah. Every Mommy. week, we, you guys keep surprising me with bigger and better guests, man. Yeah. yeah. Mark Cassie. I'm, I'm, How many I'm so sovereign awards has he us, won? You know? 14. 14 sovereign awards, leading trainer, mm -hmm. both in Canada and the U.S. at various times. Throughout his career, awesome work. You, you want a great treat today at yeah. Saratoga, yeah. You know, at twenty-three to one. Twenty-three. I mean, this is what the show does. The show makes things happen. <laughs> as as horses hear that their trainers or jockeys coming on this show, they just start to punch above the weight, man. <laughs> He's even started even before he got on his show, then. <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen over the weekend, but Lord, I know we're starting already. Well, remember last week we had Kevin Attard on our show, and what did he go off and go and do? Win a queen, his first Queen's Play. 
not forgetting our last week was we had Bob Tiller. Bob Tiller. Kevin was the week Bob before. Tiller. But yeah. Tiller, Kevin, everybody's, you know, yeah. they're just doing it. We had Safi Joseph Safi trainer. Joseph. Wow. Yeah. Training what four or five winners that week? Yeah, yeah. That Listen, weekend, man, hit actually. after hit after hit after hit. We just bring the hit people there's, on this show, a, man. There's a blessing so, coming from this this show. Yeah. Well, boys, that said, all that said, let's get it on the road then. All right. Let's Excellent. Go. Well, we're appearing our show today, Dr. Kate Robinson from mpequine.com, McKee mm -hmm. Pownell Equine Services and Veterinary Care, where she will announce. Our second winner of one of the four prizes for your horse. I mean, mpequine.com have done some fabulous work. And Dr. Kate Robinson specializes in the chiropractic care of racehorses. Mm. Welcome, Dr. Kate, to our show. Hey, Doc. Hi, thank you for having Hi, Doc. me. Nice <laughs> you? seeing you again. It's great to see all of you again as well. <laughs> yes. Great. So what's, what's new and excited, Doc? Well, um, I've obviously since we last talked been doing some more chiropractic care, um, I guess related to some of the joking with Sean last time I did a couple of castrations today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. I forgot about that. <laughs> that is Sean. Sorry, Sean. I just couldn't let that lie. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. <laughs> I almost feel like playing the cane juice now, Leroy, is just to rub it in. Don't do that to him. You don't want to put too much on him. You know, Dr. Kidd has already threw that first punch at him. Let's not throw the other one. <laughs> all right. Yeah. And no. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Doc. No, it's all yours. You're the oh, all yours. Um, can... No, I, I think, you know, we're just. Uh going through uh the the busy summer months here um kind of winding up um for our, our fall season as well uh and just doing doing what we can to have the horses feeling and working their best that's great. yeah great yeah um, that's yeah. what great is all about that's awesome exactly exactly Making animal happy right yes yes mm -hmm. yes to perform at their top best right 100 percent 100 percent so what are you going to feed us with today to, so we can well, get our audience? Sorry, Brett. No, no. Well, we want Dr. Kate to introduce this next video clip that we have of Dr. Kate at work. But we want to introduce to all of our listeners and viewers out there some of the fabulous work that she does. Tell oh, us, thank Dr. You. Kate. Yeah, so uh, the video clip, um, I actually focused a little bit more on the sacrum and the SI joints and, and the pelvis um, because they are so critical for the racehorse um you know the amount of drive that racehorses have using their hind end we really need to make sure that their low back and pelvis and sacrum are comfortable and that those si joints are working like as absolutely best as as possible right and um certainly uh chiropractic care can be a really important part of of ensuring that those pieces are working as well as they can so the horse um can be performing at its absolute best and feeling its absolute best yeah. oh that'd be awesome to get some work done on these race horses yeah to get them performing even better Leroy, yeah. wouldn't that be great of course, of course. And my job would go then win a lot more races. I like to be riding a lot of those horses that she's working on because then 
you know. The points that she's talking about, man, those points are they can stop a train, okay? Once mm -hmm. those points are hurting a the horse, they, they can't perform. I no, mean, exactly. Yeah, can't perform. I mean, well, they can't want to perform see, they can't perform at the, the top of the game, right? Mm -hmm. No, exactly, right? Like, we need a really strong, engaged hind end to drive yeah. the horse almost regardless of yes. the sport that we're talking about um but it's even more critical like i just like i'm in my mind's eye right now i have horses at the starting gate right and just the explosion out if you don't have functioning si's you don't have that good start right um so for the engine is right back Pardon me? That's where the engine is, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask Dr. Kate, if mm -hmm. she was a racehorse owner, I don't know if you are or not, but no. if you were a racehorse owner, what was the a few things you would like to do to your horse like the morning of the race? The morning of the race. Having your expertise and huh. experience. Yeah, no, that, that's, a, that's a really... Um, good and, and interesting question. I think I would be, um, I wouldn't provide uh, VSMT or chiropractic care the day of. That would be something that I would be recommending um, probably four to seven days out from a race. Um, so the horse has the benefits and we've gotten those joints really nicely mobilized, um, but the nervous system has had a few days to, to use to those, yeah, those changes that we've made exactly, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then I think uh, the day following or the, you know, two days after, then I would be probably performing VSMT again um, because there's a good chance that my imaginary racehorse has tweaked itself during a race, right? And so if I can make it feel better in that recovery period as well, I think that that is really, really critical. Um, other things, um, I'm a pretty big fan of laser therapy leading up to a race. Um, so again, um, for treating that SI and low back region. Um, when I was working on the track in Saskatoon, um, we did a lot of just, you know, really the entire length of the back, but particularly the horses seem to respond under the saddle region and, and necks mm -hmm. as well. Um, I yes. like using the laser for that. Uh, well, like can you tell me why the trigger points in the neck is so important? Oh, there's. I don't know if I I can summarize it in the in the time that we have, um, but again, it, it has to do with. Um, so I guess if we talk about the hind end as the the engine, the neck and head are, are what's steering that train essentially, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so those trigger points have to do with how the neck and head are helping the entire body to balance compensate for any like you know slight missteps etc um and the neck and head are also gonna be um compensating again if you will i mean the entire body does but for the weight of the jockey any slight imbalances that the rider themselves may have right because just like no horse is a hundred percent perfectly 
balance. The riders aren't either, right? And I think that that's something that we um, maybe don't think about as often as we should is what is our rider um, doing that could be contributing to maybe some pain and trigger points um, on, in the horse as well. Um, and that's not, you know, looking to point fingers or blame or anything. It's just, it's just a reality. We are living beings and, you know, whether we're talking about the horse or the, the rider, we are imperfect. Um, but helping those trigger points in the neck and maybe even the pole uh, to relax is going to allow the horse to stretch out better, um, be more comfortable, um, and and again, maneuver better, right? Awesome. Yeah. Great, Great tips and advice for all of those people out there who Great have question. horses coming up the race or just after a hard race, maybe. Yep. Um, be sure to check out mpequine.com. So, Dr. Kate, I'm going to mm -hmm. play this video now and look Great. at show all of our viewers some of the fabulous work that you do. Thank you. Hi, my name is Dr. Kate Robinson and I'm a veterinarian here at McKee Pownell Equine Services. I am recently certified in veterinary spinal manipulation or chiropractic care and here to talk to you about that today. Alright, so I have models here of the equine pelvis and the sacrum which fits inside the pelvis like so. Together, the sacrum and the pelvis form the SI or sacroiliac joints at the front of the pelvis. The sacroiliac joint is very important for hind end performance and function as well as comfort and performance of the low back in the horse. As you can imagine, particularly with our race horses that really need to propel off of their hind end, healthy sacroiliac joints and sacral function are absolutely crucial to have them feeling and performing their best. Chiropractic care or veterinary spinal manipulation therapy can be extremely useful in finding restrictions in the sacroiliac joints or sacrum itself. And then adjustments can be used to help the sacrum and those sacroiliac joints return to normal movement and function. As you can see, the sacroiliac joints don't actually bear the weight of the horse, but are crucial in proper movement of the hind end. The sacrum actually moves in a bit of a figure eight type motion. This is exaggerated for the purposes of the video, but between the pelvis here and allows gliding type motion of the sacroiliac joints. Chiropractic or veterinary spinal manipulation therapy can be used to help detect any abnormalities in the movement of these joints and the sacrum. And then adjustments can be used to help restore normal motion and hopefully decrease a pain that a horse may be feeling in this region. As racehorses rely heavily on their hind ends to propel them from the gate, regular chiropractic care can go a long way in maintaining optimal SI and sacral health to help horses perform and feel their absolute best. Wow. Great stuff. Thank yeah. you. Very good Great stuff. stuff.
you know, because what she's saying there, I mean, I find mostly on those tech poly tracks in Canada, I find horses always get jarred up in the back areas and that kind of stuff. Even here in Barbados, where are tight turns and hardness of our track. Are those the first things to go the back end, trigger points in the neck, shoulders, especially too. Yeah. And as they can't reach, you know, that's a problem. Yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right. And and so certainly I am a big believer in how much chiropractic and, and other types of body work can really mm -hmm. help these horses, not only with any um, subtle pain that they might be experiencing, but also just as techniques for overall like relaxation and whole body health, right? It's really, you know, we, we ask a lot of these horses and they um, live really stressful lives, right? Especially like when yeah. you compare it yeah. to what is natural for a horse. And so I think mm -hmm. anything that we can do um, to promote them feeling just overall better, their nervous system firing better, um, muscle relaxation and joint mobility, it's just gonna help them to be happier horses and they're gonna perform better, right? Excellent. So for me, um, being in an race horses business for so much longer, mm -hmm. um, the chiropractic part is one thing, but we do a lot of medicating the horses and stuff at the track. And yeah. after uh, the chiropractor is being seen, the horse is being seen by the chiropractor, would you use what kind of medication you use? Would you do a DMSO jug, Baycox? What would you do, Robax? I, what I would follow up with? I would probably follow up with a Robax or a methocarbamol. Um, I think though, you kind of lead me to a, a really good point that I want to make, and this is, it's gonna sound a bit like a cop out, but I promise it's its not. I think you need to, you know, as trainers, um, owners, grooms, et cetera, uh, depending on the involvement of the owner, obviously, you need to figure out what the individual horse responds best to and kind of, um, customize a program for them, which I know most trainers are all very, ready, very good at doing and, and try to do that. But, you know, for example, um, maybe you find horse number one really enjoys the chiropractic care and doesn't seem to need any medications following that, right? Yeah. Maybe horse number two needs methocarbamol before its chiropractic appointment just to help its muscles relax a little bit more and actually like take in the benefits of that type of care, right? And then the other thing too that I'm uh, pretty routinely talking to my clients about, as much as I think chiropractic care can be huge benefit for almost every horse, the horse has to be an active participant in chiropractic care. And so I do have the odd patient that is repeatedly telling me, no, maybe that's, they're trying to bite the handler. Maybe they're kicking at me. Maybe they just always walk away or move away from me when I try to, you know, get in and adjust one spot. Um, I need to listen to the horse um, because they, they, they need to enjoy this type of therapy as well, right? And so maybe I just avoid that area on that particular day. But I have had um, a couple of patients where we've tried, you know, two or three separate appointments and repeatedly the horse just doesn't want that type of therapy. And I, I um, compare it to, to people. Some people really like chiropractic care. Some people hate it and they would rather go get a massage, right? Mm -hmm. So I think there's there's that kind of 
aspect of it to consider as mm -hmm. well. Okay. Well, that's awesome, Dr. Kate, to thank you and all of our um, guests and listeners, mpequine.com, check them out. But before you go, yes. we want to announce our winner, the winner yeah. of this week's mpequine.com contest with journeys is ijav34 at gmail.com. All winners can reach out to info at mpequine.com to secure their prizes for their horses. So thank you, Dr. Kate and mpequine.com for providing our listeners with these um, wonderful contest winners for their horses. So thank you for coming, and we look forward to hearing from you again in the near future. Thanks for having me. Have a great rest of the evening, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. <laughs> All right, man. Always looking after the horses, huh? Number yes, one important, with us, important, uh, important. it's great for our equine athletes. But man, do we have someone coming up to our show now? Today on our show, we are all, especially me, I'm excited to introduce to you our special guest, Hall of Fame trainer in the United States of America and Canada, a multiple sovereign award winner in Canada, Mark Cassie. Well, all right. Hey, boss. Hey, Mark. How are you? Thanks for having me, guys. Okay. No problem, man. Congratulations. Thank you for being on our show. Congratulations again on your big win at Saratoga with your tour at that big Oz. I heard I, I, I was listening to the show earlier, and I guess I owe that to you guys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> my, my wife, Tina, said that maybe I need to see if I can book it every week. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we horses, as horses hear that their their trainers are coming on the show, man, the horses start running out the skin. I wondered, you know, the horse paid forty some dollars. I knew something was. <laughs> Who was the rider today? Uh, Dylan Davis, young rider. That's you know, uh, excellent. It's got a really bright future. Uh, more importantly, he's a wonderful, uh, wonderful young man. Um, he won three today. So, oh, uh, congrats to won, him. Um, I think that's the second stake he's won for us at Saratoga this well, this season. Great. So, we haven't won as many as I'd like, but they've been. I think today was our third uh, third stake win at the meet. So, that's, that's not a, that's not easy to do. No, no. especially at that meet. No. At that yeah. meet. And when's the show again? Because I need some help next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, being on tonight, that follow next week follows into for this show. So hopefully, yeah. hey, come on, Leroy, we could have him as a part-time host next week too. <laughs> He's a busy man now. I was thinking about taking Leroy's job. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say something, but I'm not gonna say it because then he might want to choke me tomorrow morning. Yeah, tomorrow, <laughs> no, Leroy, you're so chicken, man. Say, <laughs> no, that no, Patrick, I have a lot of respect for me for, for Mark. So, I mean, he calls yes. him his, his, his first dad or second dad, whichever one he calls him, but he calls him dad, you know what I mean? He calls so, me a lot of things, laws a lot of things, <laughs> yeah, definitely does. I can yeah. tell you stories, we can't put them on here, though. No, we won't, we <laughs> I know, we I, we I know Patrick well. <laughs> Yeah. Well, boss, while we 
this thing that this show that we have for is all about your journey and sean came up with this idea and i tell you what it's been fabulous because we've learned a lot ourselves about this show and about people themselves and about where they started to where they you know eventually end up and you've got i mean you've come a long way for yourself and you're at the top of the game where you know but the hard work that you've put in the patience the time your family support everything that's falling behind you i mean it's words can't put it in in perspective and we'll like you to do that for us and yeah, i mean you know it's true it i mean i've been so fortunate and a lot of it has to do with um barbados i mean our our canadian team is probably 75 80 <laughs> percent uh, from barbados you know wow. and, um, I, I, I can I haven't been there for a while, but I can remember my last visit and and walking down the streets and everybody yelling, uh, you know, my name and everything, which uh, I'm proud of that. Yeah. Uh, wonderful, wonderful people. Obviously, um, you know, it, it, Patrick's Patrick's won something like fifteen hundred races for me, which wow. is phenomenal. Wow. But uh he wasn't the first husbands. The first husbands was Anthony husbands. Yes. And I can still remember the day he said, um, he said, um, will you watch my brother ride? He's riding a horse at Fort Erie. And I said, okay. So I went and I, I watched and this horse bolts and it's going down the outside fence. And this rider's just riding away like a crazy man. <laughs> wins the race by a nose. And then the horse jumps the outside fence. And he goes, that's my brother. I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> so Patrick, uh, so what happened was in the beginning, um, I was training and I ran a guy named Harry Mangurian. Uh, it was Mockingbird Farm. He yeah. was one of my first uh, big, you know, big owners. And and what happened was we would sell every all the horses. The only ones we wouldn't sell would be the crazy ones. So we needed oh. somebody to ride, you know, all the crazy ones. And there he was, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> hand, in, hand in hand. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Before we get into Patrick, though, boss, we want to talk your dad, your, your biggest fan. Right. You know, yeah, and yeah, I lost my dad. I lost my dad um, five years ago, last March, five years ago in March. Wow. I lost my mom about two months ago wow. my mom yeah, actually so sorry to hear my mom actually um my mom both of my i would i've been i was lucky i had a, a wonderful family my mom and dad though got they were getting divorced and and uh i was 13. my mom my mom was my mom did one of the most unselfish things that any mother could ever do and uh, they got they were getting divorced at and I was 13 and it was said that I was going to go with my mom. She wanted me to go to Indiana where there was no horse racing and a lot of things happened. And there was a lot of, I was very upset. And one day I just went to her and I said, mom, do you love me? And she said, I love you more than anything in the world. And I said, well, if you love me, let me stay with dad because um, you're going to take me away from horse racing. And had she done that, had she, you know, forced me to go with her at the age of 13, which she could have done, yeah, mm -hmm. well, we wouldn't be talking today. So, uh, 
you know, she was a very special lady. Um, she didn't have the love for the game that my dad did. My dad taught me the love of the game. And, and um, you know, he's he's really the one that first introduced me to Woodbine in, in Toronto at, I think, the age of 12 or 13. So um, I, I've been, you know, I, I've had a, I had a wonderful childhood and wonderful parents. And, um, again, uh, I wouldn't be here for lots of reasons if it wasn't for those two. Wow. But you just said something, Mark, that caught my attention immediately. Because you're from the States. How did you get to be a Woodbine star? Well, that's a good question. Yeah. And many people have asked me, because a lot of people think that I'm either from Barbados. <laughs> or Canada. Okay. So anyways, what happened was in the in the 80s, middle 80s, I was the leading trainer in Kentucky. In fact, I held the record wow. at Churchill Downs. Churchill. And But what would happen was Churchill Downs would end um, July 1st and there was nowhere to go and it was just a kind of a messed up meet and I had been like I said I'd been introduced to Toronto um, my dad my dad had introduced me to it so I decided to take about 10 horses to Woodbine after Churchill went there and never left wow. and, and um, when when I went there when I went there um I was the leading trainer in Kentucky. And the amazing thing is <laughs> when we first got there, I think they gave us, gave me six stalls. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't give me any more here. I'm the leading trainer Whoa. in Kentucky and they, they uh, uh, gave us six or eight stalls. But what happened was I'd heard that Mrs. Merrill. So this goes a long back, long ways back, but Frank Merrill, he was the leading trainer in North America for many years. I had heard he had died and I heard his wife had an old training center, which was about 20 miles from Woodbine. Mm -hmm. And I went out there, it was a mess. And I, I asked her if she would like to rent it. And she said she wasn't interested in it. I said, what if I rent it and fix it up? Mm. And she agreed. I wouldn't take no for an answer. I went there and did that. So we, we had six or eight stalls and we would take six horses back. In. We'd bring six horses in and take six horses out every day. And we kept running more and more horses and they kept giving us a few more stalls and a few more stalls. And then, you know, the rest is history. But it wasn't always easy. They didn't, you know, uh, more nice. No, they, you. I had guys, I'm telling you, I had six or eight stalls in the uh, sales barns. They must started. have thought you were a Barbadian for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost my accent a little since. <laughs> but you know what's the great thing about this, though? For American guy who has done so well in two different kinds, well, I mean, you've done well for people of you could get a Canadian passport or a Barbadian passport with a snap of a finger, man. That's brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, but you're talking about all those great things you did. I want to talk about your first run, a four-year-old, now Lloyd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, now Lloyd. You mean in Canada? 
No, 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 like your first runner. No, that wasn't my first my it, first horse that I ever ran. Yeah, it's called First Rocket. Oh, First Rocket. Ran, I was okay. 17. So, so what I'm reading is yeah. telling me all the wrong things. So I should check these papers in yeah, front of me. You should maybe ask me. I okay. got it right now. <laughs> okay. All right. So that, my that, first horse was my first horse was Billy called First Rocket, and I ran her at Marshville Fair in Massachusetts. And the reason I did that was my dad took me there. Massachusetts at the time was the only place that you could get your trainer's license at 17. At 17. Mm. And so I got my trainer's license at 17. Wow, now, wow. I don't know where you came up with now Lloyd, but I remember oh. that horse was, I don't know. It says first runner. That's what I was reading. So I guess. Maybe in Canada. I don't, I don't it think. Didn't, so. It didn't say in Canada, but. That's I can remember uh, bringing a horse up to Greenwood called Shot and Missed. And he made his first start and um, he broke slow. It was going four and a half furlongs and he got beat a nose and they disqualified the winner for uh, <laughs> bothering the fourth horse. It had nothing to do with us. So I think that was our first kind of horse that we ran up there. But um, my dad loved, my dad loved Woodbine. He loved Canada. Um, yeah. You know. Do you remember your first stick winner? Sticks winner in Canada? Yeah. In Canada? Yeah. Um, I can tell you that the the horse that made made helped me make it was a filly called Red Journey. Um, Ricky rode her. Oh. And the reason she where she got so why she was so important, she belonged to Harry Mangurian. Um, and he sent her to us because she was running down in South Florida and would rain all the time and the races would come off the grass. And um, so we ran her and she won four or five in a row. And it, it really cemented, cemented my relationship with Mr. Mangarian, who then I went on and, you know, those horses that we used to, Patrick would ride and we would bring up there. Those were all homebreds of, of Mangarian. But mm -hmm. yeah, so my first, my first stakes winner ever was a filly called Amelia R, and but she won at Sportsman's Park. Um, I don't remember. How should I? I don't remember. Wow. Well, you called a name just now, Ricky Griffith. Yes. We all know Ricky's not doing well. No. Tell us yours, how it started with your Ricky back in those early days, because Ricky would have come here at 87. And I know that you yeah, I, um, way back from those days. Uh, yeah, Ricky. I'm not sure where I met Ricky. You might uh, met him in Florida, though. Huh? Yeah, maybe in Florida it was. Yeah, uh, because don't forget, he's very close to um, those. That, um, I think where your farm is now. Um, yeah, he was close. Yeah, he used to get resources. One of my, I, I'll tell you guys a funny story. So we had this filly. Her name was Sermon Time, and she could really run. And and Ricky had worked her and was ready to run her and ride her. And so the day before she's supposed to run, Ricky goes down in a spill. Oh dear. And I go running down, you know, and he's laying there like in pain and whatever. I said, are you okay? He said, I'll be ready for the Philly tomorrow. <laughs> And he, and, and he was, and she went on. She she was a pretty good horse. 
but yeah, Ricky Road Red Journey for Mr. Mangarian and wow. for us. And then, of course, um, <laughs> then he came to work for me as an assistant. Yes. And I can remember uh, he, he, he went to New York and he called me after we ran our first horse and he goes, I almost threw up. I had to go into the bathroom. He said, this is much worse than riding. But we, I can remember Tina, my wife and I, we, we go and galloping this filly on the training track. And I'm driving around anybody at Belmont, you can drive along the inside. And mm -hmm. I'm watching. And all at once I see Ricky and he's got one rain, the, the rain's come undone. And now he's got only one rain and this filly's rolling. Right. And then I see him, he's fighting. Next thing he has no reins. Wow. <laughs> then he had, he, he ended up pulling her up. He got his, his uh, hands up over the top of her head and pulled her up some way. Turned out she ended up being a grade one winner. Wow. But, uh, but that wasn't our concern. I was concerned over Ricky. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, Ricky was my assistant for a long, long time. We did yeah. very well together. And then, of course, when he left, um, David Adams. Yes. Along, and those are the only two guys that I've ever had over, I don't know, 30 years there. Wow. wow. You know, David's been with with us 25 years or something. Yeah. And, and all Barbadians. All Barbadians. Yeah. And, yeah. and all, I mean, our riders are all Barbadians. I mean, <laughs> it's, you know, we have guys who've been with us. It's one of the things that I'm extremely proud of, not just um you wouldn't know this so much but is that um i've been training 40 41 years we have probably 10 people that have been with us over 30 years each wow and so that's something that if you ask me you know some of my proudest moments is that or or, or accomplishments is being able to have these people that stay with us mm -hmm. and because they're truly our family Yes. And and if if anybody, you know, knows Tina and I knows that if you're part of the family and if you need help, mm -hmm. we're going to help you mm -hmm. and we're going to take care of you. Um, and that's something we've always done and, and always will do. That's amazing. You have a Thank Barbadian you. guy by the name of Billy. Ivan Ford. Yeah. Billy, I'm just going to tell you this. If you see mm -hmm. Billy, if you see Billy leading one over a first time starter, you better just bet on it. <laughs> <laughs> Billy doesn't fool around. <laughs> no, no, Billy started with me and Barbados. Billy may, okay? make, Billy may more, make more money than me. <laughs> I mean, no, I, mean, I, mean, I love Billy. Barbados. I remember him as a youngster, a young guy working. And then next to you know he was your leading winner after winner after winner, stake winner after stake winner for you. I hope, is it does he pick these horses or what? Are you just giving the best horses all the time? Tell me. Well, I think it's a combination of things. Uh -huh. You're working hard. The reason you know I feel that I am where I am today is because I always go, I always try to do more than I ask of me. And once you get that happening, then the next thing you know, you're getting better horses. You're getting lots of different things. Yes. Billy's that way. Yeah. Right. Does Billy get the best horses? Absolutely. And you know why mm -hmm. Billy gets the best horses? 
is because he's done the best. But, um, you know, we have a lot of good grooms. But, yeah, yeah. Billy, I'm just going to tell you, if you see Billy walking <laughs> around with a first-time starter or a horse you haven't seen, if you're wondering if he's any good, just bet. <laughs> just bet. <laughs> That's brilliant, man. Billy, really Billy's a guy, you know, Billy doesn't get, I don't I don't know when he sleeps. He gets to the barn at like three o'clock in the morning. It's just amazing. You know what the great part about Billy is? He's steady. He doesn't get mm. excited. He yes. just, yes. he's yes. Billy. Yes. I love him. He's always, he was always like that, though. He's he always like that. No, doesn't get, doesn't get excited. What, what do you think, though, all Barbados people are passion and drive for this business? Is Is it kind of, I don't know. You don't see it anywhere else. I have a love for it. I don't know. Um, I saw it. I saw it, you know, the few times that I was there for the Gold Cup. Yes. yes. I see the fans and the people. Yes. I, I, I find the, you know, the Bayesian people just to be so, so nice mm -hmm. and always happy. Happy. You know? If you keep talking like that's good, get your trip down here. This winter. I'm trying. You think I can <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. So far, some important questions. Too. Some important questions I want to hit into though. Like the importance of upgrading to be competitive in this game. You know what I mean? Because when I'm reading and hear stuff, it took you about four about 35 years to get the pocketbook to put yourself where you are today. And along the line of getting there. How hard and, and, and the effort you put in and the, the people around you was important to you? Well, I've been doing it, yeah, for they were 41 years or 42 years. Yeah. Um, I always had a love for it. It, it. Like when most kids were, you know, watching cartoons or reading cartoons or doing, I was reading the racing form. Mm. I just always had a love for it. And, and believe me, I've been through some. I, you know, I trained horses some bad places and lived in some awful places. Um, it's been a, you know, it's been a long road. It's, it's uh, lots of different paths, lots of tough paths. Um, but you just got to keep persevering, right? Well, I know I was reading a part there that your father had something great things to say to you to keep you uplifting your spirit too. So, cause I mean, there had to be just some down times where you think, you know, I, I don't want to be in this game anymore. Was there a part of that time in your life that? Oh you, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I still ask myself quite often: Have they ever taken anybody out of the Hall of Fame? Because, because <laughs> yeah. sometimes when we're, you know, I'm not so, I don't feel so Hall of Famey, you know, when we run like ten in a row and they don't beat a horse. And yeah. that's the thing about this game, and I, I hope you see that in me. I, I try to be humble. And I realize that I'm very lucky where 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 I am, and I don't take myself real serious because I know I'm only as good as the horse and the last race. Um, so, but there were many times, you know, uh, my dad was always a big, you know, always trying to pick me up. Um, you know, he would send me articles when I'd lost twenty in a row or thirty in a row, and he'd say. Hey, uh, Shug McGay lost 42 in a row. Uh, Charles Winningham. Charles Winningham. You know, those kind of things. Yeah. You said you won with still Charles Winningham. I still, I still talk to myself now, and, and um, I still get nervous. I don't like, you know, uh, we had a but – I, but I also 
I also understand that winning is good, but it, it isn't everything. Um, we, we ran a horse today and, um, in the third race, uh, his name's web slinger and he nearly went over the hedge. I mean, and he ended up sacking and a couple of my grooms and everything. They were upset after the race said, Oh, he should have won. Aren't, why aren't you upset? And I'm said, I'm just happy that he's fine. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and that's the way, I don't know how much, you know, but you know, a few years ago we had war will in the Kentucky Derby and he was moving up. Um, in fact, my son, Norman, uh, in the far turn, put his arm around me and he said, dad, you're going to win the Kentucky Derby. I mean, this horse was moving like, and then all at once he got wiped out. And after the race, everybody came to me and said, are you upset? Are you this or that? And it was disappointing. I mean, when, when you've been training a horse as long as I have, and I said, when I was 10 years old, I told my dad a couple of things. One, I told him I was going to be in the hall of fame and I told him that I was going to win the Kentucky Derby. So I've done one of the two. So when you, you want to do something like that, it's hard, but honestly, I was just happy that he was okay. And then of course we got lucky and he came back and won the Preakness, yeah. but um, the Kentucky Derby still on my radar, mm. you know, whether I, I don't know, I'm running out of time, but I'm not giving up. <laughs> I don't think so. You got a lot of drinks left in there, man. <laughs> There's another person that I'm going to bring up to you now, Jason Hoyt. He's got horses for you forever, and now he's winning greatest take wins. Do you know what how you, you know how happy that makes me? <clears throat> I mean, I promise you, I root for Jason as hard as I mean, mm -hmm. Tina, my wife. We all, we, we root for him and I'm, I'm so proud of him. Mm -hmm. He was my main man for a long yeah. time. He was for my years. main man. And, um, no, I'm very proud of him. I, I, I ride him, you know, when I can, yes. it's, it, it's tough. You know, yes. a lot of people think that, oh, you know, Mark can do whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. That's not the way I have mm -hmm. to answer. I have mm -hmm. to answer, you know, to all, every owner and, and, uh, you, you wouldn't believe, you know, this one, right? This owner doesn't like this rider. I can't ride this one. It's like, I need a chart. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, um, I love Jason. Mm -hmm. Not only is he very talented, a good, great rider. He's a great person. Mm. And that's the number one. Yes. In my book, you know, I, I hope when I'm dead and gone, um, they may say, hey, you know what? He was a pretty good horse trainer. He did a lot of things. But most importantly, he was a good person. And mm -hmm. I that is that's extremely important to me. And Jason is a good person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You said something just now, because I, I go on reaction to what you said. And you said about owners picking writers. We have Patrick Hunters now at the twilight of his career. You still put him on, I think, I think you're doing your best because you have so much good younger writers to run and you still manage to find stakes when it's for him. I, is that very difficult? Because certain owners know as writers get older, always 
think that the new kid on the block is always better than the old kid, even though the old kid doesn't show any signs yet of wanting to walk Sean, away. You know, Sean, you hear so many things. You know, uh, you wouldn't believe them. I've found, I've found over the last. So when Patrick first started riding for me, everybody would say, "Why, why are you riding Patrick Husbands?" And I said, well, he's a great rider. Then it went when he wasn't riding. Why aren't you riding Patrick Husband? <laughs> so there's some difficulties. If, yeah. if, if you watch, I run a lot of horses in a lot of races, multiple horses, yeah. sometimes two and three horses for them. So it used to be if Patrick wasn't on one, then why aren't you riding Patrick? Mm-hmm. So now I purposely spread them out. And you'll see where I use probably six or seven riders and I don't get that anymore. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and um, you know, I love Patrick, but I still get irritated with him sometimes, <laughs> you know, but Hey, when the, you know what, when the money's down and you're in the big races, give me Patrick. Mm-hmm. Saw that mm-hmm. the other day with Feb Rover. You know, mm-hmm. coming back and winning the the grade two, yeah, yes. I haven't. I promise you, I have as much faith in Patrick Husbands today as I did ten years ago, as I did twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. One thing I feel that I'm pretty good at is judging riders and good riders. Mm-hmm. About, I had a similar situation about fifteen years ago. Went to California and I was riding this young rider, and everybody was like why are you riding this rider riding? I said, he's a great rider. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I don't see it. Why are you riding? And his name's Joel Rosario. So, oh. yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I think, uh, I, obviously, Kamura is a very good young rider. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, I'm really high, of course, on Declan as well, Declan Carroll. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a good young rider. And, and you, we're, you know, we're, we're seeing a little bit of the changing of the guards. Yes. You know, obviously we all know Patrick last um you, last you had to, said you had to that walk he, him off the cliff from yeah, that he was going to retire and yeah. he called me and he goes, I need you here on Sunday. I yeah. said, well, What for? And he's you and Tina. He said, I need you and TT there here on Sunday because I'm retiring. I said, Patrick. And he had lost somebody. He had he was very, you know, he yeah. had a death family. And and I said, Patrick, look. If you're ready to retire, that's fine. But you're not going to retire right this second. I mm-hmm. said, I want you to take the winter off, mm-hmm. think about it. And if you decide at that point in time you're going to retire, mm-hmm. Tina and I will fly up, and I promise you Woodbine will have a party like no other. Mm-hmm. But I want you to think about this. Yeah. And and this is what this is what comes with being old and age and what wisdom they come to me. <laughs> you know, these guys come to me and, and, and get my opinion. So yeah. Did I walk him off a cliff? Yeah, maybe, but that's what dads do. He yeah, tell, yeah. tell you I'm his dad. I yeah. can tell you this Christmas morning, every Christmas morning, I get a phone call at six o'clock. The one morning I can sleep in, <laughs> guess who it is? Patrick. And I'm like, Patrick, can you at least give me? <laughs> You're lucky. He calls me at two in the morning. Yeah, well, there you <laughs> yes, go. You have to see you online. He calls, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but another thing I want to ask you, great writers like Patrick Husband, who seem to, they're different than the rest, obviously, because 
he's heading to 50 and there's not much difference between him now heading to 50 and him 30 years ago is that how much good writers do you see you know i mean like that i mean they don't yeah, come very yeah very few we have one here he wrote one to for me today he's probably as good as he was ever and he's he's and he's about the same age as Patrick, and that's Johnny Velasquez. Yes. Another yes. wonderful guy. Yes. You wrote one for me today. He writes, mm -hmm. we run a Philly. I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself mm -hmm. here, but we run a Philly on Sunday. That is, I think, is one of the best horses I've ever had. Mm -hmm. And um, wow. I think she's right there with Classic Empire, War of Will, Wonder Gadot. Her name is Wonder Wheel. Wow. And Johnny's riding for me on Sunday. Mm -hmm. So she's the first horse I look at when I get to the barn and yeah. the last one I look at when I leave. <laughs> so uh, she's run twice. She broke her maiden by six, and then she won the stake at Churchill by seven. Wow. So uh, wow. I've been counting her pretty hard, so I may look like a fool on Sunday. I'll be a little nervous Sunday. Don't worry. You are just show up, so you're safe. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, there. Now you understand why I said when's the next show. <laughs> I'm just letting well, you know you have no worries. You're talking about goodness is going to follow you. <laughs> okay, well, talking about Phillies and talking about good horse, let's go to the, the Ascot. You're the big mm. Philly. When you get to wear that top, that top hat in that winner's circle, <laughs> let's let's talk about her, boss. Tipping, amazing. She was amazing. And amazing. that journey that you took to, to yeah, Ascot. that was you know getting to meet the queen and. I honestly, Leroy, when it happened, I didn't realize when we went there how big it actually was. I really didn't get to real to really understand it till a couple of years later. Mm -hmm. uh, Tina said it's the Kentucky Derby on steroids. Wow! It's I mean, wow. it's amazing, mm -hmm. and it's funny because and then to win it, yeah, we they were coming down. They were coming down the stretch and I started getting pains in my chest. And I was like, oh, I'm having a heart attack. But then I said, no, on my right side, I'm fine. Yeah, go. I went <laughs> go bigger, go home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that Philly alone, not just an ascot, that Philly, what that Philly has done for you as a trainer and to have that kind of quality horse in your hand, boss. Speak a little bit more about that because a lot of guys get to train racehorses, but you got the chance, an opportunity to train some quality racehorses. Yeah. I mean, one thing I was proud about her is, you know, at two, she was decent. Three, she was actually very mediocre, but she got much better as she got older. Um, you know, Classic Empire was a great horse for from the beginning he gave me fits he was very tough to train but she was great i would say that before her my chance of getting in the american hall of fame was not great i think she helped mm. going to royal ascot and then even with her i i got a lot of attention but the winning the two classics the preakness and the belmont in the same year that was what put us over the top and got us into the mm -hmm. hall of fame before that, honestly, I didn't know if I deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. On, and then after that, Come I on. thought, well, maybe maybe I should be in there. Come on, boss. Don't speak like that. No, I know. I'm serious. I'm serious. Uh, I, I know, but I'm hearing you say that and, and you know, being around you long enough, you're, you're, you're class act, you know, in this game. And, you know, we, a guy like you and knowing what you've done for so much horsemen like myself, 
and still doing, hey, I take back those words. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're muting me, Roy. Keep hearing. Sounds really good, Sean. Sean, it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I keep hearing. Leroy that sounded great. You got I, no <laughs> I was like, so let's see, what do we have in Reed Lips now? Saratoga. <laughs> Saratoga, that's another place that you're close to in your heart. You know, Very you, close. Very yeah, close. So, because again. of my dad. You know, I, I started coming here when I was 10. Been coming here forever. And so many memories you know, with my dad here. So Saratoga, Saratoga has been my life since I was a little boy. And this is eight, eight years old. Yeah. This is, this is the top of the top. This is, you know, so I'm extremely, extremely proud of, you know, our success at Saratoga. You said, I, I read something you said, if you see a young boy hitchhiking on it, uh, on the north way, pick him up. He's on his way to Saratoga. <laughs> that, that was when I was ten. They wrote That's an cool. article in the racing form about me. And oh, said, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. That's one of the places. Man, oh, man, you've done some research, right? Yeah, well, that's I'm, me. I'm impressed. That that's that's me. I have to, you know, I don't want to, especially having a guy like you here. I gotta make it. I gotta make myself look good, boss. You know, it might it, it might win me. It may I'm gonna win tell me. you, if these horses win this weekend. I'll be paying you to come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm working for, I'm working towards that next great two year old you got in the barn for Patrick. Okay. And no, no, I got Patrick and Sahin in your barn. You know me, and thank you again for bringing that youngster in your barn and introducing him to your barn. You know, yeah. I know Patrick speaks highly of him too. Patrick, I think he's a great little rider. So thank you on the behalf of you and your staff for giving that kid an opportunity that you've given him. Good, thanks. Okay, I keep now, doing my research. You know, Go ahead, Sean. What I want to ask you now, um, because of your background in pin hooking and that kind of stuff when you look to buy horses what do you look for confirmation breeding pedigree tell me because you know lots you're, of you're all rounded you know you're a very rounded guy yeah that's again is something i grew up around um i'm very proud mm -hmm. i think we bought three or four or five millionaires for less than five thousand dollars um wow it's just you know, uh, I don't know. It, there's a lot of th different things, Sean. I have a memory of, mm -hmm. of what good horses look like, especially by certain yes. sires and dam sires. Yes. So, yes. I, yes. you know, for instance, we won the uh, we won the Grade Three today at uh, at uh, Saratoga, and that horse just reminded me so much of his brother and. You know, a lot of people looked at him. He was he wasn't cheap. We we paid a hundred ninety thousand for him, mm -hmm. but that was when that would have been when he was selling. You know, there were many horses bringing a lot more money than him, and um, um, it's just I don't know. I I look at them and think how they're going to grow up. Mm -hmm. 
So I look at him at a, a different way. Yes. I can tell you who's really good at it too is Ricky. Ricky yes. is always really good. Him and yes. I, we'd go, we'd go to the CTHS sale, and I, we, I, I know we bought Kagan from Tina for like thirty-eight thousand. He made one point three million. Wow! I bought Dixie Strike there for or forty thousand. And she made 1.2 million. I bought Dynamic Sky there for 25,000. He made a million, two or three. Um, then I looked. I I went to. Uh, I kept looking at this horse, and I went and looked at him, looked at him, and I ended up not buying him because he was too small. And that was heart to heart. He came wow. out of and he made three or four million. The best, my best wow. story of all though was, we were. I'm at the uh, Keeneland sale. And here's this Canadian bread, and I bought him for twenty five hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. And Catherine Day comes up to me and she goes, "I like that horse, but my vet turned it down." And I said, "Ah, that's just a bunch of baloney." I said, "The mares, mares had eight folds to race, eight winners." Mm -hmm. I said, "This mares folds get to the races." Yes. And so she goes, "Really?" I said, "Do you want it?" Mm -hmm. And she goes. Yeah, I wouldn't mind taking him. So I took the slip and I scratched out my name and gave it to her. And his name was Jambalaya. He won the Arlington Mill. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. We never heard that story before. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's you asked, Catherine. Yeah. So, you know, that's. That's, um, that's, that's crazy. I love that. I love that part, too. I, 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 I mean, you know, I'm fortunate now. I have a lot of big people that spend lots and lots of money but i still one of my favorite things is to go buy horses for tina yeah you know we we bought a horse we we have a horse running in the five hundred thousand dollar race um saturday that i bought for i bought her for twenty five thousand. we ran her once and we sold her for a hundred her name's janice joplin which is a great name tina got that name and and Gary Barber bought off her and out of office and she runs, you know, and so we do that all the time. We buy, I kind of, you know, were you buying at the sale today in Toronto? Uh, we got a few. Ah. <laughs> we got a few. Well, You'll have to figure out which one. So what my stats is saying here, you, you had, you haven't, um, you, you've got 19 horses that have won over a million dollars. You know what I mean? So that's pretty damn decent, you know. <laughs> I don't know where all the money went. That's, a, that's what Hall of Famers do, though. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've won. I think we've numbers. won something like 200, $215 million in purses. I'm just wow. trying to figure out where all the money went. <laughs> wow. Well, if you want to talk about that, I'm just going to get you a little something here. Starts 20650 We know where. We know where the money's going. Okay. All right. Billy. 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 Okay. You know what? So I, sh I should say I can, you know, beg him for a loan. Leroy, if you need a loan, see Billy. I'm going to beg. That's what I'm about to say. So I'm going to beg him for a loan. I'm not going to answer the <laughs> All right. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. That's okay, boss. That's okay, boss. But I, you Watch know, tomorrow. Is... Everybody come and ask Billy for a loan. He'll get about 10 <laughs> offers tomorrow. <laughs> I'm big on stats, boss. I'm very, very big on stats. But I will, before I go into the great part of the stats, from 1997 to about 1998, I mean, wow. 
if you were, if you tell me that you were going to go into the Hall of Fame with those kind of stats, I would say you had no shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you see, I stopped training. You did. Oh wait, wait. And that's when I met Tina. Oh, oh. oh. she just mentioned that. Oh. Here's where it all changed. That's oh. where it all changed. You know what they so, say? Between every every great man, there's a superwoman or yes. something like that. Behind yes. every great man, there's yes. a great woman. A greater woman. What it okay. was. All right. So between so what happened, Leroy, Leroy, can I yes. tell you a little secret? Go ahead, boss. So Go what ahead, happened boss. was I gave up training for a long time and kind of was only doing it. So I was running the I was the general manager for Mangurian for Mockingbird. Oh, so Mockingbird. you'll see where I went for about seven or eight years yeah. and only ran a few horses. Okay. Okay. I had There's actually a pretty I had a pretty good job. And then mm. but then when Mr. Mangarian got out of the business, my love has always been training horses. I got okay. back doing it. And again, and with all seriousness, Tina came along. Okay. And um, we uh we're we're a great team. We've been together since about 2001. Oh, God bless her. Yeah. God bless her. So, okay. So I'm saying I'm big on stats then. So from 99 to 2010, you were just, just knocking at the door. Right. Just, just barely, you know, I guess this is where Tina really came into the picture here. Cause 2011 to 2022. Yeah. You know what happened there too? We started yeah, back ahead. racing in the U S um, okay. we started doing a lot more. Um, Norman came along too my oldest son he kind of got us back we were Mm -hmm. doing good we were you know leading trainer in canada we were doing but that's when we started getting back into the u.s and that's when we started we went from being i don't know top 20 to uh we usually are top five in in uh the country or in in north america Mm -hmm. we actually I haven't seen it lately, but in the last five years, we usually stay top twenty in the world. Wow! Yeah, yeah. in the Great. world, and that's like Aiden fact, O'Brien's that's number one. You know, yeah. but yeah, we're usually in the top twenty in the world. That's that's that's. I fine. don't know how they figure it, but it looks good to I me. I guess traveling though. I guess when you travel a lot, like going to to Ascot and things. You know what I mean? From time you start, it's all, about, start it's all about Sean. It's all about graded stakes. Yeah, how many greatest yeah. stakes you win correct and, and everything. Yeah. yeah correct well i just yeah. want to talk money and i don't know if this is up to date but it's saying two hundred and seven million eight hundred and eight thousand six hundred and seventeen seventy eight. so billy got half of that boss <laughs> about half of it yeah <laughs> <laughs> there you go okay it's our fair, that? that's 20 million yeah, Billy got yeah, half of it. Yeah, my Billy's got half of that. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm going to be at the barn at 2 o'clock in the morning waiting for him. He'll be, he's he'll be there. Somebody. You got to get there earlier if you want to. <laughs> no, that, that's incredible. That's incredible. Best handicapping tool I can tell you is Billy. Billy. Billy, right, right there. Okay. I think we see it a lot, but just watching the races, man, because anytime he comes across, it's, it's trouble. But no, every, he's serious. trainers. Yeah. But yeah. every yeah. big barn, every big barn has one or two of those guys. Yeah, I agree. You know, I agree. every big barn has one or two of those guys. I agree. You know, a handicapper should really look at that. You know what I mean? We have one in our New York division. You know, he he gets the big ones, and yeah, you'll go. see. He'll have Wonder mm-hmm. Wheel. Yeah, yeah. I know Bob Buffett. Bob Buffett had one his guy too, right? Yeah. That you always yeah. go to. Yeah. And 
Yeah, speaking about Buffett a bit there, boss, I'm just going to touch oh, base boy. on this. No, 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 because oh, you... are doing politics, you said. No, we're not doing no politics. <laughs> no, it's something... I just, no, 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 no. Boss, I'm not going to go into politics. I admire what you did when they did the article with you talking about the situation with Madanian spirit. I mean, you you stood up, basically stood up for the guy. Yeah. And I mean, as a horseman to a horseman, you didn't, you know, like everybody else did and everybody else is doing, the guy is down and just put on the foot on his head and just kind of crush him. You didn't do that. You yeah, know? no, I, you know, Bob and I have been friends for a long time. Um, you know, it was tough. I, I, everybody wanted me to, you know, talk about this and say that, I, you know, I, it's still, it's very difficult still for me. Um, uh, yeah, I'd rather just not talk. No, no, we're just leaving it alone. But I'm just saying, I just want to compliment you then. Understand well, I appreciate that. Like and, you know, I've been, That's what I'm doing. Know, they've tried to pull me into that little uh, deal on more than one occasion. Um, you know, I, 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 it's bad because it's not good for horse racing. No. And I'm, I, you know, I, you know how much horse racing is is dear to me and and you know how proud i am and you know how i mean look i i i feel like when i go around i'm woodbine i am mr woodbine when you represent it well anywhere i go you know in the u.s they'll say mark cassie woodbine And, (laughs) and and i'm proud of that and i I take that responsibility very seriously. I Important. I would never want to let Woodbine down. Um, you know, Bob is Bob's Bob is uh, hanging in there. He's strong. I don't know that I could do it. I I think I maybe would have to walk away, but um, we'll see what happens. You know, it, it's a tough. It's tough. You know. Well, and I said, like I said, I only brought that topic up just to compliment you when I read about it. We're having a nice little start. thing yes. here, Leroy. I know you had to start. Start that. <laughs> I'm taking out the Patrick. Have to be a little bit of troublemaker inside of me somewhere, right? Sean, Sean. Yes. Can we mute him again? <laughs> what do you say, Mark? We could get rid of him. <laughs> you didn't mute him. You just got rid of him. That's even better. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, come on, we can't leave Leroy okay. out of the fire. That All piece right. of Bob Buffett paper, I'm going to take it and throw it away. I don't have to talk about that anymore. <laughs> but I, I just want to... I, I just go put in the pre- corner, man. <laughs> day, I had this thing in there, wanna, I want to talk to me about winning the Preakness, you, you know, the year before and this and that. And I sat and I waited. And as soon as I got on, they said, we want to talk about Bob Baffert. I said, I'm what not going to talk about Bob Baffert. And they just, that was it. They took me wow. off the show. Wow. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> no, because, I mean, when you got these kind of shows, though, everybody always wants to get into the nitty-gritty, dirty part of people's yeah, life yeah. and stuff like that. And that's not what no, I want to do. That's not journeys. That's not journeys. That's not journeys. We talk yeah. about the great things that people do, and we want to, you know. You know, but Mark Cassie has his credits out there, too. We know that. But we don't, we don't, mm. I'm not caring about that. I'm talking about the great things Who? that Mark Cassie has done. Who? <laughs> Maybe Sean. Who, Leroy? Maybe Sean. Maybe Sean. I, mean, I mean, we go from one thing, Leroy. Can I, I know? Mean, just... Mark, is that, Mark, a, is that better, Mark? Thanks, thanks Mark. You got rid of it again. I'm sorry. That's true. 
he does it one more time, he's out of here. I will be coming and hosting the show. <laughs> Come on, boss. You can't, you can't cut me yet, boss. Just give me a time. Strike That's two, off. Leroy. Strike <laughs> two. two, Leroy. Two. Okay. My right, daughter has worked with Marcassi for many years. So we... There's a lot of love in my family for Mark Cassie. Okay. Yeah, thank you. A lot of love. So okay. you know, I mean, I can't make everybody happy. You know that. No, no. No, no. I, that's that's the world, though. You can't, you can't. Right. I agree. It's impossible. Impossible. I, I'm surprised you haven't talked about how how as I've gotten older, I've got better looking. <laughs> that's usually, you know. I'm gonna, leave, I'm gonna leave that for Tina to do. <laughs> I mean, I, I find it amazing. <laughs> I don't want to start any trouble. You know what I mean? And usually when you go there, yeah. skeletons in the closet do seem to come out. And yeah, okay. Just keep the skeletons where they are. All right. <laughs> but, boss, you have gotten better looking. The hair and everything looks really good. Yeah, thank you. Know? you. Yeah, I thought right, so. hair. <laughs> no hair, but. <laughs> this is. And, you know, it was a pleasure seeing you. Showing hey, your I face enjoyed out. it. I'll see you next week. Not yet. <laughs> I mean, especially, look, if this works this week, we're doing a Breeders' Cup show. Oh, wow. wow. We wow. got to talk Breeders' Cup. Sean, right? let's start praying now, Sean. Sean. Let's start praying now, Sean. If run good, we're doing Breeders' Cup. Yes. Yeah. She'll come on and do it, too. Aye. Aye. No, I mean, Very good, guys. Listen, all I'm telling you right now is that I have all confidence that you're going to do extremely well going forward. This I'm, show has I'm done booking it. you, Mark. I'm booking you. Yeah, I'm right you in go. the notes. You're you can't be the first person that doesn't do well. Believe me. Remember this. When we come back, Leroy has two strikes. He doesn't get to start <laughs> right off the bat. Okay. I agree. What's All your right, son? guys. Is your son pitching? <laughs> uh, okay. yeah, he is. Mark, thanks again, boss. Thank you. It was a pleasure having you here. And it was fantastic. All right. right. Have a good night, guys. I'll be better behaving. I gotta go to sleep. All right. All right. Take care, boss. Thank you. All right. All right. Leroy. (laughs) That was great. Very good. Excellent. Excellent. Leroy, you got off with only two strikes. So that's good. His son is a (laughs) his son is a pitcher in in college. So he's uh, he's throwing some curveballs at me. That was good, boys. Yeah, yeah, I'm very happy, man. I mean, and I expect I love to, to hear the history here and his talk team. of all the Barbadians that are 70 80 percent of his team, yes, are Barbadians. Yes, what I, does that say? Hey, me and Motley, did you hear that? <laughs> not only me and Motley, BTMI, we need to get guys like this in Barbados to talk about, you know, what I mean. Oh, Barbados are doing well in their outfit for many years. I mean, Barbados have been associated with Mark Cassidy from the start, from the word go. I mean, and we go back when Anthony Husbands came in 87, right? He and Ricky. Till now. So it would have started with these two guys to where it has evolved into. It's blown up, man. Barbados it's blown are, right up. No, but it's a place when a Barbadian go to Canada or anywhere. And he sees Barbadian, he gets a free pass almost, you know, <laughs> to, to get a job, you know. So, you know, there's he, a lot of trust developed by the horseman. Yes, yes. to say it's great if they're a Barbadian, 
they got to be good at something, right? And it's great to have these great men that himself saying good things about our country on our show like this. And hopefully it will get picked up. I mean, we got big things planned later on this year. We hope to involve Mark Cassie also. So we will and see, man. We will and see. Super. Great. Super. Well, guys, before we move on to our next segment, we want to thank the Barbados Tourism Marketing Inc. Yes. Proud sponsors who are inviting all of our listeners to come and visit Barbados. Everybody. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> well, I think it's about that time of the show for Jen. Why were I'm you here? Not- I'm here. <laughs> Jen, man. We had our Jen. music on, and I was looking for you backstage, and your head was down, and you weren't dancing. Well, what was I'm sorry. I was like, um, I'm just like concentrating on a whole bunch of different things here. That was so wonderful, and he yes. was like, he's so gracious to do yes. that. And you know, he's he's we we go back a long way, Mark yes. and I, and um. I don't get to talk to him much anymore because he's very busy and he's yes. out in the big world and all that. But yeah, that was great. I mean, found the time for us. Guys, well done, well done. I mean, Thanks. the show continues to grow. Yes. You know what makes me proud more than anything? Seventy percent of his staff are Barbadians. I mean, yes. like, really? Yeah. I, yeah. I kind of knew that in the back of my mind, but yeah. We Barbadians are pretty, we're pretty doing pretty damn good. Yeah. Well, let, me, let me pick up a little bit there too. Let me say West Indian because it's not just not Barbados and his barn. They've got a lot of West Indian guys. Yeah. Very true. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So let's make sure we understand that. It's just not yes. Barbadians. I mean, yes. Is 7%. it what, Jamaican and Trinidadians? Or? Trinidadians. Trinidadians, Jamaicans, and I yes. think there's St. Lucian or St. Vincent, one of the two guys in there. Yeah. Too. Way yeah. to go for them. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I didn't know, I didn't yeah, know that. Right. But I think his his one of his peers is from St. Vincent, one is from Barbados. Okay, oh, good, good. If I, if I have it right, that, yeah, you know. It was it was very enjoyable too. You know, I mean, you yeah. guys know the right questions to ask yeah. and how to lead him on to interesting topics, and mm. you know, I, I'm very proud to be part of this, and uh, you guys do very well. Thank you, Jen. Man, we are so happy to have you. <laughs> I don't know. We have, I'm, Where's where's our boy tonight? Where's he? Where's he? Where's he, Jen? He sh- he should be here. He'll, he'll probably be wandering in any minute now. But okay, you know, like, okay. And how and was how was your day at, at the big track? Ajax today was good. Uh, we had oh my goodness, it was like um, it was so funny. It was one of these days where it was sunny and really hot, 
Yeah. And then the black cloud would come, and the rain came down like nobody's business, and then we had to run for cover. And I was, like, holding, like, microphones and camera things. And <laughs> and then we'd go back out and talk for another race. And then the rain came down three times. I got wow. soaked today. Wow. Three times. Wow. Wow. I was just, it was bananas today. So, yeah. Was, for some reason, we had, like, because it happened at Woodbine two two days in a row or something like that. We had a downpour at Woodbine, like, unbelievable. And then I think the next day or something like that, or next two days or something like that, it's just, like, unbelievable. The rain seemed to just target the racetrack. And yeah, was that, was, that was like Ajax say. I'm serious. Like, it was, like, crazy. It was, like, the cloud just came over, and then we just got soaked. Yeah. Like, you know so what? We had a good crowd, and we have a big day um, this Sunday. Actually, we're racing again this Sunday. Because of the long weekend, we're having a United Way day at Ajax Downs with the okay. silent auctions and all kinds of fun things going on for the kids. So, is yeah. that why? Is that why you missed last Wednesday to, to for these two days, or no? Yes, correct, correct. Okay. Yeah, so we won't race again. We won't race next Wednesday. So we have ten days off after we race on a Sunday. So okay. yeah, because we just don't have a a good, we don't have a strong horse population. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah but. Yeah, so it's gonna be good, and um, I, I, you know, I, I took Ajax off on Queen's Plate Day, so I went to the plate and um, saw Moira, and it was, it was, I can't even describe how um, magical that was. Yeah, I saw you on Twitter, you know, you and Kevin on Twitter, and with Moira, and you got your mm -hmm. book there and everything with her, all the stuff. Yeah, there. Moira was Moira was looking at my book and saying, "My mighty heart book." She goes. Well, when are you going to write a book about me? <laughs> Not only Myra, what about Bob Tillerman? Well, he's no, he's definitely he's next on the list. So I actually, I appreciate. He sent it out there. He sent it out. I know, I know. Thanks to you guys. I know you heard him, <laughs> Jen. I know you heard Jen, him, Jen. We want an agent's fee, okay, Leroy? We want an agent's fee you for will, the book. You will on get Bob a fee. Tiller. Trust me. If, if he's going to start, you know. But boy, I tell you, he talks a lot, so it might be like three years before we get this book written. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, no. So yeah, no. I mean, I would love to write. Um, I would like love to write Bob Tiller's story and mm -hmm. Pink Floyd's. I yes. mean, Bob Tiller, the Wonder Boy from the 1970s. You know? Yes. What a, yes. What a great story he would be. Yes. So, mm -hmm. I appreciate you guys bringing that up. That was that was a fun interview. Yes, that was great. It was fun. And Gail was so funny. And yes. everybody asked, everybody asking, we want to see more of Gail. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, the feedback from the crowd and the audience on our comments page were great that week. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. I mean, your show is getting. I mean, now I I, I start saying to people, oh, you know the jury show. Oh yeah, I've heard about that. Like more and more people are knowing about the show, it's which great. is great. And you know, we just have to keep moving it around on social yes. media and all yes. that stuff. So, Jen, tell me, where else do you want to conquer? We can help you conquer everything. We can help you conquer the world. Where do you want us to help you next? <laughs> You've um, helped us so much. So. Or no, we'll have an offline talk about that and we'll yeah, figure out our yeah. strategy. We will talk about that later. Sean and I, Brett, we will we'll talk yes. about that later. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. But no, and I mean, 
for everyone who has helped us, like we want to help all of them. I mean, yeah. all of our guests we, from Sandy Holly to Jonna Jones to Bob Tiller. Yeah. We want to help promote all of our loyal supporters over the months that we've been doing this gig, man. Yeah, so. I, I know you do, and uh, you guys are very, very gracious, and um, you know I, I'm very privileged to be part of this. So, but oh, I want to give a winner. I want to give a winner. But this well, is, let's you're, do it. You're doing. Listen, well, you're you so did well the Moira winner. Right? You're, you're safe, right? Well, Moira was, yeah. I mean, he didn't pay much, but I no, mean, but he was just. Yeah. In general, people love your tits, man. I I, I get the love the Wait, next day. It was a big. It was say? a big day. Oh tips! Yeah. Oh, I didn't know what you yeah, said. Tips, man. Yeah. People love your tits. Were you were you thinking we said something else? <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. Let's pivot. Let's pivot a little bit. Wait, wait, my, accent, like that. my accent go a little wrong there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. So today, so Jen, are you gonna give us a tip for the Barbados Derby on Saturday? Oh my goodness. <laughs> no. You were doing the post position draw like last week, like a week, two weeks ago, or what? A week ago? I don't yeah. know. I mean, you're supposed to give me the tip for the there birthday. You go. There you well, go. Well, we have our our guest Raquel Stout will be coming on shortly okay. afterwards, and and we want you to hear about our breakdown on the Barbados Derby coming up this Saturday at 3 p.m. post time for first race. Um, I think we got nine races on the card, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm still waiting to be able to bet and watch and wager on HPI. We got to work on that, my friends. Yeah. They're, they're well, they're, they're actually in the process of doing it, okay. um, yes. working with Woodbine. But if you yes. really want to spend some money, go to www.barbadasturfclub.org. I watched the wager online. The there. I watched the Gold Cup. Well, I, when it was on, but I watched the races there all the time. So I will be watching. Don't worry about that. Excellent. Mm. So tell us who is your pick of the week for this week? Okay. So I sent you, young man, Brett, I sent you a, a video of a horse that is on my list. I have actually have a list of about 10 horses here uh, for the next couple of weeks that I'm waiting for. And this is one of them. Um, the race that he's in on uh, Friday, September 2nd, is a little tough. But let's watch the replay, and I will make sure that I do that mute thing. And let's, okay. watch, let's watch the replay of him. He's number six here in a seven furlong turf race at Woodbine. So he's number six, Classy Whisper, and he's in blue and white. On their way, good start, Newport agent and point to the stars. Bidding for the lead, Classy Whisper, driving his lobby bar. There's a lot of pace on the inside coming through. The great Oz to second. On the inside of them is Uncle Spider. Long Pond settling well in fourth, and Classy Whisper the outside. They got away by two lengths. Blue Max is in the center. On the inside, Poseidon Steel on their outer, Newport agent trapped a little wider. And last is point to the stars. Lobby bar's gone to the front by a length. The great Oz and Uncle Spider share 
the second and third. Uncle Spider drifted back to a clear third. Now we have problems. Making ground on the outside is Newport Edge around Blue Maps. Looking for some room is Classy Whisper Long Pond on the inside is Handy as they bunch right up from Passat and Steel and point to the stars. Racing with the lead lobby bar from the Great Oz. And a wide trip for Newport Agent has gone up to share the second spot. And also the Blue Max is finishing pretty well. Coming home is Long Pond off the inside and trying to get up the rail again. Uncle Spider and down the other is Classy Whisper turning. The Great Oz has gone to the front. The Great Oz got away. Long Pond's coming. In the lead, the Great Oz. Long Pond head to the side, ranging up. It's the Great Oz and Long Pond. Long Pond on the outside and the Great Oz. Long Pond's gone on by. Long Pond a half. And the Great Oz in second. And now we can say for sure there's no danger. Long Pond's got it one. Congratulations to Long Pond. Gets the job done today well by a length. Second, the Great Oz. Third is Classy Whisper. And behind them, we point to the stars. 120.91 and second artist is finally over. And galloped out. You know, I love that race that Classy Whisper ran, other than the fact that he was checked several times and whether he was um, rank or whatever. But, you know, the horse was coming out of the gate and his, his rider was asking him, sending him, sending him, sending him out of the gate. And then checking, checking, checking. So, you know, what is the horse to do? His third start off a layoff is coming up this Friday. It's a tougher race. He has to run against the horse that was second, the great Oz for the Marty Drexler barn. But I, you know what? I, I think this horse is sitting on nicer, and I think we're going to get nice odds. What do you think, Leroy? I think so. Because the next morning I kind of mentioned that about that same horse to my talk too about that horse because I, I watched it. So it's... He didn't have a great trip. Poor Leroy, you know, I, I put him on the spot, right? He has to be very <laughs> diplomatic. Yeah, I have he has to, to be. be a nice boy. He's a very yeah. nice boy. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't a great trip. It, it was just very confusing to me, and I, I, I think it's got to be confusing to the horse. Yeah. So now we're going seven and a half furlongs in the air turf, so it's a different kind of race. But, uh, you know, Declan Carroll from the rail. I think this is a good horse. You know, this horse was on the Queen's Plate nomination list for quite a so while. So he's a change of rider? Declan Carroll, yeah. Declan Carroll's mm -hmm. riding, yeah. 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 Okay. And look, at I don't know what that means, but I'm just, I just know that the horse probably was better than his third place finish. So, um, you know, number, number one in race four on Friday, Classy Whisper is my pick. And, you know, there's no, there's no problem in like backing him up in exotics because I think he's gonna be six to one, maybe more, and I think that's that's good odds. Yeah. yeah. That's Excellent tip, Jen. Thanks for picking out that selection for us. Be sure to share it with us on our Facebook and YouTube channel. I will do that. I will that do that for sure. Yes. I will make sure I put it in the comments with lots of exclamation points. Yes. <laughs> well, we don't People want. Uh, I don't know what happened to my my boy tonight. I think yeah, he's he didn't, he didn't brace himself with his presence today. <laughs> no. Look forward to seeing him every week. I know. I'm sorry, Jake. Well, as a reminder to all of our viewers out there, oh. they can go to Amazon.com, mm -hmm. check "Run with a Mighty Heart." Yes. Um. 
All they need Jen, to is do he getting close is... to winning a stick. Uh, you know Are you what? I, up? As I told you, they're 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 tinkering with him. You know, they're tinkering with him this year. He's gonna be retired at the end of the year, I believe. And don't hold me to this, but I believe he's gonna try the Woodbine Mile in his next race. So that's the middle mm-hmm. of September. Oh. You know what? He ran he ran very well in the um what was it the Niagara State the mile mm-hmm. and a quarter on the turf. Mm-hmm. But you know what? He's happy. He's mm-hmm. loving life. I went to mm-hmm. see him the other day after I saw Moira, and he's like, mm-hmm. give me some mint. But mm-hmm. you know what? He's sort of done a thing. I think he's a turf miler. I really do think he's a turf miler. Whether mm-hmm. he can deal with what's going to come for the Woodbine Mile, mm-hmm. but do not discount him. But we'll talk about that race, um, you know, when, when we get closer. Yeah. All right. Cool, man. My boy. That's my boy. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I, I'm just saying every time he runs, I, I'm hoping he wins because I know, I know me too. Me too. You it would shoot your sales up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, you know what? I mean, the book was about, you know, the whole COVID thing and yes. how yes. Woodbine dealt with stuff and yes and um the family and everything. So it really was as much about what was going on, mm-hmm. you know, with everybody around him. Mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. much as it was about him so yes and That's a great um, story but yes it yes. would be nice if the the silly horse would win the race no I'm yeah right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry i tell you what happened you know in this game we always got our ups and downs you know you ride that high for a long time and then you yeah. have that down and then it comes back again That's so, right. you, you know. got it you got That's it my right. friend yeah well all right jane well thanks so again. much yeah. thank you boys as thank always you, Yes. As always, and um, I look forward to next week. Yes. I think it's going to be good next week, too. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Stay tuned, All right. Jen. Always, always. Thanks a lot. Night, Jen. All right, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Good luck for your tip this week. Thank you. Right. Bye, guys. All right. Bye. Bye. Welcome to this segment of the show where we feature underneath the mahogany tree at the Garrison Savannah. The Sean, how's it going, man? Well, I'm Sean, happy. you just look like screw face. You just I'm look happy, like screw man. face. I'm happy. Screw, I got nothing to be screw about. <laughs> <laughs> so, boys, this weekend is supposed to be a big weekend home. Yes, the Derby. Yeah. The Derby. Barbados Derby coming Barbados up. Derby. 
has Four 14 runners down. with two Four. being I, reserved. I on, on Facebook, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of fans are saying they're not happy with, the, you know, we got a horse that's going for the triple prong and nobody's really talking about it. So we got to try and lift up, blow the roof off tonight. Because well, why they're not talking about it, Sean? Is he I not? I really don't know. I don't know. They're leaving it for us to do, Leroy. I think so. We're the go-to guys. So now. there's 14 horses in the body. Well, before you get into it, Leroy, let me introduce to our listeners Raquel Stout. Who? Hi, Raquel. Hi. Hello. 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 I'm good. I'm good. All of our listeners and Sean and Leroy to know Raquel did a fabulous piece of work for us. She took your advice, Leroy, and oh, look, she's doing the hair. Oh, obviously. (laughs) A beautiful piece of literature. All about the runners, the 2022 Barbados Derby contenders. Wow. Raquel, wow. this is your section of the show. Thank you for putting in the research and the effort. Please do share with us all that you know about the Barbados Derby for 2022. Okay. Good night, good night, good night. Um, yes. I hope everyone can hear me well. We heard well, and clear. Loud and clear. Okay, great. Loud and clear. L- like Leroy was saying, why are people not talking about it? We might have a triple crown winner on hand. Your guess is as good as mine. I, I honestly, I don't want to speculate. I don't want to. I have no idea. Like Leroy, let the horses do the talking for you, right? Yeah, yeah, but still, I mean, we're we're got a show here, and we want to promote our derby a little bit in Barbados. And usually back home, we got these kind of races coming up. The hype is so much on the races, and it's it's not nice to hear that you guys are saying that nobody's talking about horses coming for the Triple Crown. Because when we had our Triple Crown, when the same Mighty Heart was coming to the Triple Crown here, I mean, everybody had it real hype up because it's something great for horse racing. When you got mm-hmm. a triple crown coming up, you want that horse to win the triple crown because it just, yeah. you know, opens up doors and stuff for our mm-hmm. horse racing. And you want to talk about it and, you know, uplift our horse racing. That's our life. Horse racing is our life. So I don't yeah. understand why guys are not talking about it. So yeah. you guys going to highlight me a little bit of why. But this uh, is for, this, this the first thing I saw today when I went online. So uh, I, I saw Mr. Hamlin saying that, they're not talking about it and this and that and third and so i i raquel might know more than me man because okay. well <laughs> put the pressure on she said our guest is good as hers but i mean she's got to got some sort of inside scoop she's doing i literally i don't i have heard people via whatsapp via mm-hmm. phone call asking the same questions cobia which is hamlin was yes. has been asking yes. and i don't have any answers you know, I, I mean, it, it shouldn't be us to answer that question. Yeah. But as um, Brett has said earlier, we will do our best. Yes. And here we are. Well, yes. well, Raquel, on behalf of the Barbados Turf Club, Rosette Pierce, Mr. Mohammed, and all of the staff at the Barbados Turf Club, um, this year there's no sponsor for the Barbados Derby. So the Barbados Turf Club are doing the great stuff that they do. And they're supporting the Barbados Derby this year. Oh. And we want to reach out to prospective sponsors for future derbies at mm-hmm. the Barbados School. Most definitely. The Barbados Turf Club. So yeah. um, we want I think that's, to... You just now said it then. I think that's the problem. The rest of them have no a sponsor. sponsor. And you just sponsors. Mm-hmm. 
do that. You know what I mean? Sponsors help bring up the race. So this is an opportunity to all of the sponsors out there who are looking to grab ahead, grab the reins ahead of their um, competitors. Maybe some rum or some, I don't know, some other product is going to come and sponsor the Barbados Derby next year. I, I don't understand some of these, these big, these big um, corporate businesses in Barbados have opportunities like this. Because the Derby is one of the oldest races, is well known. Is is something that's well known that anybody should be glad to jump on board, man. I don't understand. Yeah. But Sean, remember our conversation the other day. Um, people don't really recognize horse racing as a sport that yeah. employs people, lots of people. So. That's how I see it. Wow. That's in Barbados. Wow. Wow. That's how I see it. We employ so many. I think out of all the sports in Barbados, we employ the most people. Of course. And yet still we are this small. Yeah. Yeah. Can you see my hand? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and and it's it's crazy. Why is that? I mean, there got to be some answers to that. I'm not in Barbados to answer that question, but I mean, they got to be. And I live here and I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, All I can tell right. you is that we are going to do our best here tonight. And hope, I've noticed, you know. listen, Leroy, back yeah. in the day when I used to write and stuff, you know what I mean? The garrison used to be packed with people. Yeah. yeah. And I, mean, I, I know I COVID, mean, COVID has a lot to do with what has happened. I don't think no no I think even before COVID. before COVID. Did we have a problem oh, yeah? before COVID? I mean COVID might be the final nail in the coffin. Oh, but okay, um sure. I think that or I think the generation is a generational thing. I think this generation of people are not really horse lovers, you know. I think that we still have the passion there, we still have our youngsters coming through, but I don't know. Leroy, I don't know if because of a lot of our horsemen have gone overseas too. Because there's a lot of people who leave these shores to work overseas, but man. I the mean, passionate ones too. Yes. I mean, the passionate yes. ones too, right? I think all of that is having an effect on us right now. I mean, there's only guys like me who have been out there and back home now. I, I could talk about why you think it is, you know what I mean? That to me, no, I, I all get, the passions at Woodbine right point. now. Yeah, a lot you know? of well, not just at Woodbine in Canada because we got out west. We got a lot of guys out yeah. there, like the guys that you just. Um, but the majority, you know, yeah. everybody's at Woodbine where the money really is. You know, but you heard how Ronaldo he had four winners this yeah. past mm-hmm. weekend. Yeah, yeah. Ronaldo did yeah. very well. I'm saying so, not just at Woodbine, right? Yeah. And so, then yeah. got, we, our leading bug rider right now is a Barbadian at Woodbine. Yes. You know what I mean? So a lot of passion, like you guys said, is gone from there, and a lot of guys up here, and mm-hmm. we're we're and then we're. But you know what, Leroy? That's just more opportunity for those people that didn't have the passion years ago. We got opportunities right now yeah. in Barbados yeah. for those people that say, "Well, I may not have had the passion a few years ago, but now that a lot of people have gone away, I'm a bigger fish in a smaller pond now." Step up so to let the plate. Grab this opportunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And let me take this opportunity and see what's available. That's still available to many people. I, I understand your point, but yeah. at the same time, you need, I mean, the passionate guys are gone, so there's nobody to follow. You know what I mean? The guys that mm-hmm. are there don't have that passion, so they, the, the passionate guys are gone, so the youngsters don't have nobody to follow. I mean, in our day, I mean, I, we can't keep on talking about back then, we, you know, it's present now, but we had guys to follow. 
and with the passion that's up, gone up here now, those guys don't they don't have nobody to follow, right? Yeah, I, but at the same time, I think all of the guys in Barbados have to strive to get the opportunity to go overseas, like um, Slade Jones did, um, <clears throat> Micah Husbands. He's gonna blow up next year and have some great <clears throat> opportunities for him. So, a lot of people in Barbados should be saying, All right, well, I want to get to that level. How do I get that? And maybe they could be I the think, leaders in Barbados. Yeah, but I think that's a problem, though. I think we everybody's focused now on leaving Barbados. I mean, we have a chance to get now. They're they're on a plane, yeah, we'll and yeah. I think the only thing that slowed up the 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 the, the process really is that you know it's so much money that trainers can't have to pay to get one worker. That that has put a stumbling block on a lot of people. But if if things were different, I can tell you what, we might be in, we might be strong strengths. We, we might be in trouble down here finding guys to work, man. Because everybody knows that it's not like before. We are all on the computer. We are all talking. And Leroy's a candidate. You know what I mean? 34 years ago, this thing was impossible. But mm. now we all see firsthand when a guy win a race, right? We don't go wait to the next day to the newspaper or to sure. the news or anything that. We, we, we witness it now. And it's mm-hmm. so common now that people know that, you know? And so still, still they're following that, each other down there. They want to follow to get here, you know what I mean? So that's yeah. the thing. You know, yeah. so unfortunately, it's it's hurting hurting our industry down there. But what are you yeah. gonna do? But to be well, fair, yeah. though, the guys that are left here, they they work really hard on their own accord to get what they want. Yes. You know, they're yes. not sitting down and waiting on someone yeah. to do it for them. They're going right. out there and calling trainers, asking yes. for rides, and so on. Yes. So you know, we still have to uh, commend them for that. Because they could have easily just said, you know what, I can just sit down and wait. But sitting down mm-hmm. and waiting in this game is not going to work. So yeah, but com- I still I still believe that we still have the places like Barbados still have to be, keep going because just like in the NBA or everything, there's always the the minor leagues. Some and people always coming through the minor leagues. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The next star is always there waiting to come through the minor leagues. If they didn't have a minor league in, in, in the NBA or baseball or that kind of stuff, there'll be no future for the big, you know, the, the big, bigger sports. So I think it's important that we do keep youngsters interested in this business. Agreed. We have to keep it going. But I don't know, man. Something's missing. You know, something's missing. And I think. Some of these companies, I mean, even like the Derby, you're trying to tell me that Mongay Rum or one of those places couldn't sponsor the Derby or something like that. I mean, especially these companies that are big internationally that make a lot of money around here. Rum don't stop selling, you know? No rum in Barbados. It did, it did stop selling in COVID, man. It was bad for a few months. <laughs> they, had a, they had a black market. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> black market. Black market. <laughs> yeah. Had a black market for rum. <laughs> you might not be, you might not know about it because you were, but you seem to drink banks. But I know those rum drinkers were doing their thing under the table. <laughs> well, so before I, we know, get him, I, I, I think to... some, of these, some of these businesses got to step into the plate, man, especially these businesses that make a lot of money off of the, the, the average Barbadian people. Give back you know? to the community, give back to the racing, yeah. man. 
course. Give back to these people. I think yeah. we got Mahmoud Tata sending us. It's yeah, true, sure. Raquel. Racing employs over 3,000. Yep. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Mohammed. So that's Mr. Thank Mahmoud. You. You know and, and he's also saying that think? Raquel keeps up the uniform or inform. <laughs> keeps up inform. <laughs> I try in my best. I try in my best. You love Aww. Raquel's pictures. Thank you. Leroy. No matter what people say about Fort Erie, Fort Erie will never stop racing, man. Not people are employed in Fort Erie because of that racetrack. And it's the same thing with Barbados. You know what I mean? Just, yeah, it's a small racetrack, but 3,000 people is a lot of people. Oh, yeah. On this island, most definitely. Most you know definitely. I mean? Yeah, that's why they can't touch the racing industry because too much people work in it. You know, they, they complain about this and that and the third, but... And, it's and not, without one, it can't. Without one, it can't work. You know, yes. it's it's. Right. You know, it's it's a unison. It yes, has right. to flow. Yeah. So, Sean, before we get into it, Jennifer Morrison just wants to say hello, Raquel. Hi, Jennifer. Oh, thank you. I designed it. <laughs> you did. Oh, yes. Awesome. Uh, well, wow. Before we get into things, Leroy. Yes. I sir. wanted you had asked a few questions um, a week or two ago about some of the photography that Raquel has done. Uh -huh. And I wanted to showcase a few of her. Oh, look, ah, she's I'm blushing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bring, bring it on, Brent. Let's see. Bring it on, man. Let's see this girl's talent. Mm. Uh, so go ahead, Raquel. Tell us these horses. This is Vitarosa from last race day. Um, yes, that is Vitarosa. Uh, she ran in, um, what, it's nine for long race? Is that... Uh, that's Frank uh, horse. Yes, that's correct. The West Indies captain. Wow. That's, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Right. Another this photo is, there, Leroy. <laughs> this uh -huh. is Nala coming from the Springhead farm. Oh, yes. That's, that's your stable. Yes. All right. And this is actually one of the Derby contenders, Virginia Park, uh, winning last race there. Okay. Yeah. So, so this is actually Rashid Hughes just before mm -hmm. he had his bad fall last race day. Yeah, a couple of races um, before in the that, winner's yeah. enclosure. Mm -hmm. And then another photo there. Another winner of the day would have been Semper Fi. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Semper Fi, yeah. With all his connections, destiny, Mr. Pierce, everybody just happy as can be. Mm. Great. So those are some of the photos, Leroy, that Raquel's taken. Well done. Well and done. she'll be sure Thank to you. share more of her great photos, hopefully of the Barbados Derby coming mm -hmm. up this Saturday. You get some photos for the next show and show off to all of our viewers <laughs> and listeners. Yes. Um, but for now, Raquel, tell one us minute. about the one 2022. One minute. one minute, one minute. The young the jock that had got hurt, what's any um, news about him now? Or Oh, he is doing very well. Very well. You would not believe that he fell two weeks ago. That mm -hmm. boy, like I said last week, these jockeys make different. You and I would be, oh, but not them, not him. He's he's okay. good, and he says thank you for for sending your uh, well wishes from last time. Okay, great. excellent. Great. Glad to hear he's listening. We are cut from a different cloth. Okay. Oh yeah, definitely. We definitely. You got to be crazy to do it, and that craziness goes into yeah. getting better quickly and whatever. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Are when I was doing it, I, 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 you know, you break your foot and 
you don't have to tell you two months and you're on your back right in two weeks you know what exactly mean? It's, so, it's the passion is the love that you have for the sport so that's, that's what roll, motivates man. you correct yeah that's yeah. how we roll that's how we roll mm -hmm. you're gonna you're gonna be i don't know you're gonna be a little crazy <laughs> we, have to touch, we have to touch base with Rocco again too to see how he's yes. doing too, eh, guys. Yes. So yes. we can let yes. people we know, let our, let our fans know that you know. Yes, how he's doing. We gotta bring too. him. We gotta bring him into the mahogany tree to to well, just wanna, talk about it. Yeah. Well, I want to. I can explain a little something too because as a jocks agent, you know, and when in this business, especially in North America, when you get hurt, I mean, nobody don't remember you. It's not that nobody. I won't say that nobody don't remember you. It's the one of the things that your business you lose so much business when yeah. you're off when you're off that sometimes you're 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 pushed to get back there sooner than you want to yeah you know right. what i mean yeah i've i've been i've been in the hospital with ricky griffith it started with ricky griffith yeah i've been with emil ramsami i've been with slid callahan and one i could tell you like right after a job falls is one of the most loneliest thing because most of the time the jock is there but just one other person is agent yes yes nobody else all the fans i don't care how big a star you are yeah nobody is there just yeah. you hook up you don't know if you're back broken or anything but and i i always remember those days when those guys used to fall because it i found it to be very lonely yeah and, and these guys were big names back in those days and you're just in a room with them and nobody else no, I, I understand i understand that but you know from a business point of it too i mean you lose business really fast you and then you gotta everything. get prepared to go yeah. to start all over again and it's not oh. easy yeah, not yeah. Easy. i mean like when we hear what mark said when <gasps> he fell down he ran over there to see him what was the thing he said yeah. he said oh i'll be ready to ride that horse tomorrow yeah you know, because yeah. you don't want you don't want to hear nobody to uh, the next agent because the next the, the agents are eight not the next agent the agents are at the barn the next day looking to make sure that that guy I mean they mean well yeah but their job is to try and get on that horse yeah you know what I mean and, and they that's call their job. Call as soon as a guy drops or falls and you you first thing you do you pick up your program yeah the guy's okay but you pick mm -hmm. up your program to see who's his next horse he's riding yeah. uh -huh. right in the next day or the next day and the next day and you're ready to try and get on those horses yeah, yeah, you do care about the guy's life, but your job is to try and get your job on. If that guy's right in four, find one, two, or three of the best of the four that you can try and get on one of them. But you know? I mean, look at Emil Ramsami, for instance. I mean, Emil Ramsami was on the verge of being the next big thing in California. And I think out of his pain became Mike, Mike Smith's stardom. You know what I mean? He fell and broke. Or I think it's collarbone and, and and never ever recovered. And Mike Smith got all the glory going forward. So you know sometimes when you talk about those things, and you know that, you know if I didn't fall, you know what I mean I could be like Mike Smith because yeah you know he, mm. took, he walked right into my Spot. pair of shoes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. it's a very hard business when it comes to that yeah. man. I mean never recovered in California. Yeah. No. One fall. Well. Well, Sean and Leroy, let's get Raquel into yes. the Barbados Derby because we like to get this going because we still have a couple of our visitors backstage. Okay. Why don't we, why, why do we bring in our visitors, man? 
Why do we not want to bring? Because we need to get the focus to the Barbados Derby right now, Sean. Okay, I thought they would have give us some of their thoughts too. Okay, all right. Well, they got a clue what going on. We all listening to Raquel now. Okay, go ahead, Raquel. The floor is yours. (laughs) All right. Um. So as stated in last week's program, the Barbados Derby has fourteen runners, with two being reserves. Um, seven Phillies and seven Colts geldings with the ladies carrying 119 pounds and the gents 124. Mm-hmm. It should be noted that none of these horses have gone a mile and a quarter. Mm-hmm. This 2000 meter event is the pinnacle of the three-year-old's career with no apprentice allowance mm-hmm. accepted. Okay. Now, let's just take a look at the contenders uh this information has been gathered by the barbados turf club website mm-hmm. and it's race day books for those who may have any inquiries or queries just putting that out there so any wrong information don't come for me <laughs> <laughs> who's number one okay number one we have social distance uh he is trained by andrew bush and and owned by lady seal uh, this dark brown bay coal missed out on the guineas and although running in the second leg of the Triple Crown series, the Midsummer Creole Classic, in which he finished 10th, is now reserved one for the Derby. He has had seven starts in his career with his last win being on February 19th and that went seven for long 15, 17 meters. Okay, so Next that is up, a reserve. Yeah, he's our first reserve. First reserve, okay. Mm-hmm. So next up, we have Pussycat. This Edward Walcott trained Mrs. Gay Smith on Philly is first up out of the three from the Springhead Farms. She is lightly raced and with only three starts under her belt thus far. Her first start has been, was actually very impressive and she won it, I should say, and was able to follow that up with a one, two, three combo on Guinea's Day by placing third. She however ran fifth in the midsummer. Okay. So not much to, to say about her there, but She's one you can't leave out. Of course, they all have chances, all of them. All right, number number three. three. Uh, That's Jaguar, and he is the second horse coming from the Springhead Barn. And out of his seven career starts, he ran ran out twice. Uh, One of those being in the midsummer where he plays seventh. This grandson of Nosferatu has shown great heart throughout his racing career with one win, three seconds, and a third. We follow quickly with Get Cracking. This is a Bay Philly. Yeah, this is a big yeah, city. Everybody, yeah. everybody was good. Yes, no, it was only me who, who, who lost. You, you didn't, you didn't hear me. No, I, I, we heard you, Raquel. Oh, okay, well, I think it was it must be my problem then. I, I just, I, I, everything went black. I was so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Raquel. Raquel. Yeah. Yeah. Ghosts and goblins coming for Sean. So <laughs> shh. <laughs> okay. Our secret. We we won't say anything. Mm. <laughs> All right. So number four, we have Get Cracking. Uh, this is a Bay Philly and is trained by Mr. Philip Batson and owned by Mr. Chandler Jones. Mm. Uh, th- this horse has had nine starts with one win at 15 centimeters, two seconds with one of those seconds as recently as last race day, which would have been our emancipation emancipation race day needs to slow down going uh 1100 meters which is the same as five and a half for longs three thirds and the other three unplaced she's a granddaughter of zwick one of our most infamous stallions as well as being the daughter of almaduro i hope i pronounced that correct <laughs> uh number five we have mikhail uh who ran impressive in the midsummer by running second 
she ran four and three quarter lengths behind the winner. And that, hmm. This chestnut filly has hit the board five times out of eight starts with writers such as Gerald Beckles, Ricky Walcott, Antonio Perch, Rashid Hughes, and Eric Daniel, who coincidentally started off her career in racing. She is trained by Mr. Robert Pierce, one of his three slated to run in the Derby and owned by the round house, sorry, the round table stud farm. Number six, we have Princess Julia. This bay daughter out of slipstream by Mingan Temple, two phenoms in their own right, has given their owner Mr. Barry Bishop and trainer Mr. Naz Issa some things to be proud about. Where out of nine starts, she ran, she ran out twice, two seconds, sorry, two wins, three seconds, and two thirds. Princess Julia ran eighth in the midsummer. It should also be noted that she was bred by the late Sir Charles Williams, who was able to reach triple crown status last year with the horse People Champ, People's Champ, which he also bred. That was so, a great one, huh? People's oh, Champ. Oh, yeah. Number seven, Cat Pro Cat. This is the second reserve in the Derby. He placed ninth in the midsummer, and if he gets in, will be the second runner for trainer Robert Pierce. With six lifetime starts, he was able to win his only race to date back in April, beating horses Vita Rosa and Serafina. He is bred by Mr. Peter Odell and represents Melrose Racing. Number eight, we have The Code, another Philip Batson trained contender owned by Galileo Racing Inc. Won his second race going 1,100 meters. This Bay Cold is also by Almodoro, which makes him his second offspring heading into the 2020, yeah, 2022 Derby. The Cold has shown impressive performances in his nine lifetime starts. Any questions before I continue? Keep going, love? man. I love to right. hear the full feel. I'll buggy after that. Okay. All right. So now we have Aries. Most likely named after the Greek god of war is the son of war crime and Levani. He is trained by the youngest trainer to have a horse in the Derby, Mr. Kenny John, former jockey himself, and is owned by Mrs. Margot Atkinson. Aries is also very lightly raced with four lifetime starts. He is also the only maiden in the field. He made his debut uh, going 1,100 meters with Rashad Knights on board and placed third behind the winner, Life is Great, and second place, Majorca. Afternoon Delight. This well-bred chestnut filly has had eight races to her name with an impressive four victories. Two apiece between jockeys Enrico Prescott and Rico Walcott. She's the third and final charge for trainer Robert Pierce and is owned by Mr. Steve and Alan Madhu, who has had tremendous success here in Barbados, especially with their Gold Cup repeat winner, Dorset. And number 11, tell me. <laughs> Hurricane. Oh, the son of Storm Arrow and Angelic Peace is a third horse going into the Derby for the Springhead Stable. He has had five lifetime starts with four wins, two of them being the first and second leg of the Triple Crown series, the Guineas and the Midsummer, respectively. He also ran second to Kitten Star on his second go around at the Garrison. And that is all. So, Raquel, is this, the, <laughs> is this the Derby, the Triple Crown hopeful? <clears throat> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> As Leroy says, let the horse the speak horse for himself. Talking. Good. <laughs> All right. So number 12, we have Rite of Passage. 
And she is probably trained by Mr. Eddie Bell and is owned by Legends of Racing. Uh, she was bred by the estate of the late Leron Gibbs. With six starts, two of them wins. This filly's humble beginnings is set to be the 12th runner of the Barbados Derby. Her change in attitude came with her first victory with young apprentice Aaron Daniel on board and further cemented her place in the Derby with a second win on the Midsummer Race Day. Number 13, we're almost there, guys. Divination, the only gray in the race, has visited the winner's circle once and has placed four times in his eight career starts. One of those placings is fourth in the midsummer, running half length of just missing the board. He stems from the Merrill's Racing Farm and is the second runner for trainer Mr. Rommel Perkins. Last but certainly not least is Virginia Park. Uh, she has had the most outings out of the mentioned contenders with 11 starts. Outside of Hurricane, she is the only one to win going nine for longs. She has placed three times. She is the third horse for the Merrill's Racing, and as stated before, the second for trainer Rommel Perkins going into this race. And there you have it. Our, our synopsis on our, on our runners. So the field, right. that's, that's the only filly that's been over the distance mm -hmm. that you just caught. That's correct. That's correct. Wow. And when is the last time a filly win a derby in Barbados? Wow. That would be Butterfly coming from my stable. Oh, dear. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah that was in to 2017 if i am um, yeah i'm really horrible with dates so forgive me so five, five years we're talking yeah pretty much pretty much five years oh, wow interesting so six well, girls six boys eh oh seven 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 sorry mm -hmm. mm -hmm. so how's the weather supposed to be anybody know Right now, the weather in Barbados is so bipolar, you don't know. Yes. You wake up yes. to rain, and then the rest of the day is hot, and vice yes. versa. So it's literally a wait and see. Yeah, okay. So the first, favorite, the first favorite is Hurricane. Who, who's the second second favorite? Uh, that would more than likely be... Nobody else. <laughs> Afternoon Delight. Um, she right. has a big following as well, and she, she's done really, 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 really well. Um, you cannot leave out Mikel, as I said last week, based on how she ran uh, last in the midsummer. So would, would, they have the, would they have the odds out already and the picks out already or no? The odds aren't out as yet. Not as yet. No. no. Okay. And but I think there is pre-race betting you can do on a Friday. And, and final declarations will be tomorrow. tomorrow. So we would see who's writing who. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, that's not all yet either. No, no, no. Oh, okay. It's Barbados, man. Me, me. Yeah, but I mean, everybody does things their way, so I don't yeah. want to compare Barbados exactly. and yeah, stuff like that, right? I'm not trying to make it that way. So I know I was just was wondering all the odds and the the writers yeah. and stuff like that, but unfortunately, you don't have that. Well, Raquel, we wish you and your team all the best of good luck. Thank, Thank you, you very for much. giving us our the most detailed race. <laughs> We've ever done our journeys. <laughs> I've done so, my homework. Um, did love, your homework. Did love the homework. You know what? That, um, was, that was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very so, much. Thank you so much for being a part of our show. And we look forward to hearing from you in the near future. And not good in the luck near on future next, next week. Because we got next the derby. Week. We got to come back after the derby. Not in the near future. Yeah, regardless week. of the outcome, I'll be here. It's God willing. Really.
isn't Rocket and Stan around to talk some things? Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Again, no, my battery at 80%, yeah. so we good. Oh, there you go. But, later, <laughs> but I just wanted to say it to Raquel. Good luck to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Not just that's, you, Raquel. Everybody. everybody. That's correct. That's correct. For <laughs> sure. That bring a smile to my face. That was so. Great. Sean, that's a little congratulations to the technical director today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you, sir. Thank you. Yeah, you can pat your back. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would like to introduce to you Chris Griffith. Oh, but look at Chris Griffith. Chris, Where is he? Are you there. Where, who are you? <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna be quiet. Go be quiet for a second. Hey Google, turn on the basement lights. <laughs> Cause I would take a Google, turn off the basement lights. This is how I'm going to do it in my house. Sean, turn off the lamp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got on screen. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon? I said hello, a long time no see. It's true. We're talking years. I ain't set eyes on you. Still working for Dean the last time I seen you. Yep, 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 yep. It's true. Everything good? Yeah, yeah I just did not wake me up, but everything. Sean, I see the man sleeping. I say, you know what? I should introduce her next special guest first and i said no again tell chris did you do say chris griffin for chris try and sleep like <laughs> so wait with my lace that is sleeping always come on looking so fresh i glad tyler come on because i had something i wanted to discuss between me and tyler oh okay. shit that's between me and you. <laughs> oh, there go our YouTube right here. Sorry. <laughs> Tyler, uh, you see the shirt I'm wearing? Yeah. It look old, huh? Uh, look, yeah, look, it look. I, I got on a hat or nine either. I see, I, I see, I see it. I see last week a man from here showing off new clothes, new hat. You got anything? Oh, I get nothing. Stop <laughs> here. And Leroy, Leroy, come to the work, come to the barn, right? I work with Leroy every day. And Leroy come in. Wait, that uh, Leroy is always under armor. I said that ain't not under armor hat. <laughs> <laughs> he says it, but uh, he only get two hats. So he come to you personally, showing off. He yeah. knew I, I they offer me nothing either. I ain't get nothing. He, he <laughs> might get two hats, a black one and a white one. I know my first pilot. The shirt that he had on looked like it's supposed to be my size. Yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> he had on that picture and played one off last week. I don't want to see if it offer you anything or not. You know? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. All right, let it go go on now. That's what Chris. Well done, Chris. Well done. Chris, I still ain't get my can juice. I asked Sean for some. Sean said, no, he's taking the can juice to Bubba's. Elias, um, but Lisa, Elias, I arranged for the cane juice to go to Leroy. You think Chris 
You think Sean would even give me a little bit to drink? He get, he get, he he get, get the last shipment. Last shipment for the season. So that's it. It's done. If I could get you some, most probably... Mobby. Some Mobby. Some I get cherry Mobby. Some Mobby. Some Mobby. Cherry Mobby. All for you. I was to help us know. Come on. I need my two that nice thick sugary milk yes. give me yes. evaporated milk yes yes yes, yes. <laughs> not wrong with that that could be real but guys but it's great to have all this chit chat but you know what welcome to neil brewster Bruce is in the house <laughs> hi neil guys how are you <laughs> you, yeah, I remember. You? Yeah, I remember. That jockey, who's that jockey? That young jockey. That <laughs> 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 young boy. That was a long I'm time ago. Trying to get ago. that on. Show <laughs> closer, Tyler. Bring it closer. You, you had that for all these years, Tyler. Look, look at that, that Neil. Yeah, I, I think Daddy Kev Shepherd. Look at the rails. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, yeah. That was in the eighties. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Look at the form, though. Show it yeah. again, Tyler. Chris, look at that form, boy. Look at that form, boy. He knows somebody was taking a picture. He he posed. <laughs> <laughs> Neil was posing. Oh, All right. Yeah, no, no, I tell you, I tell you, he can't win that race. The kid, he can't win the race. I don't think so, Leroy. I don't. I don't think so. He ran third. He ran third. Oh, right, so, copyright sorry. third, yeah. He he as a kid, he gave me that when he come by my uncles to, to talk to me as a, a young kid looking up the jockeys. He gave me that. How old were you then, sir? I would have been 13, two years old. Thirteen. <laughs> thirteen years old. I never I could never get rid of that picture. Wow. <laughs> Look at that, Neil. Wow. Thanks, Tyler. Yeah, thank you. So That's well, amazing, man. Hold on. So Sean, Chrissy, we get to ride with Neil too, or no? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Neil, okay. Neil was my training partner. Neil will be my witness that all that talk when I talk about the Cotsburg girls and I down there, Brett telling people I down there watching the Cotsburg girls. <laughs> it was me and Neil. We was dedicated. We was the two finish <laughs> <laughs> them girls was in the way. I wasn't <laughs> training them. We were training. We were running. Training. Exactly. Training. Yeah. 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 I remember we used to go to the restaurant, myself and Chris, every afternoon, and we would start running, you know, so we would start the garrison and we would go up the south coast, you know, uh, come back down through Hearts Gap. Then you would do, you know, a hundred push-ups, a couple sit-ups, you know, you so we were very much, yeah, <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, I mean, it was, That's me already. yeah. But I think we were very, very dedicated. I mean, we clearly, we and, and there were other writers as well that did the same thing, you know? I don't think we ever run with one. Y'all were too young for us back in those yeah. days. Yeah, Sean. we were behind you guys. Oh, I used yeah. to run, Sean, I used to run with you and Ricky at night sometimes. Right. But, you know, I, 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 when, I wasn't, when I wasn't ready for me, I had to go, I had to run with Neil when I was too old, man. I tell you. <laughs> but I remember one year in Martinique, we went running. And it was Sean, myself, Ricky. Can't remember who else. And Ricky took off. And yeah, as we went further, Ricky got Nobody further and further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ricky was always very, very fit, very, very yeah. fit rider. Um, yeah. 
but we always had this idea that because obviously we could you know we were not race riding as often as every day Neil, so Neil. you had to supplement you yeah know. but did he have on any sweat gear because i used to always be loaded down with sweat gear my he always uh, ran a t-shirt and uh, uh shorts and you know he was well 20 pounds lighter look at yeah. running yeah, he looking yeah, for excuse. He looking for sympathy. Yes, I am because I always have to be sweating, and these guys just need to run because to keep fit. I'm running to lose weight. All right. You know, but I enjoyed it because it, I mean it kept us fit, and mm. you know, the, I, I always felt till the fitter I was, the better I rode as well. I felt better mm. on a horse. Mm -hmm. you know, I felt I could do more. You know, if a horse needed me to yeah. to ride, you know, from five yeah. out or six out, I could do yeah. it without yeah. any issues you know correct um correct. and i always you know we always wanted one of the things that i found with with my group as well and when i say that darwin clark sean um ricky chris slade brett you know all of us took a lot of pride in what we did mm -hmm. and you know whenever we got the call to ride it was very important for us to give up our best mm -hmm. so you know so that you know the all of the exercising and running outside of the actual race riding I loved it. I enjoyed it, you know, and, and I, I knew it made me a better rider. Um, so the fitter, fitter we were, I think the better we were. Did that um, sweat box that I, I passed on to you, Yeah. that torture chamber, I tell did you, any I, other younger guys go in there with you or it was only my, you? Uh, it was me. I, I, I used to, because I had it here at the house, and I remember a few times Pauchi came over and he would use it. Um, but uh -huh. I found, to be honest with it, it was rather boring sitting in that chamber. Yes. I prefer to get yes. in the car, you know, yes, put my sweatsuits on and then go driving with the boys and we would go down to Bashiba or whatever, you yes. know, you take a dip in the sea. So it was, yes. it was much more, it was, it, it took a lot of the, the boredom and the monotony of Perkins, sitting in a sweat I, box. I used to go, I used to go sweating with Sonia Perkins and Amanda Marshall and we used to go a place there around the food that's very, actually bought that, um, Okay. That chamber from that torture chamber. And when they went out of business, I bought it. But it was so boring to sit down with that at home, man. It was like, my, yeah. Uh, it was crazy. Yeah, to be honest with you, I never really liked saunas either. I, I mm -hmm. would never forget. I'll tell you this story. When I was coming up to the end of my career, I rode a filly for Richard Dean called Paddy's Princess. Mm -hmm. And she was a really, really nice filly. Jack Stanton mm -hmm. used to train her. And then mm -hmm. Richard got her big lovely filly very similar to perfect bird mm -hmm. and i remember i had to catch probably about 115 116 it was the roberts manufacturing classic at the time mm -hmm. and i remember one morning i got up saturday morning of the races and i went up up the coast road to a gym it was very close to where kentucky is on the coast Ooh. road now Yes, um, yes right next door was it opposite was it opposite universal yeah it was, yeah, it was opposite yeah and I remember, yeah, I remember when I got there, I got there really early and they opened up for me and I said, look, I want to, I want to come and use the sauna for a couple hours and so on, lose some weight and so on. So anyway, I, I go in the sauna and you know how, you know, you're going, you know, I remember we were going for like 15, 20 minutes, then you come yeah. out, you go in the shower and then you go back <laughs> in. And when I came out, I went in the shower, I fainted and oh. i fell i remember i fell on my right side and i had like some black and blues on my right side so when i got up i remember the water was was, was hitting me on my face uh -huh. shower and i got up and i i noticed i had black and blues right down the right side of my body 
clearly had fallen on my right side. Yes. And I got up and I thought, had enough of this. So I shut shop, <laughs> went home, got ready, came to the races. I was a bit shaken up, you know, but came to the races and won with Paddy's Princess, right? Okay. Now, See, wait till you, we met different. But the thing, the thing, Raquel, is, <laughs> the thing is, is that if you had asked me to go back in the sauna that night, mm -hmm. I would have done it because mm -hmm. the sacrifice was worth it. Right. Because mm -hmm. at the end of it, there was that, there was that success, you know? Yes, yes. But, yes. Uh, but I was never a big fan of the saunas at all. I would always try to stay out of them, um, yeah. you know, so whether sweating in the car. I remember the first time I went sweating was with you and uh, Ricky and Sean in, in your dad's old, you remember there was a, it was a Mercedes Benz that your dad had? It was a brown, yes. was a brown, yeah, yeah. Oh, a BMW, BMW. That's right, that's yeah. right. Yeah, you know how our parents allowed us to destroy their cars. <laughs> I don't know, you know. We took, I took you with style, it's style, yeah, exactly. exactly yeah. <laughs> because back in the day, we, we used to use the mini, okay. right? And the mini used to break down in very funny places, man. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. so the mini used to break down all like it's, we used to get to sing. Um, I remember one time you laughed at my brother, something it spikes down. Mm. With me and Ricky, and it was a very funny place, man. I I don't want to go into that now, but Griff will laugh at this if if, if I had talk about it. Chris, yeah. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. Yeah. It's the glasses, man. It's the glasses. Don't worry. It's the glasses that just don't look like it closed. My glasses. I only have my nap before you wake up. Talking about pulling weight, though, Chris and and Tyler. I mean. Chris, you never had that, that, them, them serious problems with pulling weight like with Sean and Tyler. You had that though, right? Oh, yeah. I Why do you think I stopped riding? I can't take it no more. <laughs> you can't take it no more. But you know what? If you're talking about the sauna, Neil, the sauna is something I would tell you. You can't, you, sauna, you have to work your way up to being proficient in the sauna. You mm. can't. And it's happened even when I rode. Every year starting back, it was mm. hard. It's mm -hmm. not something that your body have to get. First few times you do it is a killer. Griff, mm. you you remember the day at Woodbine in the in the in the dry sauna? All the boys were I come and sit down and I sit down for like two seconds. You say, Wait, what happened to you? And my nose started bleeding. Oh, oh wow. yeah. And, and I went back and I said, oh, oh I went back out, clogged my nose, and went back in the in the steam room. That's how <laughs> jockey are made different. Nose bleeding with a uh, yeah. in there with a big piece of toilet paper in my nose. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you ain't gonna lose weight from from bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from bleeding. Yeah. But, but at that time, you think you give me a little ounce, man. Give me an ounce. <laughs> you know? The sauna is something that you have to learn how to use it properly. Otherwise, mm. it, it would be counterproductive if you don't know how to use it properly. Yeah. Not for everybody. And Leroy, I you know, when you had Eureka on and he was talking about how he don't like the sauna and stuff, yeah. you also yeah. got to remember Eureka is small. Yes. 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 There's yes. certain jockeys that cannot, will not be able to ride without the sauna because you could only pull, your body is only going to, Neil, Sean, you know what, Tyler, mm -hmm. you guys know what I'm talking about. Your body is only going to let up so much so by much. and regular exercise. At some yeah. point, when you get to be too heavy, yeah. you've got to force your body to release whatever water has left. And the only mm. way it reaches a, a plateau, 
Yeah. Yeah. Your yeah, body. You can only yeah, get so even, like, even sometimes in the sauna, you could go and sit in the sauna for an hour, and your body would be like, no. I had enough. Not that's it. Yeah. Not you don't want, want sweat. You get yeah. recorded on yourself. And, and when you lose enough weight at some point in time, you I mean, how far are you going to run? You, you can only mm -hmm. run so far. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you got you to save some energy for the race, right? Mm -hmm. And how much can that cause cramping on you? Oh, Lord. Uh, well, that, that's the <laughs> thing. This one is something that you have to learn how to use it properly. You got to know when your body telling you. Enough, enough is enough. Yeah. Don't I, I remember Chris one time. I was put about three or four pounds in sauna one day. Well, that's kick, for, right? <laughs> for the first race. For the first race. And I get about third position. And I ride in like 70 yards from the pole. I had to stand up. I had a mm -hmm. stitch in my hip so hard. Yeah, see that happen a lot. Hard, but yeah, I it might standing up for. But your body's locked that water and it's, it's locked that salt now too, right? Yeah, but it listen, fellas, you all forget now back in the days we used to take layer six along with sweating. Wow. And back in the days, that's one of the first things I give up. That dangerous. Yeah. That yeah, early. I know the thing the thing with layer six as well, too, is that you know you start off, you might start off with a half of a pill. And yeah, that yeah. might, you know, and then before you know it, you move into a pill. Yeah. And then a pill and a half. And then, yeah. you know, and cool. I, I, yeah, I, I got to a point where I thought, you know what? No, I can't, you know, this, this might be destroying my health. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I, you know, I need to find another way of, of getting mm -hmm. my weight down, you know? I mean, eventually it got to a point where as I was getting taller and taller and it was becoming really, really hard to keep my weight down. And, mm -hmm. you know, you start losing clients and so on. Yeah. And therefore, after a while, you just, you lose the motivation to, 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 to continue, you yeah. know? Correct. Um, but I always used to be very envious of people like Rennie Latchman. You remember Rennie? Yes. Rennie, yeah. Rennie would right. eat no, and drink as he liked and would yes. come in at 104 pounds. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, when I started, I was like probably 86 pounds, something yes. like that. Oh, we start in small, eh? We start really, really small. And I, and I, to be honest with you, I mean, you know, you look at my dad. My dad is still, you know, he was a, quite a short man. My mother wasn't too much bigger than him. So I always assumed that I would have been, you know, okay. relatively small, you know. Um, but unfortunately, I took after my mother's brothers, so, <laughs> which, are, which are all quite tall, you know. Um, but yeah, you know, fighting with your weight was, you know, was tough. It, was, it is a small mass sport. There's no doubt yeah. about it. Yeah. You know, there's one of mass sport. One of the things. I would buy right now that I have, I told already, I said, if you guys had to pull weight, you wouldn't be jockeys. Because they yeah. don't have that. The drug. Determination. Drive. If yeah. they had to go in the sun, I said, y'all wouldn't do it. Because you're just mm -hmm. not bred. You're not bred for it. Mm -hmm. oh, one of the things that I heard you guys say that I find is missing is strength training. People think that because you're a jockey, you just go out there and you sweat, but you need that upper body strength and strengthen mm -hmm. your knees and strengthen your toes, you mm -hmm. know, to be able to ride effectively. Well, so, especially Neil's big toe, you see, only gripping with his big toe. <laughs> <laughs> Two big toes holding on. Pigeon, on a serious note, I mean, up here you see a lot of the riders using equisizers, and I would imagine in North America they use them as well. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I, I think to myself, I wish I had an equisizer. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember, and it, it's interesting, you know, it, how when you're growing up and you decide that you want to be a jockey, you do things without knowing what you're doing. Today, nowadays, now the jockeys have equisizers and whatnot, and they, mm -hmm. you know, they're riding, and that will help to with their fitness and refine yeah. their, their, you know, how they look on the, the, the horse and whatnot. 
But I remember, you know, when I started writing and learning to write and so on, going to the races and whatnot. And then like where I, where I grew up in, in St. James, you know, like in my neighborhood, we would have roller skates. So we would have races on roller skates. So you would have, and, and you would pretend to be a jockey and you are handwriting, you know, and all this stuff, you know, in an odd way, in a, in a, in a very, very interesting way. Yes. It's similar to what you're doing on the equisizers, but it's just that we didn't have the facilities, yes. you know, but we were some, and we're not even recognizing it, yeah, you know, we were hand riding and pretending to be a jockey and whipping while we mm -hmm. roller skating and you're racing and, you know, so you're building that rhythm and so on without even recognizing what you're doing, mm -hmm. um, you know, particularly when well, you start race riding later on in life. So Neil, mm -hmm. Neil it's like in Rocky Four where the Russian man trains in the fancy gym and yeah. Rocky's up in the hills, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I, I'm a big believer. I, I find that when you look at other sports as well, and Sean, you can attest to this, mm -hmm. you know, if you go back in my father's day and your father's day, there were not a lot of facilities. No. So like, for Correct. instance, when they were playing cricket, for argument's sake, they didn't have a, a cricket ball, did it? You know, so they would yes. make a ball. Make a ball. Yeah. Now that ball, the, the beauty about that ball was, was because that ball was not a circle, you know, it wasn't a symmetry. Yeah. When they bowl that ball, that ball will move left and right. Right. Yes. You know what I mean? So yes. therefore, if you're a batsman now, you, well, you know, yeah, you, 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 you got to keep your eye on the ball. Yes. So out of that imperfection, mm -hmm. what you're creating is perfection. Yeah, so, and I think that, you know, as countries develop, what tends to happen is facilities tend to become better, mm -hmm. but that, that ingredient that made West Hall so great, or that mm -hmm. ingredient that made Sir Garfield Sober so great mm -hmm. is gone because you, you're using now things that are more precise yes. as opposed to things that are Correct. not precise, if, if, if that makes sense. Yes. No, because you got bowling, you got men got them bowling things now where everything Coaches. goes to science. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But that's the thing I think, Neil, what's what makes the garrison Savannah so unique. If we had grown the garrison into a mile track years ago, we may not mm. have the talent that we have now because the talent to ride at the garrison savannah on a morning or afternoon you always staring you always yeah. attentive yeah. to the horse's mouth yeah. yeah but before we get into other things we got some of our guests sending in some comments and godfrey griffith was a big fan of neil that makes i feel like a million pounds now because he the godfather I, I, yeah i tell you i mean so I, I mean, many I heard guys him. look up to him man yeah because he was my hero but, was my but hero. look at this he said your dad was very fast do you yeah my father was he was a quick he was very very quick um i think he ran 100 yards in 10 seconds flat wow uh, wow school I, I don't know whether the record is still his uh -huh. but he was he was really really quick so what about um, you then <laughs> well, but no, but but there's a thing, Sean. I, I at, at um, primary yeah. school at at St. Gabriel's, uh -huh. I was relatively quick as well, right? There was uh -huh. a guy called Matthew Clark who was as quick as me, so we were like the two quick ones at school. And I remember we got we got an invitation to to compete with other primary schools mm -hmm. at, on Blenheim Pasture, right? And I remember that day I went to Blenheim Pasture, hundred hundred yards sprint. 
And I was the only boy that had a pair of shoes on. Everybody uh. else was barefoot. <laughs> and when the, when the gun went off, all I could see was dust. And all, all the boys were in front of me. And I was, you know, so I, I left Blenheim Pass you know, with my tail between my legs. And St. Gabriel's was not too happy at all. And my father was upset because how could you let these boys beat you like this? You know, how could you let these boys, you know, I came here 20 odd years ago and I, I beat them. You know, how could you, you know? But did he have shoes on? <laughs> probably not. I, I think that was the secret, Raquel. Probably not. You know? but, um... so, so Peter Gaskin says, it's so nice to see you, Neil. But I want to reach out. Javon Corbin said his dad was the groom of her, Neil. I don't. Javon sure. Corbin? Uh, the horse that you were talking about earlier. Paddy's princess. So Javon's dad was the groom. Yes. Yes. Okay. But Chris. Yeah. Look at our friend Jack Lozon. Lozon. Chris was even napping when he was racing. Listen, you know what the one the most Listen, man, stop the press, stop the press, stop the press. Jack Lozon watching this show. Yeah, you gotta have him like as a guest on the show. You got me one guest soon, man. Jack Lozon. Wow. I'll give him a call. I, I developed the ability when I was riding and pulling weight, right? Uh-huh. If I rode the first race and the third race, don't ask me what happened in the second race because I was sleeping. <laughs> I was sleeping. What? Not, not well, in the bed, well, even Chris, in the Chris, I would fall asleep very quick in between races to save energy. Chris, Jack Luzon was so kind to send this quote. Chris was even napping when he was racing, but he followed it up right after. Every time Chris rode horses, he was napping. <laughs> so he said another, <laughs> another comment. I make it look. So I'm, we got Jack Lozon sending two comments back to back. That's because I, Jack. So easy, people think I was asleep. It looked so easy for me. It looked like I was sleeping. There you go, Chris. <laughs> no, Chris. Neil. Neil, this one's for you. Neil is probably the most nicest, humble, giving person I know. Humanitarian, definitely. From Deepmar Sims. Thank you, Deepmar. Um, I think all of us were. I think our, again, going back to, to, to my group, you know, I think all of the boys were good, good, genuine boys. You know, we, we were very competitive. Um, we were very respectful to the owners and the trainers and the grooms. You know, I mean... I, you know, when I think back of all the people that helped me, the grooms were vital to, to my success. I will never forget when I had my, I got my excise license and it was difficult to get on horses. It was really difficult to get, you know, chances to exercise horses and so on. And I remember one day Locke, I don't know if you guys remember Locke that used yeah, to work Locke. with um, yeah. David Seal. Concord Hero Locke, yeah. Concord Hero, yeah. <laughs> I remember he came to me and said, come, come and ride this filly for me. And it was another chick. Mm. And I felt like a million pounds that day, you know, because mm. I knew, okay, I was riding a, a David Seal horse. Yes. It was another chick who was at the time one of the, you know, one of the top three-year-olds. Yes. And Locke had given me the opportunity, you know, because all the trainers had gone and it was just, you know, the, the whole field, the last shipment yes. had come down. And so I'd gone out there. She, she, I remember she ducked with me and threw me over. He sent the groom to pick me up and put me back on. And from that time, so, you know, so Lot was vital in, in giving mm-hmm. me that confidence. Um, mm-hmm. 
and so so I you know I always found that the boys were always very respectful to these people because mm -hmm. you know it, it made sense but also these people were vital to our success you know we yes. could not we couldn't assume that we would be successful without these people you yes. know yes. our agents as well richard was my agent and um, richard and his mom taught me how to ride darwin clark also taught me how to ride charlie brown also taught me how to ride you know jeffrey brown jeffrey you know these people were you know were vital um and we you know we were very very competitive but we were good friends as well. You know, when we came yeah. back in the Jock's room, there was very few times we had arguments or, Correct. you yeah. know. Um, yeah, a lot of us were friends off the race track as yes. well. Yeah, yes. you know, and, and, I, and I enjoyed that. I like the camaraderie with mm -hmm. with you guys and, you know, with Slade and, but you know, that, that you was... You were a mere boy. I, I knew you from back then. I don't think we passed cross path at Commonwealth. But... Well, I think I think you were before my time because initially <laughs> what happened was... I started at law school. Oh, Neil, yes. it's because he's oh, he before he <laughs> I I started at law school, and then I got a transfer um, into at Cormier from my yeah, second year. School. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, and then I, you know, I, and then I would hear about you. So a lot of people would talk about Sean, you know, a Cormierian who was a jockey and so on. Mm -hmm. um, so you you were also a, a bright, you know, a reference point for me. Um, you know, when I was when I was learning to write at the time, you know, yeah. Ricky, I, I would have to say you Ricky. Know, I was going to tell you now. You told me a story the other day about your reference points. I would, that's I would, you should tell the boys and lady and the public that that story. I I, I like that story. Well, I what happened was <laughs> I um, I started to write through a friend of mine, a guy called Craig Banfield. He used to write at Edgerton, and because mm -hmm. him and um, my parents would carpool. Um, he would go to Edgerton every Thursday to write. So I would have to go there and watch him write and so on. Mm -hmm. And then he said to me, but you know, Bruce, why don't you try to learn how to write as well? You know, come and, you know, so I spoke to my mother about it. Who was the driving force in my, in my career? And she said, okay, yeah, I would allow you to, to go and learn how to write and so on. So I started writing and then one night I was home in my neighborhood on a wall pretending to be a jockey and a, a friend of a, a friend um one of my neighbors he said to me his name is maxi map he said to me bruce you 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 know why don't you because you're small you're athletic why don't you consider becoming a jockey so i'd never been to the races up to that point in time so i what? decided uh, yeah i'd never been to the races at all you know um yeah. so i then decided when i went to the races that Saturday. so my mother took me to the races and I remember seeing Ricky ride a filly for the late Patsy Springer called Sticky Fingers. And the way Ricky rode that horse, and again, I did not know really and truly what I was looking at. Because, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a, you know, just learning to ride. So I don't know, I, you know, I can't tell you what is a good jockey from a bad jockey or, you know. But when I saw Ricky ride Sticky Fingers, he looked different to everybody else. You know, he looked neat. He looked like he really belonged on a horse. And it was natural. It wasn't, mm -hmm. you know, it looked so natural to me. And I thought, you know what? That's what I want mm -hmm. to be. That's the person that I would like to emulate the most. Um, so Ricky was always my reference mm -hmm. point. And I wouldn't, I, I, I wanted to, and I, I'd tell you another story to, to underscore the importance that Ricky had for me. I remember, um, I won my first race, and Sean, you might be re remember this. I won with a filly called Green Swizzle, 
and it was myself, you, and Eustace Jones that went to the line together. I don't know if you remember, right? Together. And I can't forget yeah. that. How can I forget yeah, yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, and I mean, you know, I, it, you, both of you guys were, you know, you had much more experience than me. But anyway, I, I crossed the line yes. up front, and then it was the stewards' inquiry. Right. I came and second I in the race. I came second, and Eustace came third. Right. And you, 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 Sister I rode a horse called Peter Wick. I remember that. That's right. Yeah. Can you remember the horse that Eustace Joseph rode? What was it? Was it a horse for Eustace um, Jordan? I rode a horse for Eustace Jordan. Um, something yes, deal. Billy with a big white blaze. Um, yeah, something deal. Um, Hurry deal. Lady deal. Hurry deal. Lady deal. That's right. Lady. And Lady deal. Lady yes, deal. That's yes. right. And I remember, so mm. we went to the steward's room, and Big John Messiah was the chair of the, the steward's at the time. <laughs> And, you know, he was a tall, tall man, very, very deep voice, very, very frightening person. Yes. You know, he, he was a nice yes, man. Was. You know, he loved Jeffrey Brown and Emil Ramsamy to death. But mm -hmm. he was he was a fair man, a very, very fair man. But anyway, mm -hmm. so they, they reviewed the race and so on. And he, they said to me, Mr. Brewster, we are going to um, fine you for the interference that you caused. So in my mind, I think him, well, okay, they're going to find me and I can keep the race, you know, so everything will be okay. Yes. He says, uh, we're going to find you and we are also going to take the race away from you. So oh, you can wow. imagine this was my first race and water now starting to come down my eyes because I figured, <laughs> well, I lost this race, I remember you know? That. I so know anyway, that. I think the freaky thing, no, but the freaky thing about it um, is that I came second, so I was thinking, well, I got the race. And <laughs> <So I laughs> they moved the move third horse from third to first. <laughs> How so, did you move a third horse to first? Yeah, it was a weird, I tell you, it was weird. That, it was weird. It, it, I think it, it sounded very right? fair to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, like, he bet a certain horse. Neil was on the outside. <laughs> Neil was on the outside, I was on the inside, and 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 Eustace was in the middle. So they're saying that myself and Neil came and shut him out. It's not clear, yeah. Right? So yeah. I was beaten right-handed, my horse when he came out, and you were beaten left-handed, came in. Yeah. So you get disqualified too, Sean. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I did. Say the truth, Sean. Don't say it. Sean. Did you, you uh, got disqualified, disqualified and put second to where you already finished? Yeah, I was already. <laughs> That's the first DQ was, that stayed in the same position ever. Exactly. <laughs> the first time I ever saw anything like that happen in my time of riding, that a third horse could come third and jump over two other horses. I mean, and I yeah. remember Neil was crying. I vexed because I wonder how this happened. But Neil came down with two different. I don't know, emotions. I mean, exactly. you're young and you kind of, I'm a little veteran at the time. But I'm angry now. I said, what? I'm cussing, you know what I mean? Oh, I could oh, come second. I think we second already. You know what I mean? This man comes, well, it was crazy, man. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I remember coming back in the jocks room and Ricky could see that I was visibly shaken up about it, yeah. you know? And Ricky said to me, Bruce, don't worry. It happened to me as well. Right. Yes. I had, you yes. know, my first race was taken away as well. Yeah. And because it was Ricky that <laughs> said that to me. Right too, Neil. Don't worry. He was crying too. <laughs> he was crying too. <laughs> but the, the, the thing was that because it was Ricky, for me, that was like a badge of honor. Mm -hmm. And it blunted the pain. I felt a lot better mm -hmm. because Ricky had gone through it. 
Yes. You know, and, and that's because I, you know, I, again, I'd held him up in such, you know, I'd put Ricky mm. on a pedestal and he was everything to me. Mm. So, you know, I, I felt well, okay. He said, Bruce, don't worry, you'll come back and win again. And then probably two or three weeks later, we came back. Richard gave me the right honor again and we won again. So, mm-hmm. you know, so again? pardon me? Sharpen uh, the again? No, 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 no. This time it, it was clear. I think, I think the, the, that race that, that uh, myself and Sean and Eustace, I think that was a seven and a half for long race in the day in those days. Mm-hmm. And then the race, the second race that I came back and won on her was a sprint. Mm-hmm. Um, and this time I was much more careful not to, you know, to impede on anybody. Um, <laughs> you well, know, you know the, I didn't think it was that nothing much. I mean, it was three horses going in line together. You know, we get tight at the garrison. Um, yeah, Eustace yeah. managed to, I, I don't know how he managed to, and this is a guy don't really talk much, so I don't think much was said, you know what I mean, to yeah. to, to suggest that he, he really pulled one over. Um, yeah, well, he, was a, Neil, he was a very good writer, very good writer, yeah. Eustace Joseph. Neil, we uh, got strong. our friend, Kerry Sherlin. Neil, do you recall the races when you were going to the line head-to-head with Venice? Oh, we had a few a few battles. Um, <laughs> Venice was, you know, I think, Again, thinking back at the times that I rode with him and Venice was, you know, clearly not at his best. I mean, I would have loved to seen Venice in his in his 20s or his early 30s where he would have been at his, you know, at the height. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we, you know, we had some battles. But but Venice was, uh, you know, again, a very quiet man, very soft spoken man. But I think when he got to know you, yeah, he, he, I think that's when he opened up and he was always good to me. You know, if he saw me do something wrong in a race, he would come over and he would sit down and he would say, look, I saw you do this, you know, next time try and do it this way. Mm-hmm. And the beauty about him was that he never came across like I'm the great Venice Richards talking down mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. He was very much, very much like Godfrey as well. Mm-hmm. Godfrey was the same, the same type of um, the way Godfrey would explain things. He made you feel comfortable like, okay, look, you clearly made a mistake, but this is the way to correct it. Um, I even remember too Huey Blades. I remember when I started, Huey Blades was the clerk of scales as well. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know Huey that well, mm-hmm. but anytime I did anything wrong, again, he would come over and he would say, look, Bruce, you should have done this, you know, next time try to perfect this. And, and again, the way he said it, he came across in a very, very genuine way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, so, you know, so we were lucky. We were lucky that we had that support of people mm-hmm. like him, even Charlie Jones. I mean, writing for Charlie Jones as well, you know, was, you know, he was an icon, you know, you, you, you listen to the, the older race fans talk about Charlie Jones. It was mm-hmm. like, he was a God, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and then have, then having the opportunity to ride for him. Mm-hmm. And and him to help you to chart your career that was also a a, a, a big positive for us that had the opportunity to write for him. But I Sean, think that was Sean. that was missing now though. I think we all of our good guys are out and we don't have this passing on the torch or the baton, I should say, to other writers. You know what I mean? I, I, I think, think it's missing uh, a lot. I think, that, I think because of this, so many people left. Yeah, at such a quick rate it create a bit of a vacuum there yes. you know, there was a bit of a void where I, I guess a lot of the guys didn't have the guidance and you know it's it's i don't know how i don't know what would be the way to put it but you know when you the guys that well like when we left like when a lot of the guys left or a lot of the guys retired 
it kind of all happened within like yes a, as far as Horace Wilson, a very short span mm -hmm. of time. Mm -hmm. So now you got a bunch of younger guys that didn't really have nobody to look up to. Yes. And then five years down the road, they're the gone. Behind them, looking up to them. Yeah, you know, they're gone. Have yeah. the proper foundation to begin with. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. a bit of a void, but the vacuum. Yeah. A bit of a vacuum, but I think the talent is still there. I, yeah. you know, we talk a lot about talent, but I think sometimes people forget that being a jockey is more than just being on a horse, sure. especially in North America, I should say. You gotta know how to conduct yourself. And I think that probably the biggest problem with some of the guys, um, the younger guys in Barbados. But speak, speaking about that, I mean, we were talking about that, but we're talking about coming up to the Derby and stuff like that. We had, I mean, not just the jockeys, the grooms and stuff. We had owners that used to come in the paddock Sunday morning and sit down under the tree. And I mean, we had, it was associated with them and listening to those guys. And we, a lot of us were very tentative about listening at our yeah. times too, right? We yeah. were like sponges, you know what I mean? I mean, like Tyler was saying, Neil, Neil, what Neil did for him as a kid growing up and, and he still got that picture there just to show you. I mean, <laughs> and at that age, Tyler was what, 13? Mm -hmm. And here it is, Neil can speak up, speak about it right now. Still had the picture, man. That's amazing. Yes, Where to go, Tyler, for keeping that picture all these years? Thirty years. Look at that smile on yeah, Neil. 30, 30, 30, 30 years. Thirty years. Tyler, right? Tyler, if I ever come to Canada, yeah, and you invite me over to your house, <laughs> you're gonna steal that picture. If you want it back, I would happily give it back. It's yes, I, would, I would never do that to you, Tyler. Yeah. Well, I was lying anyway. You ain't getting that back. <laughs> Sean, uh, look at this next comment from a gentleman by the name of Timothy Murray. Oh, Timmy Murray, yeah. Timmy Murray was, um, I don't know if you guys remember. Carlos was a big fan of Neil. And right after Carlos posts that, Timothy Murray says, Hey, Carlos, I won on your horse, Vast Ocean, before yep. she went to Barbados. Is Timmy Murray the jockey that was from Shining? You know what? I'm saying, I suspect Timmy so, Murray. Yeah. Timmy yes, Murray because I saw this Timmy Murray before, and I he asked him if this is Timmy Murray the jockey, but he never responded. But no, so now that it, it we're is. calling him out, Timothy yes. Murray. Who are you? Yeah, it's the This horse, Bass Ocean, is, is a Trinidad horse, right? Yes, but this yeah, horse yeah, came yeah. to Barbados too because yes. it was a Peter Ward. It went to Peter Ward. I, right. I, I remember you had it with on, he mentioned, um, yeah, yes. that, right. yeah. so because mm -hmm. I ended with this, I ended up rubbing this horse. I but think isn't he a dentist now? I think he is, yeah. yeah. I remember he came to Barbados as well. Yes. And he rode a horse for Jack Stanton's sweet lady. Uh -huh. And let me tell you, he was impressive. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd never seen him before, but he was impressive. He, mm -hmm. he really sat on a horse really well and yeah. well-balanced jockey. He was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, he didn't ride in Barbados a whole lot. Mm -hmm. But the day that he came, I remember, and I probably it's probably before I started, um, but I remember coming away with a, a positive impression mm -hmm. of seeing him ride. You know, he mm -hmm. was really, really good. And Leroy, you said you rubbed Vast Ocean? This, this horse is a gray horse. Wasn't it a gray horse? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah because he ended up with Peter Ward. And then the owner and everything came to Barbados and stayed at Peter Ward's place in Sturges. 
That's why okay. I remember this horse. Ooh. All right, so yeah. I'm picking oh, out history, some of the some comments. Yeah, this is from his history here, man. Yeah. So I'm picking out. Now, just to go back to Neil Brewster and your dad. Godfrey Griffith said your dad killed Brendan Sill. He beat the best we had at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, said your dad was fast. Yeah, he said, and, and not fat daddy. Unfortunately, daddy suffers with dementia now. So he, you oh. know, but oh. I remember, you know, when his mind was, you know, in working capacity, I remember he said to me, there was only one athlete that used to give him problems. And that was a guy called Lob Phillips. Mm -hmm. um, and I think he went to Harrison College, a, a tall guy. But in the, in the sprint races, he would always be coming in the end. Daddy mm -hmm. was quick. Daddy was like kind of like a Ben Johnson. He would yeah. get out and go. Mm -hmm. And this guy was like a Carl Lewis. He, you know, yeah. he would be. Mm -hmm. And I think, if I remember correctly, I think his name was Lob Phillips. And apparently he at the time was one of the top athletes in Barbados, mm -hmm. at, you know, at the secondary school level, mm -hmm. along with my father. Daddy was Combermarian as well. Mm -hmm. And this Lob Phillips, I suspect he was at Harrison College. Mm. Um, you know, so, but yeah, so, so I, you know, I, you know, I, I also too wanted, had aspirations to be a footballer as well. You know, I wanted to be the next Diego Maradona, <laughs> but I was, but I was, but I was too small. I remember at Combermere, same thing with me. I, yeah. I remember playing football at Combermere and, a, and a, 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 a guy passed the ball through to me through the lines and I picked it up and I figured I was in on goal. Mm -hmm. And then a guy came from behind me and took my feet out. Oh. And I, I went up in the air, fell on my head, you know, was concussed and so on. <laughs> and I thought, well, okay, football is not for me anymore. And I just have to focus on riding horses. You know? so Talking talk about that, Chris, I mean, yeah. when we grow up, we always say, because when we had it in the, in the center field, we had practice in the mornings. Was it the story was true that you prefer, was preferring to, to play soccer than to, to ride horses? That is true until I figured out that they had no money in football. And <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was very I was very much more into football. Like, listen, yeah. my name at high school was Bunches because that's how I used to score goals in Bunches. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> no, because that was the top captain of my school team. I played football for when when they used to have the competitions at the garrison. I played yeah. for a team in the point. We won the under sixteen and all. Yeah, I, I was well on the way until I realized this ain't paying. Yeah. <laughs> Leroy, <laughs> yeah. Our guy Carlos Grant says that he groomed Vas Ocean for Charlie Heath. Jerky okay. win her first race with her for him. Let me oh. ask Jerky. Oh, wait, he be sleeping. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but I know that this horse ended up at Ward or something like that. Something mm. about this this horse, and it's from the Trinidadian owner. Mm. And Neil, that, that Rodney Barrow from Canada. <laughs> Neil's still a champion. You remember Rodney Barrow? Neil? I remember Rodney. Yeah, Maddie. 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 I remember Maddie. Yeah, I remember Maddie. Maddie. Everybody reaching Rodney. out to you, Neil. Roddy is now a, a trainer as well. Yes. 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 He got a horse tell in the stake on Saturday. Yeah. Okay, wow. brilliant. Tell him congrats for me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, Andy, uh, Chris was a very good footballer, but Van Dave well, Williams. Wait, Griff, that's how you spell your first name with the little. <laughs> <laughs> However you want, you know it. Don't get around my career. <laughs> 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 Vernon Scantleberry, Neil, says. 
Speak of winning on cutters on the grandstand, Neil. I remember that race actually? Oh, that was yeah, that was a, that was a really exciting race. Um, cutters was um, Carl Williams, I think. Yes, um, yes, yes. Carl Williams yes. had owned him. Ronald Burt used to train him. Um, he was a nice, tall, dark bay colt. Um, he Is had that a race bear? About ten horses bent to lane together, where you yeah, that's right. Yeah, it, yeah. it was, it was, it was a five and a half for long race. And if I remember correctly, there were horses like Royal Pleasure, Happy Hooker, um, Cutters, obviously, um, Fun Fun Galore with Venice. Oh. Um, there were a good few of them. I remember but this race. this Cutters. He had a problem with his knee. So, you know, the first couple of furlongs, he, you know, he, it took him a while to get going. Mm -hmm. So I remember his groom said to me, look, you, you know, the moment, try to warm him up as much as you possibly can. And then, you know, when, when you set off, just stay on, just keep niggling at him. Mm -hmm. And then when, when, by the time you get to the three furlong pole, he will start to motor. And so mm -hmm. true, you know, but you had to keep him in the clear. You mm -hmm. couldn't, you couldn't keep him, you know, if, if you yeah. try to, you know, in between horses and stuff and something happened, you had to check him, he would lose all of his momentum and it was difficult for him to pick it, pick back up. Mm -hmm. So I remember, you know, riding him, riding him and, and the track was very soft that day as well. So it looked as though Cutters was coming in the end, but in actual fact, the field was coming back <laughs> to him. You know what I mean? So it looked, it looked dramatic. Yeah. But I remember when we got to the Tufalon pole, Simon Husbands was on a horse for St. John, David St. John. And he, he looked at me and says, are you going around? And I says, yes. And he said, well, I'm, I'm going through on the inside. So I, you know, I wheeled out, trying to keep Cutter's momentum going. And when we swung into the stretch, I was like probably about six or seven wide on the outside. Well, making up ground, but, you know, mm -hmm. the others were still ahead of me. And then, you know, um, I guess, too, I was on the better side of the track anyway. Mm -hmm. And I was able to get up and beat Royal Pleasure. So I think it was Royal Pleasure with Ray Herbert on the rail. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, I think Emil Ramsamy was there with Happy Lion. Venice Richards was Fungalore. Um, Elton Shuri was on Happy Hooker, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. And then I was on the outside. Um, and when I flashed across the post, I didn't know whether I'd won or not. But I remember when we got to the when we were pulling out, when we got to the half mile pole, it was the first time other than a gold cup that I could hear the people in the stands, you know, yeah. roaring and so on. Buzzing. But I, yeah, but I didn't know if I'd won the race or not, you know. Um, but then when I came back <clears> and was pleasant, pleasantly sur surprised that I'd, I'd, I'd got up, Ronald Burt was really, really happy and, um, and, and obviously Mr. Williams. But that, yeah, that would be one of the, one of the rides that I would always remember. remember. Yeah, um, he was a nice horse to ride. He was a, a, a teacher at university because you're remembering some very. I'm funny telling you, Chris. You. I'm telling you, he's got me here. Oh man, I'm calling off jockeys and names and everything. Sure, Tyler. The, the, the huh? only reason why that is is because I have a picture. You know, with all of them stretched across the track, uh -huh. and I can I can pick out the you know. I to oh, be yeah. honest with, you, I wish I you know I wish that. You know, our careers, particularly in Barbados, we had YouTube at the time. So mm -hmm. a lot of these yeah. races we yes. could, you yes. know, because I've got all VHS tapes, but they've now got so much dust in them. You can't see anything. You know Listen, I mean? keep them though, Neil. Keep them because um, 
Oh yeah. And Dave Williams he played football with Chris when he was young in Britain still. So that he know why he know why they call me bunches then. (laughs) (laughs) Chris, I I didn't realize that that was your nickname, Bunches. Yeah, that was to tell you all the nicknames. We run out, man. Yeah, that would be in between between saving bread and fighting by a woman. Yeah, Chris <laughs> is scoring goals. Yeah. Is scoring goals and saving Brett from getting beat by that woman. I think, what if I remember correctly, I, I had to run off the football field to stop that girl from beating Brett, and then I went. <laughs> 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 uh-uh. <laughs> you saved me about eight thirty in the morning. Our school bell ring. It's really interesting to hear. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rashad. Oh, um, I was saying it's really interesting to hear the recap, especially the part where you're having full-blown conversations while traveling on the horse in the race. If you're going around, if you're coming through, you know, yeah. it's... it's a lot of talk, a lot but, but Raquel, <laughs> I remember, I don't know if Brett remembers... <laughs> I don't know, but first of all, um, say hello to Sandra Harding. Sandra was... Um, Sandra went to school with me. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. Sandra's a lovely, lovely person. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So she must be like, because uh, she needs to beat all them boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tyrone, Tyrone was a very, very lucky man to, to, yeah. to have her as, you know, his better half. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, Raquel, I mean, we, I, I don't know if Brett remembers this, but I remember myself and Brett were in front and we were together, and I remember we were talking for probably about a half of a long where we were going to go to dinner. You remember that? We were talking sure. about where we were going yeah. to go to dinner the night. You know what I mean? You know? Um, I, I, two horses can't pass me. Yeah, something like that. But I, I, also, too, I, I also remember there was a day that Venice rode five winners. He put on a clinic that day. He was brilliant that day. And I remember there was a race that I rode a horse called Give Me a Break for Paul Newell. And Venice rode a horse called Simply Red. Simply and Red. I re- yeah, and we were, we were it was, I think it was probably a seven for long race. And I remember when we got to the fight for long pole, I could feel something by my knee pinching me on my knee. <laughs> and I thought, I thought, I hope there's not a centipede on my, you know, my, <laughs> on my foot, you know, I think. And I remember looking to my left. And it was Venice next to me, pinching me on my leg on Simply simply Red, right? And he smiled at me and he says, let's go. And myself and him just swooped around the field. He, he wound up winning the race. I ran second. Yeah. And I came back, I said, Venice, how, why, you know, why do you do that? He said, well, I, you know, I just wanted to play. I just wanted to have some fun with you and so on, you know? Uh, so, but yeah, you know so we what? would get up to a lot yeah. of mischief in the races. Yeah. I'm telling you. Simply Red was my first ride ever. She was a nice Bill horse, Marshall. you know. She was a really nice, a nice yes. horse. Um, yes. But, you um, but yeah, really nice horses, man. You, that brings back a lot of memory. The horses you're talking about, Neil, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, I tell you too, Leroy. I remember um, when uh, 
Benton was in Barbados, and I remember <laughs> Benton Neil, had, had Neil, your brain working like you taking like you taking ginkgo biloba. But I. Yeah, You're been working good, Neil. I tell Getting you, ready to go back into university again. That, that's, that's all the reading and whatnot. Well, but I right, remember right. too, um, Venice. I remember the ride on Ben Tom. How I got that ride. I think Venice got days in Trinidad. Mm. And he couldn't ride Ben Tom. And at the time, Ben Tom, I think, had won. He, he was brought to Barbados. David Seal brought him to Barbados. Hey, so Neil, David Neil, Seal. Neil. Go ahead. Let me stop you there. Uh-huh. Yes, Venice got days, and I won on him when he got them days, and you got the right. I got to no. <laughs> what did you, you do? Right. But but what? this is the, the thing. The, the thing was Sean that. So uh, Sean, you win the race with Ben Tom. Yeah. I instead of getting right back. Yeah. I get, get it down. down. <laughs> Tell me, Bruce, lays in. Oh, shit. Oh, no. uh, you the oh, you brutalize him or you brutalize him? Which one is which? Man, I only hit him about four or five times, but back in them days, you know, we had big sticks. And I, I guess he was a little marked. You well, you well, you well, you well, I remember the guys were telling me that, um, you best come here and speak to Mr. Seal because he was saying that you, you brutalize his horse and you don't, they don't think you should ride him back. And it was like, you can't take no winner, jockey. I said, I said, nah, that can't happen. Can't do it. And then you you got a rude awakening pretty much. That I was getting the sauce walking there, Bruce easing and say, Yes, sir. No, no, Tyler. Yes, sir. Tyler did you think that was those bouts look terrible, sir. It's called politics. Did you see that one too? What about politics. that one? <laughs> no, to be honest with you, I at that time. You know what I mean? Politics at that time, where I don't think they wanted me to win two back to back, and they know they could take me down and they could take Neil down and Venice would come back and write. You know what I mean? Because mm. don't mm. forget, back in those days, the right Concord hero. So I, I still had some some goodness back in the barn from back then, but it wasn't that good. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember Venice, because that week, you know, he he was, um, he was, he'd been entered, mm -hmm. but nobody knew who was riding him. And it yeah. was rumors around the paddock who was going to be riding Ben Tom and so on. I just wanted and, it, so, and, and Venice couldn't write it because I think there was some infringement in Trent. Yes, yeah, so he got some, yeah, you know, some days and whatnot. Yeah. And I remember probably the Thursday before the race, Venice came to me and whispered in my I said he basically said to me, I have something for you. I have a present for you. And he just walked off. See? So but I and in my mm, you know, I was being naive. I, I didn't politics. think you know, I didn't think that I would have been the person that would have been selected to ride him, you know. Mm -hmm. And then the Friday, Friday morning, Richard Dean, who was my agent at the time, came to me and said that I am riding Ben Tom tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So I thought to myself, well, how am I going to go to sleep tonight? <laughs> you know, how am I going to sleep tonight? Because well, you should have done with gone in the sauna and taking a shower. You would have slept great. I <laughs> tell you. <laughs> you know, why would I ask you? Because uh -huh. when I wrote Ben Tom, I got so much abuse heading to the, to the starting gates. People were telling me that 
if I get this horse beat to jump yeah. off by the five long pole, I don't want to come to town. I wonder if they were hard on you, so too, or was just, yeah, it was yeah. just me. Yeah, the, I had, yeah. I The, the thing was all that. He was I mean, yes, at the time, right? Pardon me? At the time, he was undefeated? He was undefeated, yeah. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was, he was undefeated. undefeated. So, I mean, if you lose Ben Tom, and then there's, and you were, I don't know, your career is done. Yeah, okay. I, th I think, too, at the time, because David, you know, Sir David Seal and Hopefield Stud Farm was big, was massive, mm -hmm. and they had this tradition every year they were bringing a bungalow. You remember they used yeah. to say they're bringing a bungalow to yeah. Barbados, yeah. you know, so it was Kingly Street, it was Ibn yeah. Chai, yeah. it was Concord Hero, yeah. then you had Ben Tom. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if you were going to be associated with these horses, there was a lot of pressure, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. But anyway, I the Saturday morning I woke up, went to the races, went to the racetrack, and Richard took me to Fieldstad Farm, and I met Mr. Seal and Mrs. Seal, and they showed me some races of Ben Tom running and so on. And basically, you know, said, look, this is how we would like you to ride him and whatnot. Mm. Went this home, was a big race? That, yeah, that, this was the, I think it was the Purina Handicap. Mm. It, was mm. a, it was a mile, so it was where the tennis courts used to be mm. in those days. Uh. And um, <laughs> he had 138 pounds. So with me as a seven-pound claimer, you know, we could get it down to 131 pounds. Mm. I had probably about three rides that day, four rides that day. And I remember when I got to the jocks room, all the jockeys were looking at me as if, you know, something was going to happen, oh, whether it was going to be good or bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Pressure, boy, so, pressure. <laughs> yeah, the pressure was on, you know. Um, but I, I knew that what, what gave me confidence was the fact that if they had selected me to ride this horse, <clears throat> I figured, look, they figured that I had enough, you know, I had what it took to ride him. So mm. therefore I was going to, you know, be just as confident as, as them. Obviously there was tension, yeah? Mm -hmm. um, but I remember, you know, weighing out for him and so on. Probably the, you know, the saddle was so heavy, you know. But anyway, and when I got to the parade ring, I got on him. And it was interesting, all of the nerves went away from that point in time. So, mm -hmm. you know, I always found that when I rode, you know, if, there was, if I was riding a horse that was, that there was a lot of expectation, you know, the nerves would fall away the moment I got on board the horse. I don't mm -hmm. think we had time to, 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 to be nervous anymore. Yeah. But yeah, going but, down to the start, I remember Liz Dean saying to me, don't sit over him because he might run off with you. So sit on him and just, just let him hack and go down to the start. And then you got the, you know, the... The abuse. So some people were saying, you know, if you lose this race, you're, you're never going to get rides again. Mm. Um, and then some people were shouting encouraging, encouraging words mm. to you as well. And and then I remember we got to the start. Sonia Perkins, she was the assistant start at the time. And what was interesting was, Sean, I don't know if you remember, but the day that you rode him, he gave trouble to go in the gates. Yeah, because he was hurting. He was clearly, sore, yeah, clearly something was wrong yeah. with him then. He didn't want to run. That. That's the problem. Yeah. He didn't want to run. Exactly. Yeah. You exactly. It's a man. It's a man. I, Ben Thomas, the champion, and he yeah. had the first half of the race oh, where he didn't try. <laughs> and the second half, when I gave him the first lash, he, he went into to the mode I yeah. thought he could have. And, but I didn't beat him up, but I mean, stick in those days i used to it was quite heavy it's not like in these days nowhere it was not a light touch stick no it was not <laughs> a light touch. it wasn't a soft touch at all and i got i got 
I got fired for that, man. Oh. But, um, but the, the, you know, but the, that day, again, as I was saying, you know, when we got to the start, he went straight in the gates mm-hmm. and Sonia was holding him. I remember when we got in the gate, she said to me, Bruce, he ready to run today. Mm-hmm. So hold on, mm-hmm. you know? And then when we, you know, when we broke, I remember Ricky rode, I think Ricky either rode PU, no, JK Kasun rode PU. Ricky rode Astral King. Um, there, was an, there was another horse in the I race, but I, these things. but I, I, I don't know. I remember, you remember them either. Wow. <laughs> I remember um, tracking um, PU. Neil, 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 sorry to interrupt. Uh-huh. I just want to give you a flashback to all the guys and lady. Tees on, brothers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look at that, Neil. I tell you. Neil, well, you look like a you look like a man that teeth that helmet though. <laughs> <laughs> Remember them caliente helmets? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah, caliente. so but yeah, so I you know just followed um JK Kasuna on PU and then we got mm-hmm. to the Trifalon. Paul, I remember chirped on him and he took off with me. Mm-hmm. And it, it was it was it was a feeling that I'd never got before to the point where we I was running off the turn. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'd never experienced an acceleration like that, mm-hmm. and it caught me by surprise. Oh. And he was running off the turn, and mm-hmm. I had to bring him back in. And then, you know, I hit him a couple times, and I think he won six or seven lengths. He brought the track record at the time. I brought um, the track record at the time too. I, yeah, ran, yeah. So you ran yeah. back, back, breaking yeah. track records. I think, I think, but Neil I got... did it with only hitting them twice. <laughs> but, but no, the, the thing is, the, I the thing is Tyler, I, I think I also got criticized for hitting him a couple times as well. You there. know, but I think, you know, I think that the people that leveled that criticism at me, and I guess Sean as well, needed to understand that if we had lost with him, mm-hmm. the first thing that people would say was, well, Venice wasn't riding him. Yeah. You know, so you couldn't yeah. do it. And yeah. that would have had an impact on our career. Now, one of the things that I think helped me, one of the people that helped me to get that ride was uh, Patsy Springer, uh, mm. the late Patsy Springer, because he had put me on a, on a quote he had called Some Assault, probably, you know, a couple of weeks prior to that. And mm. we ran second to Ben Tom. So that more or less gave, I think, gave the whole field group some confidence that they could give me this opportunity mm-hmm. to, to ride this horse, you know? Um, but yeah, I think, you know, riding Ben Tom really put my career on the map. And, you know, when people talk about Ben Tom, thankfully, you know, I will be part and parcel of that, mm-hmm. you know? Watch this picture, guys. I, 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 I tell you this, right, Sean? Wow. Ah, there's that was the um Venice, yeah. That's the yeah, what a rider. What a yeah. rider. Mm-hmm. He was he was special. I think oh yeah, I think him it looked like the helmet. helmet. Really, really, really you there? Don't get that horse beat. <laughs> <laughs> I got this, but don't get that horse beat. I suspect so. But I think I think he I think he spoke to Mike Goddard. The same day, and he, he, had, he had complimented me on the ride and so on. Um, you know, but Venice was, you know, he was always a very, very nice person to me. Um, and I was, you know, I was so thankful that he, because obviously, you know, I would imagine that he would have had an input into who would have ridden him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he, you know, it's likely that he would have said, look, I would vote for this young man. 
to, to ride this horse. As long as I get back to ride. As long as I get back to ride, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, and, and I mean, that was the understanding. I knew that, you know, yeah. no matter if I'd won the race, I would never ride him again. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was just happy to have, to have sat on him. Um, I think it was only three of us who rode him too, eh? That's right, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. y'all have become part of history. Yeah. I think I was lucky. I, I think if, right, if Sean I... history was abused though. Oh Lord. Listen, don't listen to them. Every movie needs to buy a guy here. To be honest, dark guys, they cuss me, they don't do things. Really, you were you were vexed with the men that cuss you, so you took it out on poor Ben Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you something though. Me, huh? they cussing me for you. When I wrote them, he was it was wrong the time he began to get sore. I remember even, even being led in by David Seal. Sir David is that he had um he was wearing patches on his hawks mm. and he, he obviously was hitting his hawks speed cutting and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I got pictures with it, you know, looking back to see how bad he cut. And that's mm. all. So I knew that there was issues going on there. The trap might have been a little too hard for him that day, too. Yeah, I think yeah. when, when he run, he had a little cut to the going. It was a so. lovely, yeah. Everything was perfect. And some work might have been done since then, too. I, I felt that. I, I, I still feel they were trying to sabotage me by <laughs> oh, getting God. beat with him, by sending me out there with no work. <laughs> I, I really feel like that will happen. Sean, you should just accept your role as Darth Vader. That's but, it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I overcome all of their, their try to kill me. I overcome it. I'm talking loud about it now. Now we got uh, here now. It's the good guy of this story. No, I just Sean, came up. Neil, I just sent you a video on WhatsApp. You can watch it. Okay. Uh, one of our um, listeners said a gentleman by the name of Kyle Carter. Okay. That's the uh, jockey, I think. Got a number of videos. Carla, you know who yeah. Carter is? Yeah. Carter's a jockey, man. He's a jockey. Got a number yeah. of videos on YouTube. Yeah. Yes. And I just yeah. thought I would take this picture. You know who that man in green shirt is? Speaking with VR, walk it. That's Carl that, DeFreitas. Carl DeFreitas, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Wow. That's the pony. Carl's yeah. trying to go very far. <laughs> He's trying to go very big, yeah. He looks like slit. It is that slit in the left hand corner, but again. Yeah. No, yeah, no. That, that, you know I, what that is? That looks I like know, Raymond Laguerre. Laguerre. Brothers or? No, no. Raymond Laguerre. Laguerre. Raymond Laguerre. Uh, who's that so one I right? just that's, sent you that, that video, um, that... Neil, so you can see the, is a 20 like minute video right? or so. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, is Kyle. Is that from Jamaica? The guy on the right there, um, Everton Killamilla? He was a good Everton job. Everton Killer Miller. Great. There's another really, really yeah, good jockey. Right. Yeah. That's right, that, yeah. Yeah, it, it looks is. Like Miller, yeah. That, that Carl stride was before he break your back, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got that stride in front. Oh, wow. That's no, I was just looking through this video and got the pictures of you, Neil. It's producing some videos. I don't know where you get these videos from, man. Yeah. 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 It's putting out some real, really nice videos of it's everybody. races. Every single body I see. It's true. I mean, I don't know how far how far back he's going, but I know he's got immediate for sure. Yeah, he must be commended on that because yeah. as I said, it, it you know it's hard to find those races. It's hard, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's really, really hard to find, you know. No, right. Kyle, Kyle did a good Hi. job. 
I always wanted to mention that. Can you send? Can you send the picture I sent the WhatsApp to Neil so he could have a picture of my picture? <laughs> <laughs> you know, ain't but him to steal at your house. Sit down. <laughs> you can have a picture of my picture. Why <laughs> well, ask Neil though? Because I know we're losing time and stuff. Yeah. How do you get from Barbados to England where you're now teaching your your a university professor. You're a professor. Are you? No, a, no I, I wouldn't say I'm a professor. I'm, a, I'm an ordinary teacher. You're ordinary, <laughs> but you're teaching at university. That's yeah. brilliant, man. Yes. Um, How did that happen? Well, I, you know, when I retired from writing, I think it was 1994. Mm-hmm. And then I started to work with Paul Newell right. in his business. And I worked with him right up to 2000. But, but, but before you went further, mm-hmm. I must let people know that. I give you your last minutes as a, as a, as a Oh yeah, that's I, I t- yeah, Sean. I, I forgot to say that. I mean, yes. I got to a point whereby I wasn't getting any rides anymore. I was losing motivation. That was a very, very difficult time for me. Mm-hmm. A lot of the riders that I grew up with had gone to Canada, so I was mm-hmm. I felt like I was by myself, so to speak. Yes. So the younger generation were coming in, yes. and I was like kind of like the older generation, <laughs> and. Um, and then Sean gave me the opportunity to ride a horse called Hot Issue. Hot issue. Um, and that gave me the ability to, to leave the sport with some sort of dignity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, you know, I, I won with Hot Issue, then came back and rode him again and ran third. Yeah. And then I knew at that point it was time for me to go, you know. And um, so I started working with Paul. And so that gave me an opportunity to work in business, to see the... Mm-hmm to see an, uh, something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, at that time, I always wanted to go back to university because my mother, you know, she always wanted me to, once the race writing was finished, mm-hmm. to try and get a degree. Because she always felt, my father felt, you know, that, you know, when you have these things, um, it opens doors for you. It gives mm-hmm. you opportunities. And, you know, if you prepare to put the work in, you don't have to be a rocket scientist. You can get, you know, you can get these qualifications. Right. So I started to go to night school um, there in the Pine, close to CBC, um, the School of Continuing Studies. So I did a, a mid-management course for two years. Right. And then when I was finished that, the coordinator of that um, course said to me, it's time for you now to go on to university if that's what you want to do. And I wanted to read accounts and finance. Mm-hmm. So... He said to me, look, you can either go to the University of West Indies here, Barbados, and do it here, or you could go overseas. So I said to him, well, what would you do? He said, well, if I have the, you know, if, you, if I have the resources, I would go overseas. Not saying that, you know, the universities are better than the universities mm-hmm. here in, in the West Indies, because they're not, right? Mm-hmm. I can tell you that factually, they're not. But he recommended me that I go overseas to see something different, to open mm-hmm. up my mind and to see a whole different world and so on. Mm-hmm. So I um, came to England the year before. My brother was here. He was here like two, three years before me mm-hmm. and did some fact finding um, and then came back to Barbados and then got in contact with a gentleman who he was Barbadian worked in England at universities, but he then, at the time, he was, he came back to Barbados to live and he was recruiting students from the Caribbean to send them to universities in the UK. Mm. So I got in contact with him, told him what I wanted to do. He came and saw me. 
he provided me with all the prospectuses of the various universities and so on. And he said, look, you can choose from these and so on. I chose the university that I wanted to go to in London. And he then sorted out all the paperwork for me and so on. So I went, I went to, to, I started university in September 2001. And I did a three-year degree program, so I was successful with that. And, you know, it took a lot of hard work. But again, you know, one of the interesting things, one of the things I think helped me was the discipline mm -hmm. and the preparation. And I got a lot of that from writing, mm -hmm. you know, so that getting up early in the morning and preparing yourself, mm -hmm. I, could, I could rely on that. I could leverage that in my studies. So there was, mm -hmm. you know, there was, there was that linkage there. Um, now, the deal was only three years, and then I was coming back home. But then right. when I got the end of the three-year period, somebody said to me, well, why don't you stay on and do your professional accountancy exams? Mm -hmm. But in order for, and I'll tell you this little joke, in order for me to do that, I had to extend my student visa, because in those mm -hmm. days, they would give you a student visa for three years. So if the degree program was three years, yeah. you would get a student visa for three years. So if I wanted to extend my stay in England to continue studying, I would have to renew my student visa. Mm -hmm. So I went to the home office in Croydon in London and I applied for a one year extension mm -hmm. under the proviso that I was I was going to do three exams in June, mm -hmm. three exams in December. And I figured I could pass those six exams. And then that would be the year, and then I would be ready to come back home, right? Wow. So I go, I, I, go to, I go to the home office, fill out all the paperwork, request the one-year extension. So they call me up. I go to the desk. The young man that was dealing with me, he checked through all my, you know, my passport and um, all my details and so on. And he said to me, um, sir, you are requesting a one-year stay. Um, for what reason? So I said, well, I want to, to do these ACCA exams. And I believe I've got six papers to write, and I believe that I can do it in one year, right? Three exams in June, three exams in December, because in those days, you, you did exams two times a year, June and, 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 and um, December. Mm -hmm. So he smiled at me. He turned away and he went in, he back, came back and gave me my passport. And when I checked my passport, he had given me an extra three years. So he gave wow. me a four-year <laughs> extension, right? Wow. So I said to him, sir, why have you, I've only requested one year, why have you given me four years, right? Mm. And he says to me, well, my sister is doing the ACCA exam and she keeps failing the bloody exams. <laughs> <laughs> and these exams are really, really difficult. I think you're being a bit naive here. So I'm going to give you four years, right? And, um, and he was right. It took, me, it took me a while to, you know, to, to, to pass these exams. Right. Um, so I did that. And then I decided that I wanted to stay on and do a master's degree as well. So in, in those days, what would happen is, depending on what you had done in the past, it, it, it counted as credits mm -hmm. to these newer qualifications. So rather than, you, rather than me doing a two-year master's program, I was only required to do one year based right. on what I had done in the past, right? Mm -hmm. So I did that at the University of Wales. Um, they wow. had a satellite, a satellite college in London. So I used to go there and and do the courses and so on. And then when I was finished that, the, the principal of that college, he used to overhear me teaching in the classroom. So with some of my friends, you know, you would have a study group and mm -hmm. some, of the, some of the group would say, man, 
Bruce, we don't understand this. Can you explain this to us? Mm. And I always liked that because I always mm. found that explaining things to people, it helped me understand it better. It but did, also, yeah. I was helping somebody else, right? Mm. So he would always overhear me and he would watch and, you know, behind the scenes and, you know, he recognized that I seemed to have a talent for teaching mm -hmm. certain subjects. And when I, when I was finished, he said to me, would you like to take up a position of teaching here at the college? So I said, yes. So I then moved off from a student visa into, uh, it was in, it, it was kind of like a work permit mm -hmm. and it allowed me to work without any restrictions for two years. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, kept teaching over those two years. And then when I got to that point, I had had like 10 years in the country. Wow. And, and that then allowed me to apply for indefinitely to remain in the country. Mm -hmm. And then I, I just started working with various colleges, teaching accounts and finance. And then where I am now is a campus called University Campus of Football Business. Mm. And they are a very, very niche university because they focus on sporting degrees, primarily right. football. So a lot of our students that come to us, they want to work in, ultimately want to work in the sports industry, specifically mm. in football. So I started with them in 2016. Um, and I'm still there, you know, uh, but I love it. I, I really enjoy being in the classroom and helping students achieve their academic goals. Um, I mean, my, my grandfather, he was a, a, a teacher. He was the headmaster at Harrison College. Wow. My, my aunt, she's a teacher as it's well. It's in the blood. It's in the blood. It's, yeah, so I, I suspect it, you know, there's, a, there's an element of that. Where, but I enjoy accent, it. Pardon me, Tyler? Where's the accent? The English Tyler, accent. Listen, Tyler, that is one thing I will never give up is my Barbadian accent. Hey. I will never, <laughs> ever give it up. Because and, and the reason why I say that, Tyler, is because when foreign people come to Barbados, they don't speak Bajan, do they? That's they right. speak they speak their language. So yep. you know, I I always felt I was never even even going to attempt to speak British, you know. Once they can understand what I am saying. You're good to go. That, that I'm, I'm good to go, you know. So but, but listen, yeah. listen to me here, Neil. I know get a message for Derek Clark. Tell me to tell you hi. From Biaf. From Derek Clark. Hi, Biaf. I ain't expect to hear from him at all. So <laughs> I'm sending love from, from Seattle, Washington. I don't know if he might be back yet. I know he went on a cruise. He might be in Alaska. I don't know. Okay. But, um, <laughs> yeah, Darwin. Biaf, Biaf was, was uh, and is a great friend. You know, yeah. one of, I, would, I would count Biaf as one of a lifelong friend. Um, as I said, you know, he helped teach me how to ride. Mm -hmm. He was always a mentor to me as well. Um, he schooled me a lot. I remember mm -hmm. he won a race with a guy called Girl. I ran second to him on Little Chicken. He came up through on the inside, you know, and he was he was all pretty and folded up on me and so on. And so he taught me a lot. But I, you know, I always I always had a lot of time for him. And incidentally, I think too, I won his first race as well on Give Me Pleasure. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. So. Um, so we had some good times together. A, is that a thing horse? Uh, uh, um, uh, a sappy jaws? Yes. I think it I was, got that picture, man. I got that picture. Yeah, it was. It you was myself. Yeah, it was myself. Um, you say, Chris? Everybody got pictures of Neil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charles Williams as well, who groomed uh -huh. Give Me Pleasure, who was also a very, very important person in my career as well. Uh -huh. um, you know, Charles was a big motivator. 
you know, he was, you know, he was in my camp, you know, he's he was shouting. Behalf right now. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Say it again. I didn't hear you. He's training for behalf. Okay. Okay. That's brilliant. And I always thought he, you know, Charles is probably one of the most knowledgeable people I've met. You know, I always thought highly of him. Uh -huh. And um, I'm glad that he's working with 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 Biaf. Right. Um, and, and is he training here in Barbados or? Well, is you know, it... I was I was training, but you know I'm a, I'm the bad boy in the crowd, so I always Darvin. I found myself out of out of work. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, but Sean, Sean, trust I'm me, the rebel. Really... I, I can't help it. <laughs> yeah, but Sean, you did some wonderful things as well. I mean, to win with Rambrino, Chris, um, yeah. you know, you, the past, you know what I mean? People want, people want hearing now. And you know what I mean? When you know, people yeah, here now. A long time ago, boy, that money. Yeah, always bad yeah, but, 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 I want to bring everybody's I, attention to this. Uh, you hear Neil's lovely speech just now of his journey. And all of him talking about studying this and this university. Look at the faces of all of our guys. I put it on top. All of these horsemen, like, we're listening to. I got what, it on top. You want to know what I was actually thinking? All of us were like, "Wow." I'd be, I'd be honest with you. You want to know what I was actually thinking when Neil was talking about where he is now and, and teaching at university? Because uh -huh. in most people's life, you always have a turning point where things could go one way or the other. Mm -hmm. And once yes. he was talking about where he is now, I was just thinking. Imagine Neil almost give up everything he achieved right now over a box of chicken. <laughs> you know what we're talking about, right? And I'm going to tell you. This oh, man. Is this joke right? now? This a is box of chicken? True. He, he is where he is now. And he risked <laughs> it all over a box of chicken. We in Trinidad one night. You got to explain, Chris. Chris. Come on. Fill us in, Chris. We in Trinidad one night after races. So after races, he of course hungry as usual. <laughs> he decided that's Trinidad, you know Trinidad, rough, especially on the race. Prince Park, yeah. He decided must be eleven o'clock at night. He going out to get barbecue chicken from around the Savannah. Yes, you know, Sean, yes, you know, I know this boy. That was a nice chicken, man. Going out, nobody want to go with him because none of them want to get killed. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> so hungry, he going out for a box of chicken, right? Uh, not, not a leg, a next, whole bus. The next thing we in, we in the hotel room. I don't remember it was me. I think it might have been it might have been Slade or somebody. I, all we know is Neil burst through the door in a full <laughs> sweat. <laughs> I mean, a man, a man chasing for you, box of chicken. <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah, kill that night. Over. <laughs> I will never forget that. I will never, never forget that. And, I, and the thing was that, but the, the thing was that I, I bought the chicken, and then when I was walking, I was on, you know, you remember at Queen's Park, they used to have like that running path where, you know, they, 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 where you could run and where people would exercise and so on. You and I remember place where people chase you. Yeah. <laughs> well, but there's the thing, I, you know, I was walking on the pathway. And I noticed that this guy was behind me. So if I speed up walking, he speed up walking. If I slow down, he slow down. Yeah. So then I decided, well, I didn't get off the pathway and get onto the road. So I came down on the road. He came down on the road. So I figured, well, okay, the only thing for me to do now is to run as I quickly as I possibly can to get back to the hotel. 
And I, I'd even look back to see whether he was behind <laughs> me. You know, I just took off. Um, he refused those, to I, he could have just those, dropped again. <laughs> those, those trips to Trinidad was was really good. I, and I don't know if you remember when we used to stay in that hotel, which was opposite the Queen's Park. It was a, it was a very hotel. old, yeah. yeah, it was an old hotel. Yeah. And I remember it was myself, Chris, and I think, I think I don't know whether it was Slade was with us, but I know it was myself and Chris. And I remember we were in a room above Ronald Burke. So Ronald was the room beneath us. And you remember at night we would take our whips and hit the ground with them to wake him up. And he would come upstairs angry. Man, why you all don't keep stop keeping all that blasted noise? And, and it going on and on and on. But yeah, we used to have some fun. We, you know, we we really I got some pictures, but don't, that trip, that particular trip, man. Yeah. I think, I don't know if you have to give it to me. No, yeah, I, yeah. I the, the, yes, there's a, there's a picture with I myself, Biaf, Jeffrey Brown. Yes. Um, And I think that was the year that, that Mr. Burke took Green Man yes. for the Stewards Cup. Uh, um, can you yes. remember, who was the groom for, for Green Man? I don't know. Um, he was an oldish guy, but he was he was really loud and and I remember for like the week leading up to the Stewart's Cup, he was saying to everybody that Green Man will win this race. Uh-huh. You know, he was he was really talking up Green Man. And that day, I think Declan Gillespie rode him. Yeah, and yeah. To, to to be honest with you, yeah. that day I'd never Green Man looked like a pitcher. He mm-hmm. was ready to run. And um, you know, won the Stewart's Cup, but and, and I remember his groom. He after that he walked Green Man all through the paddock. <laughs> Whoever would listen, this is the champion sprinter from Barbados, you know. Um, uh, I think that was thing, you know, not colored the one I'm so colored. Yeah, it was colored, 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 colored yeah. yeah See, so sure, you can remember things too. You and that bad. Somebody no. ain't that bad. I remember because we, we went to Trinidad around that time of color. Don't forget, and Greenman also went to Jamaica too. Ricky Road in right. Jamaica when yeah. he came third. Remember? Yeah. So yeah. I remember yeah. some of trips. Yeah. trips was fun, man. Yeah, he was a nice horse, though. He was really, really nice horse. I and what like, I liked about him was like... drunk, drinking a punch of cream. I wanted to carry me somewhere to drink a punch of cream with the, I think the Renault, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's right, there. yeah. Two we, we young silver champions back in those days. Nee, we can't tell you another story. I tell you, yeah. Let's... <laughs> I tell you another story. But um, in all seriousness, um, what I came away from this is that education, regardless of what sport you're in, is very, very, very important. It's and important. I, well, know of a lot of jockeys that said, you know what, I want to be a jockey. Frig school. Yeah, and then yeah. when that career is finished, then what are you going to do? So it's really good to hear that you went from stepping stone to stepping stone. So you've built your own wall and, you know, you're, you're comfortable and happy in what you're doing now. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, my, my, my parents made it very, very clear to me that, yes, if I wanted to ride, they would support me, particularly my mother. Because as I said earlier, my mother, she was a driving force in my career. But she said, look, if your studies start to, you know, if your grades start to fall... You're not going to ride anymore. So mm-hmm. that you know, Raquel, that was that you know that that kept me motivated. Mm-hmm. I couldn't I couldn't do both when I got to like A levels. Right. That's when the the wheels started to fall off because it required more attention. Mm-hmm. I could do it at GCS um, CXC level, but not yeah. at not at A level. 
It's true. Um, but Different level I, of concentration. Yeah, yeah. But I, you know, I think for the young writers, I think it's very, very important that they need to think about their education um, because it will help them in other areas as well. I mean, if they transition from being, say, a jockey to, say, being an agent, for argument's sake, mm-hmm. having an education behind them will help them. You know, so I, you know, and, and, you know, I, one of the things that I say to students that come to UCFB and, you know, I try to, to try to make it very clear to them that, you know, this is a very, very important time of their life and that they should really work really hard to achieve that qualification because when you achieve it, nobody can take it away from you. That's right. You know, nobody can take that qualification away from you. It's yours, Mm -hmm. you know, so um it it doesn't guarantee you know it doesn't guarantee that life will be a bed of roses Mm -hmm. but at least it it gives you it gives you um a stepping stone it it gives you a stepping stone but it also it it helps you to it gives you a sense of accomplishment Mm -hmm. you know and that helps you to move on to the next big the next big thing that's right um you know so um you know i it'll be nice to see more youngsters, you know, even if, you know, when they finish writing, they Mm -hmm. might think, well, okay, I want to, I want, I would like to get involved in, you know, breeding, you know, Mm -hmm. or whatever. They say, well, okay, there might be some sort of program that I could, I could do some Mm -hmm. sort of qualification that I could do, you know, and, and, and those things, I, I also think too, you know, when you have these qualifications as well, and then you have your children, Sometimes your children come along, they know that their parents did this and that and the <coughs> fourth, and then they, you know, they say, well, you know what? I would like to do what my mom and dad did as well. So, but you know, you know what I'm going to say also, now looking, now I can see all of us here on screen, especially the writers. Each of one of us parents, I mean, I remember your mom bringing you to the track mm. as a little boy. You remember? She Every used to day. Park, she used to, and, and she used to go and park a car, but if I flung away for you, to yeah. get you back to school and that kind of stuff. And I remember saying it was different seeing a lady doing that. Yeah, yeah. To me, most of the time, my father, my mother didn't let me write in, but mm. my father was that force for me. You know what I mean? I, I don't think Chris's mom didn't let him write in either. No, no. Um, really. But your dad was that force for you also. He used to carry me down there without her knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But I remember, I remember you as a little boy. You know, seeing your mom, and I remember speaking to her about certain things because I mean, I, I met to come here too, so it was that familiarity we had with yeah. one another with come But yeah, the, the mom used to pick, take me home too when after yeah. we done and stuff. Your yeah, mom was yeah, brilliant, yeah. man. Your mom, your mom was yeah. something else. But I remember too when, um, I don't take your dad in and like you writing, huh? Daddy was, I think, I think what happened was initially, daddy was afraid that I would hurt myself. Yeah. And I think initially, you know, in a, in a way, you know, he loved me just as much as mommy, but mommy yeah. had a different approach. Mommy was more <coughs> hands-on. If this is mm-hmm. what I wanted to do, she was going to support me 110%. And usually women are you know? like that, because my mother thought I would get hurt, and she didn't want me doing it at all. Yeah. yeah. My father was like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a different. I think Daddy then came along. Yeah, when you started after, doing well, when you did. Yeah, I think you, you know. I think he then realized that you know it wasn't as bad as what he thought initially. Yeah. You know, but Mommy was a driving force. I yeah, even remember even before I, 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 I remember Mom for that man. 
before I became a, a that white lancer. My yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we used to call her. And the thing about your mom too, she was always like she used to work down at the hotel, which wasn't far. That's right. Yeah. She was always there whenever Neil called, especially yeah, yeah, yeah. especially that morning when Ray Herbert was fighting with the Invisible Man. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And, <laughs> and he come up, Ray Herbert fighting with the Invisible Man, and. He come and ask Neil to borrow to borrow Neil whip to fight the invisible man. Yeah. I gotta get from the horse and red red Herbert look Neil dead in the eye. Say right down with he. I coming for you. <laughs> when you run, when you run, I right from the phone. I called the mother. She was saying less than five minutes. <laughs> I did, but Neil, I didn't know you had a Ray Herbert experience. Also, I tell you, I will never forget that. Oh, no, but my experience with Ray, Ray, Ray Herbert was at my house. I was living in Grisettes at the time. And it, it was a day after races. And I was lying down, no, mean trying to sleep in Sunday. It was around 7 o'clock. And I hearing horse hooves walking around in the, in the yard. Right? Mm. So I figured it was police or something like that on Mountain Division. Because my father was in politics back then. So it was not uncommon for police to come around the house to make sure everything is okay hmm. but then all of a sudden i heard the familiar voice of ray herbert calling for me <laughs> and my heart starts to skip some beats you know, <laughs> host at this hour. and ray was telling me he's uh, he has a airplane at the airport waiting for us to go to jamaica <laughs> and he wants to know if i want to if i'm ready to go uh, on this horse? He was riding a horse. So you were and supposed to get on the horse too? When I went to the front door now, I had a crack in the door. Because <laughs> I remember my father was away on tour with West Indies at time. So me and my sister in the house. And I said to myself, this man coming this house now. I freaked out with my sister in here now. You know what I mean? I was a little, I was a little nervous, you know? So I, I said, I said, I, I said, I got to be polite. Just like you did, you know what I mean? I said, I said, um, Ray, I said, how you could come at this hour and just, you know what I mean? You had, what you didn't tell me so yesterday, that racist man. I can't just happen. Just go to Jamaica like that. I knew yesterday you would have gone. I said, but if you had told me yesterday, I would have made plans, man. I'd be ready. I would have made plans. I you know what I mean? You would come and throw this on me so often. And if you tell it, pour it out. And you can't trip this way. I, I go all crazy now, you know? I say, you can't come and do that, man. You're not crazy now. You know what I mean? This is the craziest shit. And what was, um, I talk him down. I said, listen, man, next time you go into Jamaica, you come to me at a better time. But I can't make this trip. And he said, oh, that's too, man. That's too. I want, I want to leave it on my side now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure you're right. You're right. Right, next time, should have gone with that. Boy, that was it, man. Yeah. And, but do the sort of things back in our day, we, we had to put with some all crazy jockey friends. I mean, yeah. it was sad, you know, because I always thought that he was a talented rider as well. Yeah. It was sad. Um, yeah. I mean, even I remember David Roy as well, yeah, you know, he he as well, you know, um, it was really sad to see. You know, Mike Jones, Mike Jones, Mike Jones, yeah, it's a nice, Matthew, you know. So we got a lot of men in barbers that in this business went crazy, man. I mean, yeah. And I, I guess where is Ray now? Ray in jail. I guess too, you know, in 
you know, I, I think mental health as well. I mean, yeah, now, I mean nowadays we talk it, about it and and people can get help and it's not as... Um, I agree with you. Why it's not a taboo. It's not as taboo. Yeah, exactly, Raquel. Mental health. Yeah, it's, it's not a taboo anymore. And, yeah. and maybe, you know, these people um, needed help and they couldn't yeah. get it, you yeah. know, yeah. Un unfortunately, yeah. you know. Um, but, um, but yeah, you know, it was... It was, but my mom, I, I, as I was trying to say, my mother, um, before I even was a jockey, you know, I was going to Edgerton riding school and in the, in, in the summer holidays and the Easter holidays and the Christmas holidays, she would wake up at five o'clock in the morning and take me to Edgerton. And then I would spend the whole day at Edgerton working, you know, um, going out in the grass piece and cutting grass for the horses and, mm -hmm. You know, so working with Charles Williams and working with Biaf and working with um, Orlan mm -hmm. um, and Johnson. I don't know if you remember Oman Johnson and his, his yeah, donkey. Yeah, donkey you know? yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and I did that for five years and mommy would drop me and put me back up in the afternoon. So, you know, my journey was wrapped up with her and she supported, you know, me throughout <clears throat> my journey. I always remember too that she always said that if I fall, she would be there to pick me up. Oh. And I remember one time I had a fall and I was on the ground and, you know, as, as it is in the Caribbean, everybody now around you. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing Kerry, your sister, Sean, saying, uh -huh. um, everybody, let Miss Brewster through, let Miss Brewster through. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and um, yeah, so she, you know, so she, you know, mommy was was a big part not only of my my career but also my brother's career as well unfortunately he didn't stay around for too long mm -hmm. but i always thought that he was equally as talented you know mm -hmm. he was very very good rider um but he never had the opportunity to showcase it mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. you know but um but yeah we got to him early too yeah we got him early as well you know but i i you know look i I had my time. I had a wonderful time. I rode for some wonderful people. Um, I rode some really lovely horses. Paddy Bird was a big part of my career. Ben Tom, we talked about him earlier. P.U., he was another, another horse that, you know, I have fond memories of. And I would never forget one time I thought that I had damaged him. Um, and this was when um, he was stabled at Safi's um, house in um holders hill and i don't know if you know listeners are familiar with safi stables but safi used to have a a, a mill an old mill mm -hmm. and there were two stables that were in this old mill and i remember one day i we were taking the horses out for an, for an outride and i saddled up pu and so on in the mill and but what i did not know charles williams had not told me that when you were bringing him out you had to hold him because he would try to run out of the of, out of the stable, and then he would he if you if you weren't careful he would run you onto like a pillar, and you would have to let him go. And it just, it slipped Charles to let me know look there's a situation. So anyway, I saddled him up, I brought him out, and he took off with me, and he got away from me, and he ran down the yard, and ran straight across Holder's Hill, straight across. And I tell you, when I saw him running away from me, I thought to myself, the, the, the first image was Safi and kill me, right? <laughs> if, 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 this horse, if this horse get hit by a car, he's going to kill me, right? And I remember I ran behind him. And when I got to the junction, I ran straight across the road as well. 
I did, I, I've completely forgot about cars. You know, my safety was not was not paramount at all. It was getting PU back in. And I remember he ran around, went into the churchyard, and I went and brought him back in. But he was a he had a wonderful character. You know, he you, you take him out on the racetrack, he would stop and he would watch things. You know, he would if a plane was going by, he would stop and watch the plane. You know, it was almost as if he was he had a a, a level of intelligence that other horses didn't have. I mean, the other night I was here, here listening to you guys talk about Incitatus, who seemed to have that same demeanor about him. You know, it seemed like the really good horses have that. They, you know, they, 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 they will watch things. And you've got to give them time as well. You know, when they get into that mood, you've got to let them do their own thing. And then, you know, but, uh, but yeah, he was, he was a lovely horse to ride. I also rode Don Juan. I won the guineas with Don Juan, won the guineas with Perfect Bird. And I remember too with and, and that Don Juan was an interesting thing as well, because Mike Darwin Clark won the Derby on Don Juan. So I lost the ride on Don Juan because of my ride in the Derby trial. Um in, in, in the Guineas, you know, he we went straight to the lead and he won from the front. And then in the Derby trial, um, Mr. Marshall had Liquid Bliss in the race as well. And he said to me, look, let Liquid Bliss go. And you try to you know, you try to um, um, try to, to to restrain him a bit, and then you you know make your run. And I I wound up fighting Don Juan for like six furlongs of the race, and then when it was time to ask him to go, he had nothing. So I think we ran second or third, um, and then I lost the right to to Darwin, who then rode him in the Derby and won. You know, and did you know did very very well. And I you know I I you know that was hard to take, but again. You know, it, it was easier because it was Darwin, who, you know, um, Perfect Bird was another nice filly as well that won the Guineas. I won the Life of Barbados and the Guineas with her. Um, Andy Nichols, I remember I was going through a rough patch and Andy came to me and said, look, I want you to ride this horse. And, you know, she helped me, you know, um, to, to, um, to continue really, you know, to be successful, somewhat successful. So I had my time and I had a I had a good a good run. Um I think I think my peers respected me and I think mm -hmm. that was that was vitally important as well. You know, mm -hmm. the respect of Chris and Slade and Brett and 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 you Sean and everybody. You know, and and that, you know, for me that was more than enough. I would mm -hmm. have loved to have accomplished more. I would have loved to have won the Gold Cup. I would have loved to have mm -hmm. won the Derby because I think, you know, I think the Derby there was so much history there, mm -hmm. and so many great writers won the Derby. Mm -hmm. um, so I would have loved to have had that opportunity. Um, but yeah, it, you know, and 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 racing shaped me as well. It gave me self esteem. It improved my self esteem. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I I grew up. You know, a lot. You know, you know, they say it takes a village to raise a child. Mm -hmm. You know, I would say to you that that is true because a lot of people you know taught me a lot of things from in the racing industry good and bad you know what i mean um you know you, you learn about you know the highs and lows you know so one minute you're doing well everybody wants you to ride and and then you know you make a mistake and then you, you're on yeah. the receiving end you know so you learn how to deal with that as well um so it was a wonderful experience you know, um, and I will never forget it. I'll never forget it. And, and the people as well, you know, the grooms, so many grooms that were 
that helped me, you know. And, you know, I always, you know, watch racing up here in, in the UK and, and the focus tends to be on the jockeys and the trainers, rightfully so. But I think, too, sometimes the grooms don't get the attention that okay. they truly deserve. You know, they spend so much time with these horses and, and in some instances know more about the horse than the actual trainer. Mm -hmm. um, but they don't get that, you know, that notoriety, um, you know. But, yeah, so I had a, I had a wonderful, wonderful journey. Um, and a lot of people, you know, helped me to get to where I got to. Richard Dean, you know, Mrs. Dean, who taught me how to ride. She was a disciplinarian. You know, if she sent you to do something, you had to do it the right way. You know, so anybody, all the youngsters that, that rode at Edgerton, you know, she was, she was key. Um, we loved to ride with Richard as well because Richard would allow us to ride short and we would go into, I don't know if you remember, the, um, there, was a, there was an area close to the stables called the, um, the woods. And Sean, I think you're on mute, mute Sean. <clears throat> um, My dog was barking. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so you would go into the woods and Richard yes. would allow you to, to pull your stirrups up and ride as a yes. jockey. And, you know, so all that was, you know, a big part of my um, development mm -hmm. as a rider. It took me five years to get to the stage where I could become a jockey. Um, and then, you know, you start and... How old you were when you started? I, start, I was 16 when I started. Um, so I started riding, learning to ride when I was like 11. Mm-hmm. And then five years of of, um, of um, training and, you know, trying to get myself to that level. Mm. And then started when I was 16. And as I said, I retired at 24. Mm -hmm. So in 1994, mm. um, you know, I wish, I really wish I could have stayed around longer. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't change anything, you know, looking mm. back yeah, on it, I, mean, I wouldn't change anything. I think life is about evolving. I think you've evolved very well. Oh, yeah, very much. Um, You've gone on to achieve yeah. so much, Neil. That's yeah. remarkable. I, I, I for you should write a book too. Yeah. Never know. Yeah, that yeah, that would be interesting. Writing you write a book. Because if you write one thing, thing about, about, no, no, right now. I have a chicken. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and I, yeah, I, the, when I it's true. Me, I'm coming for you. Oh. Yeah, no, exactly. Story's got to stay in it. No, but one thing about Neil though is that it shows people who whoever they're watching the show that we have Barbadian writers that have left the garrison and have gone on to do things that I mean you have to say punching above your weight, you know what I mean? Because yeah, I feel I think it's only we still on this show now. Everybody gone to sleep. Yeah, man. Oh, shit. Got 63 people out. Nigga, watch, watch tomorrow, man. Nigga, watch the replay. Yeah, well, let's the go thing. to some of our view listeners because we've had some good commentary on here that we can have some laughs at now. Mahmoud Tara, Ben Tom had six straight. Okay. So we're part of the six, Neil. We're part of the six, yeah. God okay. free. Venice and I had some good times, but some of the fun was not good for the show. <laughs> so, <laughs> so obviously those are times we shouldn't have talked about. All right. And Godfrey said he would love to ride with him. Mm. Uh, yeah. Tata, the mighty Benton was top class. One from five and a half to ten for longs with any kind of it. Mm -hmm. And here's the one of the best comments that made me laugh. Neil? Chris, Raquel, Tyler, Osho, we forget 
Really, Roy? Javon Corbin, if that race was running 2022, Peter would have had me at Sean's door the next day. <laughs> Peter, uh, that's for beating up Ben Tom. <laughs> but I, mean, I, I, I got fired for it. So, Sean, I think you had to, you know, in those circumstances, I don't think you had a choice. Um, I mean, to be honest, I, if I rode him that day, I would have lost because, you know, I wasn't as forceful as you. I didn't I have that. So, no. you know? I don't think so. I don't think so. <clears throat> I don't think it was nothing to do. From the time I hit him the first time, he, he wasn't picking at the bit for the first half of the race. So he had his head running very high and he, he mm. wasn't picking the bit. But from the time I hit him once, he then he went yeah. into a different um, mode. You know what I mean? I think the only difference in the race was is that Tyron Harden rode um, Greenman, and Tyron kicked. When I was now getting comfortable where I was and how he was going, Tyron kicked like fourth long from home. Mm. So I just, from the fifth long, I was now beginning to feel that I, I, I now have a little bit of horse. And then mm. Tyron shot off from the half mile. It was like, damn. So that means now I had to go in chase mode. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I had to know <clears throat> him and Ricky with behind watching everything. So I know if I failed, um, you know, what I mean, Ricky was going to run past me, but yeah, everything worked me out. Would. Well, yeah, Ricky would, um, master, master driver. Sean, we got Clyde Nurse giving out his phone number on, on YouTube for everyone to see. Oh, yeah, <laughs> saying is Norval. Yes, yes, Norval. You remember Norval? Uh -huh. No. No, he's a horses, he said, Tell Carlos Grant to give him a call and go, man, give you his horses. phone number. Yeah, Mahmoud Tata saying, Kyle Carter, you need to shout me on WhatsApp and giving oh, out his cell numbers. <laughs> yes, man. We're this is listen, man. Not only trainers and big jockeys winning races, no, we're we're sharing love of, of getting people connected. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And Dave Williams, uh, I met Neil a few years ago at Dover Beach. We said I had a nice talk. Neil, right. you remember Dave Williams? I can't remember, no. I would have, if I saw him, I would remember him. At Dover Beach. Y'all had a talk on Dover Beach. No, look at this. We got Timothy Murray. Haha, -ha. my brother did ACCA in England. Took him many years, too. <laughs> Kudos to you, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And Deepmar says, when Neil speak, you listen. Yes. Leroy can now use Neil name when it comes to further education. You got yes. to love Neil. <laughs> yes. yes. Thank you. And Mahmoud Tata, Biaf, Happy Style, 1985 Derby. Yes. Bill Marshall was told he's sending a boy to do a man's job. Yes. After he raced, the governor said the boy did the man's job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I remember yes. that, yeah. Oh, Tyler had to go walk around to try and wake up, eh? I had to go, I had to go pee, man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't TMI, Tyler. TMI. Too much. I know Pete's still out watching the show. Uh, he's sleeping by now. Pete knows a big, big whole female. Pete is running the joint up there now, man. Pete. Leroy, you got Pete Trotman saying hello to you. That's your family? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the guy that I probably took the picture with. Um, that's the whole field guy, right? Yeah. 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 He was up. He was up here, but he stayed by Patrick when he came up and he took a picture where Rico Rodriguez Silva. Right. Okay. 
So I he's checking in with you too? Yeah. I don't know. Um, did you see what our video was about, um, Brett? Yeah, yeah, it's saying about jockeys needing to be light. but No, no, it's just talking relevant. about the weight because when you guys were speaking about losing weight and stuff like that. That's yeah, what it's about, about losing weight. Okay. Yeah, that's what I mean. But Derek Lynch, hey, good night, everyone on the panel. Neil, I'm very happy to see and hear you. In my opinion, this is one of your best shows, Sean. Wow. Hi, hi, Derek. Derek Lynch. Derek was, um, listen, Derek worked with us as well, too. Yes, correct. Good correct. guy, good guy. No, man, but people love intelligent men like Neil, man. So I know that, you know, there's a lot of love here. There's a lot Michael of love. Williams. Oh, Lord, smoke too much weed. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, pass my bedtime, but worth it. Bedtime. Come on. <laughs> keep you guys up for purpose because Neil's on English time and Neil I don't know but I surprise no, I, so. I'm here in Barbados oh, huh? in Barbados Timmy Murray's writing his memoirs boy he will of send course. us guys a copy we'd love to of course, love to yeah. get Timmy, them man of course Timmy we would we would um we would do all the what we're doing here now we'll talk about it not I only if, that we'll bring Timmy Murray on the show and talk about his book how about that guys my yes, yeah, I, yeah. I, I wonder if Tim Timmy wrote for Joe Hadid because I always thought I think it was Joe Hadid. Yeah. Versus, um, he wrote for Joe because Joe talked about it on the guys. I don't mean to be a party pooper, but uh, my battery is dying here, so oh dear, I have to leave you. I'm out, I'm out. She's out. Thank you. So <laughs> thank you for having me. And it was nice seeing you. Nice meeting you, Neil. Same here, Raquel. I'll All come right. to you on All right, Raquel. Oh, yes. We'll talk, we'll yes. Talk next week, we'll, for sure. We'll, we'll derby talk. Yeah, with Derby Talk. Then they will be able to to talk. I feel honored. Oh, I feel honored. I do. Oh, yeah, so great. thank you very much for yet again having me on the show. No problem. Man. All right, Raquel. <laughs> good luck. On thank Saturday. you. Thank you. Thank you, Raquel. Right here. Yes. One All right, man, now. Now. Six more to go. <laughs> Six more to go. We got Tayeb trying to be like you were playing. Raquel, I'm going with Raquel. My bad. I got to get up at four thirty. Listen, my my computer battery ain't dying, but my brand battery dying. I feel we go. I feel we go hang out on it. My holiday tree early in the afternoon. I will bring turkey with me, but it's sure too late. Refreshing is see and hear Neil. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm so happy that we could do this, Neil. I mean. Barbie and Racing fans love to hear our, our, our stars of the past. And obviously, you're one of the biggest stars of the past. Thank and you, Sean. Thank you. I mean, I, I would like to have, I would like to do more of this, man. You know what I mean? We're able to keep talking about the old, good old days. And, um, yeah. I was All right, Sean, we can have a show every night of the week. <laughs> I bring out the old guys. Bring out the old guys. I don't know if it'll get too boring, but um, you yeah, know, most of them all guys sleeping. Well, yes, that's right. To me, my old jockey race in Barbados 
I wasn't, I wasn't here for that, but that's true. Gorfi was here. Gorfi wrote in that. Rasali win it, no? Rasali win it. He was the least experienced of the bunch. Yeah. Got the job done. Yeah. How did that happen, Mr. Griffith? And they had to tie up his locks and everything. They had to tie his socks <laughs> up his body. <laughs> Godfrey, he said he rode in that race with the old man in Barbados. Then he went back to Trinidad and he sent him some books and said he was a fan of mine. Yes. And me, Murray. But everybody was going to go in front of Godfrey back in those days, man. He was just trying to be nice. No, Godfrey and was Chris. a big man. Godfrey was a rock star in, in Trinidad from back Chris. in the 70s. Yeah. Look at your friend. Oh dear. They, oh, I knew dear. him a long time ago because I know he ain't of it. It's got to be old. <laughs> this old. It's got to be old. But he it's said old that you, you were a very good footballer except when he played against presentation. I never had a play. score no goals. I never had a play against presentation. Then wasn't in my league. <laughs> then, they <laughs> the then they made the cut. <laughs> and Neil, Peter Gaskin oh. says thanks to your dad for inviting Neil to Uncle Beans at oh. 96. Yeah, that was, when, that was when I get to you. Yes. Ah, okay. Okay. You have to get close to you, boy. Peter Gaskin is still up, though. That's the yeah, question yeah, yeah, that you want to find out. That's the old show. But Peter Gaskin, let us know if he's still here. He's still Neil, right. can he you remember the 92 guineas on himself. Perfect Bird? Yes, I can. Yeah. Yeah. That's our yeah. friend Javon Corbin. Well, we have happened to you, little fella, this week. Look, the great oh. Neil Brewster. Leroy, oh. <laughs> your boy. Azarian. Uh, hi, Azarian. Wow. And Grantly Bino. Hi, Neil. How things going? You remember Grantly? Yeah, yeah, I remember Grantly. Yeah, Grantly used to Grantly used to mine uh, King Jassa, if I remember correctly. And, and, and he, was all, he was known as Winston back in those days. Winston, I don't know that's where, right. Yeah, Winston. I know where this there was, there was Winston and Sophie. Jesus. You remember Sophie? Look at, look at Mr. Howell. Jerry Howell, man. She's on. This gotta be long ago. Jerry gotta be yeah, sleeping yeah. still. <laughs> all these are all 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 comments. I couldn't yeah. even get to put them in, but Jack Lou's on. Said it was a true statement, <laughs> Tyler, about Chris <laughs> sleeping all the time. <laughs> Jack Lou's on, man. Yeah, man what we're talking about well, the legends that I would buy, man. He's one of those guys that was really. We want good Jack Lou's on on our show. So yeah. Jack, if you're around, yeah, keep man. in contact. I want to do Jack and let's do Rocket so Man. So good to Stop see you, Neil. Yeah. If you can find Rocket Ray, good luck. You good luck finding Rocket Ray. My, <laughs> when he's met comments all the time, sometimes I can find him. And Chris. Find him on Facebook. I got a number for him. Uh-oh. Jen noticing that Chris is sleeping. Uh-oh. That's not good. How long ago <laughs> it was, man? 9-11. Three, three hours. Two hours okay. ago. All right. You might have been right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, guys, this right, is guys. four hours and 13 yes. minutes. Good to see that we're keeping on under the 83 minute mark. <laughs> <laughs> this is great, though. This is great, man. I really enjoy the show. Yeah, I want to yeah. thank I want to thank you, Sean, Brett, um, Leroy, Chris, Tyler. Gosh, just um, so you know, for giving me the opportunity to to speak about you know my career and so on so really and i you know i, I want to wish you guys all the best mm -hmm. with the show as well um i really like the, the caliber of people that you have on the show and um and i think is as i said you know before we came on tonight i think it's very very important mm -hmm. what you're doing 
um, to to more or less record this history and and you know hopefully the younger the younger writers and the younger people in the industry they watch the show as well and 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 gain inspiration and guidance from you know mm -hmm. the output of these shows so and i want to thank you guys seeing guys that you see what you've gone on but then after your writing career it shows you that once you're still intelligent because we got guys like um and bus boy and prescott this guy got about 12 or 11 or something like that you know what i mean yeah and he's writing i mean he's a very intelligent guy he's yeah. out western canada so we got some guys who youngsters are very bright guys that choose to stay in business instead of you know doing um you know great things with their brands they're obviously doing it because they're winning a lot of good races and they're doing well yeah but you got heavy and you went a different direction and it's great to see that what you've done man. Yeah. Really thanks thank you sean and i mean you guys as well i mean you know i you know when i read about you guys and see what you guys are doing you know patrick and all the guys in canada how well you guys are doing you know, I feel so proud to be a Barbadian, you know, even like, you I mean, currently now, you know, I, you know, you get people that because of our prime minister, people, you know, say glowing things about our prime minister. Yes. And, you know, it makes, you know, when you live in the UK and stuff like that, you feel proud that, yes. you yes. know, people looking at what Barbados is producing, whether it be yes. politically or whether it be yes. in, in a sports arena, you know how a small country like this you know with limited resources mm -hmm. can produce people of this ilk you know with that passion don't forget, and you know, desire don't forget you that in england we only have sir michael stout up there doing the yeah. flag where uh, in north exactly. america we've got so much guys exactly. so much guys you know rocker boy who just fell the other day but I me mean, he's a guy in the states that just doing great things yeah and uh, rashan lachman you know Renny's son I mean, the guys doing really well. You know? mm. Well, I, and, I would say I would say one thing, Neil, for sure that I have no doubt about. There's nothing that none of the jockeys that left Barbados and do any mm. stuff that any of us ever had. There's mm. nothing any of us do that you couldn't have done mm. had you continued. Agreed. Mm. Thank yeah, you. True. You were on the level. Chris, that, that means that. that you know that and that's something again that that means so much to hear from you you know because again you know you guys kind of validated what i did you know again you know the the, the biggest thing the biggest pleasure i could have is the respect from you guys as a professional not as a friend because i know that you guys respect me as a friend but as a professional you know as a former writer you know that 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 makes me feel proud and um happy with what i've done so thank yeah. thank you for that chris great man that's great wow <laughs> well wow well many people have said it's our best show thus far so yeah. Yeah. let's continue to strive on and try to get do, bigger man. and better I mean, they go you know we move from mark cassie to neil brewster what do you expect <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys expect man brilliant you know what i mean brilliant yeah. look at the names who are coming up and dropping some comments and stuff man I, well, I well our friend well. Mahmoud Tata said the race that the Omar race was the only race no, that I only win yes it <laughs> was <laughs> the only it was the difference between you and most of us Neil 
Fourth of us would have dropped that box. You hear what I'm saying, Liam? I heard, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thought of me when I drop it around. <laughs> I need to drop but, a piece. But listen, I listen. If I remember correctly, that box of chicken when I brought it back to the to the I, room, I bought, you you yeah. had half of the half yeah. of the chicken. I can't hear you, Chris. Chris, you're cutting yeah. now. You can't I can't. I can't hear you, Chris. Career? Yeah, I can hear you now. Hear you now. Yeah. 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 Y'all can hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Hello, voice delay, Chris. Even Chris Fong getting tired. He looks like he's on a delay now. <laughs> I didn't want to open or nothing. I wanted to taste. I figured that, I figured that chicken had to be so good. Can't hear me. It was a I runaway. You, yeah. That was a runaway chicken, man. Can you hear me now? We can hear you now. I said, you know. I figure if you almost really like this piece of chicken, I figure it had to be real good. So I had a chicken. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If I get closer, you remember the name of that place? You remember the name of that? I can't remember the name of it. it, but... it, was, it was something. <laughs> I'm just tired of talk, listening to me talk. Hot. Um. Everybody used to stop there all oh, yeah. the time. Can you remember Neil? It was, was popular. Really spot, it was really, really popular. Yeah. Really yeah. The my food is My computer turned to hearing me talk. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fellas. All right, boys. Guys. We gotta right, wrap it up. Yeah. Good to see you guys. All right. Good to see you. And man. hope to see you guys in the future. Neil. Yes. I'll be in touch with you and what's up. Right. Okay. Yes. I'm out. Be in touch. Okay. You would ask me to show Neil one more time. No, 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 just send it to him. I know <laughs> I can send it to him, but I still want to show him. That's a nice Look at that form. Zooming on them big doors. It's only the big doors all the night. But on. you know, it, it's a pity, <laughs> it's a pity that PU couldn't get nine for longs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I think you know it's a pity. That he never won a Gold Cup, yeah, you know. Yeah. That's when he missed it from him. Yeah, he was really good up to a mile, and then, yeah. but beyond that, you know. Um, yeah. But he was a lovely so, racehorse to be associated listen, with. I'm the last boy to lose on PU going into your class. <laughs> okay, Sean, I, I'm not gonna help rub it in, right. Sean. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I rub gentlemen. the horse and gallop the horse yes. that be you. Right, yes. Take care, Tyler. Tyler. He's out yeah. there. Yeah. Chris is right. out because okay. Chris computer dying. <laughs> Take care, guys. Right. Okay. Neil, All right, guys. Take care. All right, guys. Yeah. Take care. All right, Neil. Yeah. And we are signing off. We want to thank all of our listeners and all of our viewers to let them know. Um, thanks to our sponsors, the Barbados Tourism Marketing Inc., um, the Barbados Turf Club, and McKee Pownell Equine Services and Veterinary Care. Thanks for making this show a great one. And listen out, tune in next week for Journeys, the live talk show. All right.